This episode, this episode of Goodbye Mellowbrook Road is a, it's a, it, this one is um, truly special. It's easily the most uh, ambitious episode of this podcast that I've ever done. Um, I'm putting it all into the line here. Uh, basically, um, I assembled my own team of Avengers, you know, I, I have assembled my own team of Avengers. We're going to all, everyone here is ranking their top five Marvel characters. Everyone that I assembled, people from California, people from Scotland, Australia, Canada, Florida, New York, Illinois, so many, so, so, so many places all over the world. They're all converging here. Just like the Avengers are converging, they're assembling to, def- to attack Thanos. We are attacking this podcast topic of our top five Marvel characters. And um, I have to say, it was, it's been a lot of fun. I've been, doing, I've been getting these ready for two months now and just talking to people. Um, and it's been great, honestly, reconnecting with a lot of friends and family. Um, and just talking to people that, you know, people I talk to every day. Some people I don't always get a chance to talk to. I did a lot of these in person, which was great. People would come to me to do it, which was awesome. Um, and yeah, it's like you know, in Infinity War, you know, they go to space, they go to Titan, they go to Wakanda, they go to New York, and all these different locations. And that's what I feel like we we like we we're trotting the globe in this episode. Twenty three different people. I know. I'm gonna try to keep this intro as short as possible because this is gonna be over four hours. I think it's even over gonna be over four and a half hours, which is absurd. I probably should have split this into two parts, but the movie comes out on Thursday. There's not enough time to do that. Probably should have done that. Oh, well, we're doing this big episode. No one's going to listen to this anyway, so it's fine. I'll put timestamps in. You can jump around, uh, see who's where. Um, And yeah, uh, a couple things at the top. I want to mention my list because I figured if I went through my list 23 different times, it would get super annoying. So didn't want to do that. Um, my list, it's very simple. Um, what you want to listen to is everyone else's list. That's the cool part of this. Mine is just, it's um, from five to one, Ant-Man, Gamora, um, Captain America, Rocket, and Thor, um, with Iron Man as an honorable mention, and a lot of love for the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Um, just going to mention that at the top, so because it's not, not something I'm really keeping under wraps. It's just what it is. I mention it. I bounce around at various points during the various um, segments that are all stitched together in one big mega episode, and I broke people up in the segments, and I'm going to help you, I'm gonna, I recorded some bumpers to help record it along the way, so that way you can track what's happening, who's talking, who's from, who's doing what, um, and yeah, it's really great, and uh, also would like to mention my dear friend Danny Pritchard from Australia um couldn't make it on she i know she loves marvel um after infinity war came out we were working together over in adventureland um and she stopped me and said dave i know you're a nerd what what are your what are your thoughts on infinity war so i had to i asked her i reached out um she couldn't make it but she did want me to mention um some of her beloved uh marvel characters since, since she couldn't make it um she wanted to mention that um Carol Danvers, her favorite Marvel character, and Tony Stark is her favorite Avenger. Um, shout out to Danny, we love you. And I also want to mention uh, Courtney Colon had an honorable mention. Loki didn't quite make it into the recording, but she did want to mention that she loves Loki. And Tim Gomez had an honorable mention of Ant Man. Um, so those are some honorable mentions um, going forward. So yeah, and a little bit of preview there that we have Courtney and Tim in this episode. Um, I'm not really gonna be 
surprises along the way, but I'll definitely try to build up that anticipation. It's a good, it's a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, that's, I think, and, um, so yeah, three things to check out. Um, Cal's podcast, um, Calvin Heighton is in this episode. He has a podcast. Um, he said, he said just Google Cave of Cool this week at the Cave of Cool. That's his podcast. Um, Zev does movie reviews, um, and he's going to be doing a review, maybe, maybe for Avengers Endgame, but he definitely has one for Captain Marvel over on the Mickey Mindset, so check that website out for sure. And Tyler Clardy, he's in this episode. Um, He has a podcast, you can find it on CastBox, I think, yeah, Uh, Film Frauds, so definitely check that out, maybe they'll cover Avengers, Um, and yeah, so this episode is long enough as it is, without me rambling on at the top of the show, but I I just, I want to say... You can check out... These Marvel movies are amazing, and um, I got into them around the time of Guardians of the Galaxy. I did see Avengers and Iron Man 3 in theaters, um, but I didn't really get fully into it, immersed, with until Guardians of the Galaxy, with Age of Ultron coming out after that. And the past five years... I still remember when they announced that they are going to do a two-part Infinity War movie. Five years ago! And it felt like it was going to be... The wait was going to be interminable. And here we are. And we're finally here at the movie. It comes out, as I'm speaking into this phone right now, it's four days away. And I just can't believe it. Um, It's been over 1,600 days of waiting, and here we are with four days left, and they feel like the longest four days. Um, And it's been just an awesome journey, and all these people, I'm sure, have also had amazing journeys with these movies as we come to an end here um, of the story. And I'm going to be doing a lot of reflecting on what those mean, what that means to me, what that means to everyone, over on the notepad. Sir Ronan deserves an Oscar. I'm going to link it in the episode description. I've been doing a whole MCU retrospective there because I love to write. So I wrote about these movies. I'm, I did characters most likely to kill Thanos, the best moments produced by the movies, the best offshoot non-canon moments produced by the movies as well. And I'm going to be doing an award show for them, like, awards, like, like, oh, who is the best actor in the Marvel Universe, you know, that kind of thing, and then I'm going to write an essay about it, about the journey that we've been on, you know, I, all these movies I've seen with different people, um, some of them are in this episode, some of them aren't, but it's been crazy, it's been amazing, and hopefully Avengers Endgame will continue that tradition of these movies being amazing, finish out Phase 3, finish out the Infinity Saga, but without further ado, that's enough of me talking, it's time to hear all of these amazing, lovely, incredible, talented, perfect people to be on this podcast um i thank you all for being here and so first up we have ryan foley who watches a marvel movie every day so it's going to be ryan foley then allison Foles, and then jen nickel um three very dear friends of mine i love them with all my heart they're gonna be up first and then once that we're just rolling after that so without further ado here's ryan foley thank you so much joining us now for this segment of the mega podcast, which I think is quickly developing into something that will be longer than four hours. So sorry oh in advance. God. But um, we have here <clears throat> the lovely, the elegant, I would say the talented, the beautiful singer, the passionate lover, the elegant Mr. F, Ryan Foley. Ryan, thank you for being here. <laughs> Mr. F, thank you for having me. Oh, it's I like the nickname. Absolutely my pleasure. Um, <clears throat> you're one of like the three people I know in this world who is obsessed with Marvel. Um, you actually watch, it seems like, based on Snapchat stories, you watch one every day, it seems like. Actually, um, you're right. 
I do watch pretty much a Marvel movie at least once a day. And usually it's the same ones. Occasionally I mix it up a little. I throw in, like, Doctor Strange. But usually it's the big the big ones. Like Infinity War. Have you seen that over 50 times by now? Infinity War, I've probably seen as many days as have happened since it came out. So Literally, maybe it came out in, like, April, uh, not April, August. So however many days it's been since August, I've seen it that many times. If I miss a day, sometimes I'll double up. As soon as it ends, I'll just start it again. And it's like... So... It's unhealthy. It's unhealthy is what it is. Definitely unhealthy. Um, <laughs> and we're at... We're 10 days out from Avengers Endgame now, so that's probably about 355 viewings of Avengers Infinity War, which, those are rookie numbers. you got to pump those numbers up. Oh, I'm trying to pump those numbers up. In the days leading up to Endgame, I'm trying to go for, like, four times a day, maybe five. And I bet when you see Avengers Endgame, that won't be the only thing that you're pumping. That will not be the only thing I'm pumping. Actually, the theater is sold out, like, 536 seats, and all of them are going to hear what's pumping. Yeah, you're pumping pumping iron because you work so much that you gotta lift weights whenever you can and sometimes that's yeah, during a movie I'm always, I'm always curling um in the seats in the bed everywhere i'm just curling making sure my arms look good always and those arms are crazy stupid fine they look yeah about mm. the size of pencils if pencils were skinny but you know what they say about pencils uh if you can't oh, write with them you can't erase them either yeah, no, that's I've heard that before. I've heard that before. So, with Marvel... I, I need to know. Yes. You said this is going to be almost four hours. How many people have you called? I think... I think you... You're either the 19th or the 20th. Because, oh my gosh. And I have three more to go. So, I think you're the 19th because I think I did it where the amount of people I'm talking to are the same as the amount of movies that will be in Marvel after Endgame. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, it's, that's impressive. It's going to be a long boy. It's going to be thick. Is it? Are you going to just post it all at once? You have to, right? Well, that's what I was going to like. I was like, should I do it in two parts? And I was like, no, I want to do it all at once so I can like make the Facebook post and be like, I've assembled my own Avengers and then tag everyone in it. <laughs> you're going to have to uh, when you make the Facebook post. You're going to have to see if you can like put like timestamps and names. Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to have to. This is going to be next week. It's just going to be me making putting the most amount of effort I've ever put into a podcast before. That's that's very impressive and very intense. Speaking are you of, going to share with me your list, or are you going to just make me wait until... Because I know you're not going to like go through it, but are you going to like tell me what it was? Yeah, like I, I'm not going to keep this a secret because I think that would get really annoying. Uh, and people don't want to hear me talk about my list every time, so I just did. I've got number five, I have Ant-Man. Number four, I have Gamora. Number three is Captain America. Number two is Rocket Raccoon, and number one is Thor with um, Iron Man as an honorable mention. Ooh, okay, okay. And speaking of lists, who who's coming in at number five for the elegant Mr. F? For me, it's so hard. I was trying to think about how I'd rank everything in Marvel, movies, people, like everything, and it's I always work my way up, so now I have to work my way down from five. So five... Mm. I know, I know Thor is on the list. I forgot Ant-Man was, was a thing, so I feel like I can't even put him on the list, but remembering him, he's one of my favorites, so I feel like I also have to. So that's one of them. Okay, so that's two. Spider-Man, it would be a third one. 
<sighs> people love Spider-Man. But people do love Spider-Man. Honestly, I think I agree with you at number five, Ant-Man, because I don't think I'd put him necessarily higher. I mean, he's he's not exactly like the strongest superhero. He is the the funniest in my opinion, but I mean that can only get you so far. Um, his family and like his like character development and dynamics with all the characters, I think, puts him up in the top five. For sure. Because, like watching his movies, I just enjoy how like wholesome they feel, especially with Paul Rudd being Ant Man. Well, how blessed we are to have Paul Rudd in this universe. How blessed we are to have Paul Rudd in the MCU. Because it's just one of the purest, like, if I'm watching it, I feel like everything that's negative in my life, in my head, just went away. Because Paul Rudd's just on the screen. He's being pure, and he's singing to the Partridge family. Honestly, and he's playing the little the little drums while he's on house arrest. Oh, such a good movie. What a, such a good movie, Man of the Lost. What a great gem of a, of a, it's, yeah. it's pure cinema. Number five, definitely, <laughs> Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Speaking of Ant-Man, have you heard the theory? Um, the one involving butts. Oh, the, the old caboose. The old, the old rear end hindquarters, yeah, where Ant-Man's gonna shrink down and jump up Thanos' hindquarters and expand. Now, Ant-Man's just gonna have to go really small, because if I, if I know Thanos, like I think I know Thanos, he's He's got a very, dare I say, small hindquarters to enter. So, despite the fact that Thanos is roughly 8 feet, 9 feet, maybe 10 feet tall, he's you think... Got a, he's got a large rump, but a, a small, small entry. So... And I feel like Ant-Man, Ant-Man, they might need to use the Quantum Realm just so Ant-Man can shrink small enough to get up there. So I it's... feel like Thanos knows his plan... And has been working on his uh, hindquarters, so it's making like, sure he can flex it. It's like Drax the Destroyer, um, at other other people who have names like Drax the Destroyer. Uh, are there no other titles for people? Hmm, I should have thought this out more. Drax the Destroyer. Uh, so, so Drax the Destroyer. We'll say like like Ronan the Accuser. Ronan the Accuser. There you go. Beautiful, and then. Thanos, the anal virgin. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tight it's a tight squeeze, and and he's been I've seen him doing. Honestly, I don't know enough about um, working out to even know what you would do, but I'm just gonna say squats, and he's just been working on making it all tight. Is there like in your mind? In your mind, is it like when you do squats, like? The ass gets bigger, but the hole gets smaller. Is that what your opinion of squats is? Um, that wasn't exactly where it was, but actually, now that you said it, maybe it was where my mind was uh, thinking. Because, well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You, one gets smaller, the other gets bigger. It's like some property in math. The graph is going downwards. Well, to quote the bare naked ladies, it's it's expanding ever outward. <laughs> What, what song? It's the one that they do for the Big Bang Theory. Oh, oh, of course. They're, yeah. Like I like that song, and then I wasn't a big fan of the Big Bang Theory, and 
I think the Big Bang Theory is also, like, it it doesn't even compare to the theories that surround Avengers Endgame. Brought it all back. <laughs> so number number four. Yes, number four. Thank you for keeping me on. on... Let's, think, let's think of this. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm saying number four out loud because I feel like it's going to help me figure out my number four. I don't, I just don't like Captain America that much. I, I found him more appealing in The Winter Soldier than like any movies before that but uh he's just got this this personality the do-gooder yeah yeah he's just like i'm just the best guy and maybe he he maybe he is the best guy but uh, i don't know he's just not in my i don't think he make it so captain america he's he's out of here god's precious man i have to also yeah i guess i have to factor in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Are, are we just doing the superheroes or just characters in general? Oh, absolutely. Any Marvel character. I've had somebody even throw in Doctor Doom, so it could be anyone. Oh, okay. That's that's interesting. An interesting choice. Hopefully we see him in a movie soon, now that Disney owns all that. Portrayed by you. Yeah, no, I would love to. Uh, if, they, if, they, if they call me, uh, I'll pick up the phone. You know, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting by that phone. Huh, number four. You should be Doctor Doom, and the the rat from Flushed Away should be Reed Richards. <laughs> the rat from Flushed Away, like the CGI rat? Yeah, like the cartoon thing that got flushed down a toilet. Should play Reed Richards? Yeah. Like Fantastic? Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that casting. It might be interesting how his size would play into everyone, everyone else's interactions with him but you know he can stretch so maybe he'll just be taller yeah he's always tall and they're like what do you look like normally and then he unstretchifies and he's just like a rat <laughs> and he shrinks he shrinks down i think number four is going to be iron man Ooh. because i love iron man he's always he's always been one of my favorites and he's he's the og in these movies the og he is, he is the og <laughs> the August of the Ogs. And when I saw Iron Man 3, it wasn't the best movie, but it just made me want to be Iron Man. Because I was like, look at all this, look at all this stuff. He's got these suits that just fly around, they just do their own thing. I want, I'm a very lazy person in my life, so it's not even like I aspire to be Iron Man because he can save everyone. It's just like he can just have everything around him done for him with suits and robots i'm just so jealous of that well you've got the brains for it but the question is do you have the alcoholism for it um i um not yet not yet but i'm 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 trying to reach a place in my life where i can be like tony stark and iron man too when he's at his party we're getting there just and he's just skeet shooting with his repulsor beams that's like what I aspire to be in life, honestly. I mean, it's better than aspiring to be like the guy in <laughs> Thor and Thor 2 and the Avengers who is also in Mamma Mia. Which one is that? He's just running around Easter Island with underwear on. I'm not talking about in Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> talking about in Thor. <laughs> He's a uh, Dr. Eric Selvig. Oh, the, Dr. Eric Selvig, the, um, the scientist guy. Absolutely. He's, the Tesseract? Yeah. He is the science guy. He's Bill Nye 
if he was played by Stellan Skarsgård from Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I see what you're, I see what you're saying. At least I'm not him. Yeah, at least you're not that piece of shit. Absolutely not. And like, pardon my language, but he's a real, he's a real heck raiser. I think. He is. Uh, he's just, he's just annoying. He's even in Age of Ultron. Yeah, what's he doing I, in that movie? Get the get out of here, Stellan. Get out of here. Thor just visits him, like because he has some like visions. It's a it's a pun. <laughs> Speaking of vision, this time to reveal your number three character, who is Vision. My number three is Thanos. Oh, it's not Vision. Not Vision. So he must be coming up in number two. Well, what do you love about <laughs> Thanos? The reason it's not Vision is because Vision was really cool in Age of Ultron. And, and that's it. in Infinity War, he got killed not once, but twice. And I feel like he was just <laughs> whining the whole time. And in Civil War, he's just putting coffee beans down the garbage disposal. He's just putting coffee beans down the garbage disposal. And he's just, in Civil War, he just can't stop wearing all these sweaters. Yeah, this, this fucking bitch. Always wearing these sweaters. But yeah, number three, Thanos. What because, is yeah? What is what is what is the what is the Thanos love? I think you're gonna get a lot of resistance on that. I appreciate that they took so much time to build him up, but not like they didn't take like time out of the movies to build him up necessarily, except in Guardians of the Galaxy. But they like spent years just giving you like glimpses of him, and then gave him all of this like development in Infinity War, where. It was a superhero movie that was about the villain instead of being about the superheroes. And, like, I just feel like it's just cool to have a bad guy who basically gets his own movie and wins it. I think it's very rare that we have that, so I think you're right. And to make Avengers Endgame, so I think if it if it will succeed, the heights that it will reach would not exist without the fact that Thanos won. And... They built him up as a great character, so it doesn't it doesn't make doesn't mean that Infinity War didn't work. So yeah. it all it's all coming together perfectly. It's it's he's a great character because you can you you can get emotional when he kills Gamora because like you know that he doesn't want to, but in his eyes he has to. And it's like you know that he cares, but he just has to do what he has to do that he's been trying to do for in our eyes ten years. And that's, like, good character development for a villain. Do you have a favorite Thanos quote? A favorite Thanos quote? When he's, um... It's not really a quote, but just dialogue with him. Right. Uh, just with Gamora at the very end, baby Gamora, when she asks what it costs, and he said everything, and you could, like, see that he is hurt from doing it, but he had to. That goes along with the why I like him as a villain. Got some real Deathly Hallows, Samwise Gamgee vibes from that little moment. Uh, it's very, it's a very cool moment, and I guess kind of, I don't know if it gives you any hints as to what the Infinity Stones really are, but like it's weird that like he just kind of pops up in this red, I think it's red, like world that is the Soul Stone. He's got that. Much. He's got that red velvet. He's got that sugar sweet. Standing in that water. Yeah. I see what you're doing. He got he gotta be afraid. <laughs> yes. 
Is Adam Levine? Adam Levine exists in the MCU, so he he could be your number two. You think Adam Levine, like, as in the Adam Levine that we know, is also in the MCU, and that he's my number two? I feel like everything in the MCU is exactly the same, except there's superheroes, and the actors who play those superheroes do not exist. So Adam Levine, yes, does exist, and I have a strong suspicion that he is your number two because he got he's got those tattoos and he's showing them off at the Super Bowl. I do I do like Adam Levine mostly on their debut album, um, songs about Jane. Jane. But um, no, he's not my number two Tap. because I'm, I don't know if I like him as much on all the rest of the albums. Tap on my window, knock on my door. It became less Maroon Five and more. Maroon 4 plus Adam Levine. What what are those Maroon 4 doing these days? I don't know what the Maroon 4 are up to. We just... I hardly know what Adam Levine's up to, but I feel like if there's anything I'm going to know, it's more about what he's doing than what they're doing. He's probably just uh, passing some jabs off with Blake Shelton. <laughs> That's right, he is on television with Blake Shelton. And who are the other, who are the other ones? I think now they got John Legend and Kelly Clarkson in there, but it used to be... Others. Yes, it used to be others, but you are right about the other two. Like Nina Simone, I think, was part of it, and like Ringo, maybe. Maybe Ringo. Might have been. Speaking of Ringo. Number two, either. My number two is actually Spider Man. Spider Man? What do you love about Spider Man? Spider Man, I love because. He's the most relatable superhero, being the youngest, and just like I've, he's been my favorite since he's been my favorite since he was Tobey Maguire, and um, I did kind of like it when he was Andrew Garfield too, just in a different way. Uh, I don't know, it wasn't the same as the original Spider-Man, but it was it was okay. More of a sexual way. And uh, yeah, no, definitely more in a sexual way. Um, <laughs> absolutely, I can't I can't disagree with that. But Tom Holland. Perfect. Perfect in all the ways. The sexual ways and the, the other ways. Uh, you want that sweet, sweet boy meat? I do want that sweet, sweet boy meat. Um, boy meets world. Not just any boy, it's spider boy. And I've heard that that meat <laughs> is the best meat. Spider, spider meat. I have not eaten spider, but those who have, um, have not lived to tell the tale. Those who have, yeah, I don't think, um, I think that they would go into their own stomach and remove the spider if they found out. I know I would, because spiders scare me. Spider-Man, though, does not scare me. I trust him. I have faith in him. He tickles you. I mean, yeah, like, I wouldn't have said that, but... He yeah, comes I, into I, your room and he's like, oochie goochie goo. It more, like, tickles my fancy than than physically me, but... Who is your no, fancy? I, what'd you say? Who is your fancy? No, he tickles my fancy. But do you have, like, a fancy? Um... Like, Jay Buttlesworn Tinnywalt? No, I didn't think that far ahead. That's fair. It's my imaginary fancy. My mental fancy. Do you think Spider-Man likes boba balls on his frozen yogurt? Um... If Spider-Man... If he did, it would knock him down a peg. Um, (laughs) All the way down to number three. We would have an empty second place, and it would just be (laughs) Spider-Man at number three. Oh. Because I don't think boba balls belong anywhere. Not even on a pongu pongu beverage. The worst, the worst place to put a, a boba ball 
is on a Pangu Pangu beverage because the straws are just big enough where the bow ball will shoot to the back of your throat without <laughs> you realizing. And then it explodes into a tiny... And the amount of times that I've choked and gagged on a boba ball coming up the straw unexpectedly is um, more than I'd like to admit. Well, speaking of choking and gagging, who is your number one character? I'm glad you segued into it that way because it is <laughs> the most attractive, the best-looking superhero, Thor. Aww, we match. At least Thor and uh, Thor Ragnarok and after. Well, if, if we're talking about Thor from Thor 1 and 2, not so much. Has any superhero character had a better one-two punch than Ragnarok and Infinity War? It was, it was, Infinity War alone, like, solidified him as that character with the whole, just the fact that he just came in out of nowhere for the third act and said, you know what, um, I'm just going to kill everyone because uh, I can and I'm strong enough. And he almost killed Thanos too. He just didn't go high enough. I actually remember one of the first times I met you, you came over and we were, Kelly and I were talking about our favorite superheroes and I said Thor and... I was all like, ooh, I don't know if I should say Thor. I should say something like, bet, like more conventional because I want him to like me. Does he like me? And, oh, I have a crush on him. I hope he likes me. And, <laughs> and I was just really... Or then, but then you were like, yeah, Thor was pretty good. And I was like, ooh, he likes me. Yeah, anybody, anybody that likes Thor is, is a winner in my book because Thor is... I mean, in, not in Infinity War. He's, he's, in the end, he's the loser. But everywhere else... <laughs> He's the winner. And he, uh, yesterday, Marvel Studios on Instagram posted, uh, every, every journey has an end or something akin to that. And all the clips were Thor. That's scary. That's, it's very scary. I would, um, not only would I not like to lose Thor, but I would not like to lose Thor after I feel like they just found their stride with Thor. I know. Like they found their stride with Thor Ragnarok and they kept it going for Infinity War. Fun fact, I this might this might be a fake fact, but it is fun nonetheless. Fake I'm pretty fact. sure behind Thanos, Thor has the most screen time in Infinity War. Ooh. Which which to me makes it his movie from the superhero side, which I agree with, because if you really think about it, a lot of the movie is about Thor going, getting a new axe, and coming the closest out of everyone to stopping Thanos. And he has that great line, uh Fate only wants me alive for a reason. Oh, the is that is that the moment when he's talking to Rocket? Yeah. About all the people that he's lost. My favorite moment of the movie, aside from when he enters Wakanda. That is uh that is a an amazing moment of the movie, and I'm excited for whatever that moment is going to be in Endgame because I know they're going to have that moment where the music crescendos and everyone in the theater is going to yell. I know it's going to happen. It's going to be a... Uh, how long this movie is, it could happen at the two hour and 30 minute mark. It's going to be um, a Hawkeye. You think it's going to be a Hawkeye? Hawkeye is going to swallow an infinity stone and will become magical. And he will become a... He'll become a... He'll go, I'll go a step further. He'll become a celestial. You think Hawkeye is going to swallow an infinity stone and become on the level of ego? Yes. Yeah, no, I could, I could see that happening. It would be interesting because I'm pretty sure he's getting a show after this, but... Well, what what more interesting way to take a show than that? 
than have him be a celestial. Absolutely. And he can go off on adventures now traveling through space. We love to see a big-headed runner. A giant-headed runner in space. Mohawk and all. Mohawkai. Mohawkai. Mohawkai, Mo problems. That's, That's what I always new, say. It's a new name, officially. It's not Ronin. Well, with Hawkeye... I mean, not with Hawkeye. Aside from Hawkeye, well, you can include Hawkeye if you want to. But uh, Ryan Foley, you've spent a year thinking about it. Do you have? Do you have? What is your What is your bold prediction for Avengers Endgame? Ugh, like what's gonna happen? Like, what do you want to happen? What do you think's gonna happen? Whatever you Whatever you are feeling about this movie, what are you looking forward to? What do you most Most of my excitement for this movie comes from the fact that that I don't think. Or it doesn't seem like we know anything mm. about what's happening. Yes. I, I've watched every clip and trailer that's come out, which I'm not exactly happy about. I, I wish I was stronger and could not do that, <laughs> but I have to. I have to watch them all and analyze them. And I just don't think, I don't think I have any idea what's going to happen in this movie. Because all they have to do, in theory, is figure out how to bring everyone back and stop Thanos, and I guess get the gauntlet from him. And I don't know how they're going to milk that for three hours. I don't know if that's going to be the only plot line in the movie. There might be other plots that they open up along the way. Well, they got they got to introduce the flushed away rat somehow. They have to introduce the flushed away rat, and I feel like the best way to do that is through the scrolls. Hmm. So all of flushed away was scrolls, actually. All of Flushed Away was actually Skrulls. And they're not just bringing in the rat to be Mr. Fantastic. They're going to retcon uh, Flushed Away. And Uh-oh. he was always Mr. Fantastic. Oh, Well, the hardest choices require the strongest will. Yeah, and this hard choice is deciding that a rat is our new hero. Do you think Mr. Fantastic will meet Mr. Bombastic by Biggie Cheese from Barnyard? You know, I was thinking about that. If he if he is a rat, then he might he might have to journey to the barnyard, um, just like the show back at the barnyard. He'll be back. I like how you said I was thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been, ever since you said that he's going to be a rat. The first thing I think of besides the flushed away rat is the giant rat with the chain from barnyard. <laughs> the giant rat. I fell in love with that rat and that song from that movie. Mr. Bombastic. Absolutely. I'm going to get sued for copyright now. Um, I don't know. I feel like you need more of the song to get sued. <laughs> well, fortunately, I don't know more lyrics. Um, there's only that one. Well, we'll have to... Once we know what happens in Avengers Endgame, we, will, we should reconvene and do our top five Marvel movies, if that sounds good to you, my dear, my dear friend. That does sound good to me. I'm going to be interested... And I'm going to need some time to digest it. Oh, for sure. I'm going to be interested in seeing if Endgame becomes my number one. I think it's got a shot. I think it does have a shot. It's really, it's, it's really going to be hard. I feel like it's going to be hard for them to not make it my number one, considering how much I loved Infinity War. If it is anything like Infinity War, it's got a good chance. They'd have to really quote-unquote drop the ball to do that. Yeah, they would have to incredibly drop the stones to do that and we uh we are we have the stones to to um to to reconsider 
that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I got that. I followed that. <laughs> uh, Ryan, thank you for being here. I love you. Dave, it's been a pleasure. I love, I love you as well. Right back to you. Joining us now for this segment, we have the amazing, wonderful Allison Foles. It's Foles, right? Yeah, Foles, Foles, whatever you want to say. I remember when I first met you, I thought it was Folesy. <laughs> That's what everybody says. But that's okay. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Dave. Anything for you. You're so kind. And uh, going into this, who do you have as your number? F- who do you, like? What do you? What do you love about this first character you're going to talk about? Everybody, they're focused on somehow, like, it always has to do with the Tesseract, and the fact that she is literally the embodiment of it is just, like, I feel like it puts her above everybody else, because everybody's always wanted, they need the Tesseract, they want the Tesseract, they're always looking for it, and it's literally a part of her, it's, like, coursing through her veins, so I feel like... Captain, she's really great. Uh, Yes. And you... Take it, I think you were the fa- a fan of the new movie. Um, we're amazing. I've seen it. Do you think she'll have... Well, are you excited to see her in this new Avengers movie? I am, because I think everybody who has always... I think she's going to kind of put people in their place. Right. As far as, like, people thinking that they can always solve the problem, but, like... I think she's literally going to be, like, the key to everything. That makes sense. Um, do you think, uh, did you, I assume, like, you saw the post credit scene? Of course, of course. It's so, I, I like, audibly squealed. I was so excited. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I did, too. It stresses me out whenever people walk out of the movie. <laughs> you think they would like, learn. The credits start, and I'm like, wow, you're literally not even a fan. Why did you know? It's like, after all this time, how can you still not know? Well, that's a great pick. Uh, Captain Marvel's awesome. Who's coming up next for you? Uh, Peter Parker. The new Peter Parker. Not Tobey Maguire. I hate Tobey Maguire. He literally (laughs) looks like a 40-year-old man. He could not be our Spider-Man. But Tom Holland's got a bit of a younger look to him. Just a little bit. And I also, I love Zendaya, so the fact that they put her in the movies... She, yeah, it's like, I remember, do you remember Ryan uh, said that he thought that the reason Zac Efron couldn't be with her was because she was an acrobat? Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> I just had to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> went right over to some people, I swear. Well, Peter Parker's great. What do you love about him? Uh, Peter Parker, he's probably the most relatable character out of everybody because he's closest to our age. He's young. Uh, he's also like newly learning and it's like he has to learn how to be his own person rather than in the beginning he's trying to be like Mr. Stark he's trying to you know be Iron Man instead of being himself and I think seeing his struggle it just is very relatable absolutely he's he's uh he's just a young kid in over his head you know yeah 
Peter Parker is great. Um, who's coming up next for you, though? Gamora. She's so underrated. I love she, Gamora. Is also in my top five. She's great. What do you love about Gamora? Uh, I love her wittiness, and it's kind of another one of those, um, you know, love those badass female leads. But you know, I feel like guys, she holds them together in Guardians. And that ultimate sacrifice that she makes in Infinity War, I think it just says a lot. Because basically she would rather die than... And she's also been through so much that you really don't know. You know, you see more and more movies that involve her. You don't understand like how much she's actually been through. Exactly, and we were talking before we started recording about how um, she was not one of the people who was snapped by Thanos. So, uh, so I really hope that somehow they're able to bring her back, like maybe since his, his what is it, gauntlet, gloves, infinity glove? Yeah. Is that what it is? The infinity like, gauntlet. Since, it, since it's broken now, maybe that kind of like returned the stone back so that they could return her soul but i just have this feeling like they're not going to bring her back because she didn't die with the snap of fingers that's all i could think about after the movie i was like well of course they're going to bring back spider-man and black panther but i was really i just i don't know i get really nervous about her because i don't I see a path her and Loki, yeah i don't that i don't think they're going to come back because they did not die by snap. it really sucks because you know i really like her she's my favorite, well, one of my favorite guardians, and I just don't want to see it without her. Yeah, honestly, Drax is funny too, though. Drax is good. He's a he's a he's a good time. But uh, so bas- it's so basic to like Groot. Groot. Like you like him. That's a uh, that's Kelsey's favorite is Baby Groot, and I was like, ugh, so basic. I don't know, teenage Groot is just so funny though. He's great. He's like, so sassy. I think Groot goes through a lot of character development. Like, we've seen so many different iterations of Groot. Honestly, at the end, whenever he looked up from his little Game Boy and saw how badly Thor was struggling and dying, and he broke off his arm just to grab his new axe, I thought that was a big development for Groot. Yeah, he, like he was finally growing up. He, he wasn't a snobby teenager anymore. He pulled the old Spongebob where you can rip your arm off because you know it'll grow back. <laughs> well, it's basically what he did. He chopped that bad boy off. Like, I don't think I would have the courage or the stomach to go through with it if somebody was dying and they needed me to cut off my arm. Like, I would obviously want to, but I don't know. Like, I'm too squeamish to know if I could actually do it. But if it grew back, I would definitely be fine with it. Well, Gamora's great, um, and who do you have as your last character listed for this Marvel ranking? I guess it would be the Hulk. I love him, and I just think his internal battle with with the monster and Bruce Banner, I really like the backward. It's like whenever he wants him to come out, he can't, but, you know... Whenever he doesn't want him to come out, clearly he does. And I also like the, I don't know, I'm a big fan of Black Widow and 
coworkers better being together. It just makes me sad that they kind of can't because he can't control himself. See, this was a question I had when I was rewatching Age of Ultron, and he says, "Do the math. I physically can't," implying being in a relationship and um, having I think sex. It's he would break her. Yeah, like so when the, when he when he is um, in the throes of um, sleeping with Black Widow, would upon orgasm would he turn into the Hulk? Uh, I really hope not for the sake of her, because I like Black Widow. But I don't know, I feel like he might be able to because he still, he still can't control it. Yeah, I wasn't sure what he meant by that. Like, when, like I do the math, I physically can't. It's like, so he just I guess it's kind of like, do you remember Twilight? Yes. And what happened with Edward, how he literally, like, bruised Bella and, like, almost broke her yeah. on their honeymoon? I guess it would kind of be like that, probably a lot worse. So it would be, it would probably be the most horrendous thing. Um, it would be probably the most unattractive thing she's ever been through. I like to think that either, because, like, okay, either he has gone, like, ten years without an orgasm, or or they, every now and then he has to, like, lock himself in, like, a cell and just, like, hulk out for a little bit, you know? Probably. I never thought about that. I, it's it's an interesting question that they probably will never address. I hope they do, but I feel like a lot of we won't see a lot of the originals after this movie. Yeah, I'm, the, the new crew is taking over. It's going to be all about like a huge thing with Spider-Man. Um, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about. I think her name is like Valkyrie or something like that. Yeah, from Ragnarok. I mean, I think it'd be great. I've seen a lot of fan art from the actors about it. It would be awesome. Right. So I'm like, is that, is that a thing? I mean, as we saw with these new posters from this week, Valkyrie is in the movie, which is awesome. Right. So maybe, you know, neither they're both alive. So who knows? I hope so. I just feel like, I, I feel like nobody has, like, the, all of the Avengers, like, not even just the, like, main ones, but everybody, because I feel like everybody's an Avenger, Avenger now, but nobody is able to, like, have love in their life. <laughs> everybody gets, like, distant love, or, like, you know, they can never be together, can never work. I think I think we're due for like a super powered couple. And obviously with uh the the death of Gamora, we might not get that through Gamora and Star-Lord. No. I mean, I felt like they weren't ever going to legitimately be together anyway. It was always just going to be like this flirtation chip. That makes sense. But let's think about like Captain America. He was frozen, and by the time he woke up, this woman was on her deathbed. Tony Stark just can't get it together at all with Pepper. Bruce can't be with Black Widow. Thor. Who even knows with Thor? <laughs> but it's like nobody can truly have love. I mean, I feel like Peter's going to be different because it's like Peter and MJ, but 
there's always some reason that people can't be together. That's very true, and I guess we'll see if anyone can find happiness going forward. But Allison, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. Joining us now is the greatest Scott I've ever known, Jen Nickel. Jen, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me back once again. We're back. We're talking. We're talking Marvel. We're talking Avengers Endgame and. We we actually have a storied history with Infinity War because we talked about it after we got off the bus one day. Wasn't that fun? Yeah, I mean, I think that was when Dave first mentally scarred me, if I'm quite honest. It wasn't that bad. I mean, that that's when I knew. I was like, this friendship is going to be interesting, I think, you know? For reference, it was, uh, we were speaking of Captain America walking out of the shadows with a beard. And that slicked back slightly longer hair. And I, mm-hmm. I, I told Jen that I creamed my jeans. Yeah. And that, that, that was the moment I literally turned around and said, I need to go home. <laughs> like, it wasn't even, like, didn't even end the conversation. I was like, right, okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and Captain America, we'll see if he ends up on your list. But mm-hmm. as for your list, who is at number five? Uh, so at number five, I have gone with, uh, Rocket from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Excellent choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you love about Rocket? I mean, I still remember like my first impression of him, like seeing him, because I was like I'd seen many of like the trailers before I went to see the actual movie. So it's like what 2014. Um, yeah. And I remember thinking I was like, oh my god, that's adorable! It's like a talking raccoon. And then you go and see it, and he's just like this completely badass, like fighting it's not even i don't even think he is a raccoon is he he's like like he gets mad when he talks about it when someone says that right so yeah he's like cybernetically engineered he's not technically a raccoon yeah um but i just you know i just love him you think he's just like a bull but he's just like an asshole and it's i relate you know and the the Bradley Cooper performance i can i never am able to picture that voice coming out of Bradley Cooper Literally, yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not even sure I knew that was him, like, when I first saw it. Like, I knew Bradley Cooper was in the movie, but I don't think I knew that he was playing Rocket. And so, like, the credits started rolling, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, amazing. <laughs> um, and I loved, like, his relationship with Groot as well. I just think they're incredible, the two of them. Um, and I think his performance, like, at the end of uh, Infinity War as well. Like, I was, you know, I was already heartbroken from all the shit that was going down at that moment, but holy crap, like, Rocket really, that was when I, I think that's when I first started, like, really getting upset and properly, like, sobbing in the cinema. (laughs) Kind of embarrassing, but hey, you know. We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Rocket is definitely, I mean, I just love him. He's adorable. Well, he's a great pick. He's one of my favorites. And after Rocket, who's at number four? Number four. Um, I have gone with, actually, Nick. Nick Fury. Oh. Yeah. She had a wild card choice, isn't it? <laughs> wow. What, do, mean, what, what gives Nick Fury the position of four? I mean, although he's not actually technically an Avenger, you know, he's just kind of like their boss, their dad, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Daddy Fury, God love that. 
Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was terrible. Um, he, I don't know, like, I just think he's hilarious. Again, he's the same kind of thing as Rocket. Like, he's just an asshole, but, like, it's so funny. Like, he's such, like, a dry sense of humor. Um, like, I saw Captain Marvel last week when it came out, and I just thought, like, his performance in that was so funny. Um, like, I don't know, the whole thing was just amazing. Um, and yeah, obviously he brought them all together, so, you know, without him, the whole Avengers initiative wouldn't have happened. So, you know, you gotta thank him for that, I guess. I think my favorite Nick Fury experience is actually Captain Marvel. He was so fun in that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I, you know, I I kind of appreciated him before that, but after seeing it, I was like, you know what, he kind of sold the show for me a little bit. Um, Yeah. It was great. Also, shout out to Goose. I know he's not technically on my list, but Goose the Cat uh, was also uh, A+. plus. Probably one of my favorite characters in Captain Marvel. So, yeah. Goose is great. Nick Fury's great. It's a good list so far. It's it's so unconventional. And yeah. does it keep going with number three? Um, not, you know, not entirely unconventional. Um, <laughs> I've kind of given that away by the key there, I guess. Uh, but I've gone with Ant-Man at number three. That's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, I have been obsessed with Paul Rudd's for years. Um, my favorite movie of all time. Um, I love anyone that's listening that knows me knows it's Clueless. Uh, I absolutely adore that movie. I've seen it probably about 30 times. Like, I just, I'm obsessed with it. And he is so cute in that. <laughs> and that's, I think, where my first love for him grew. Um... And he's such like he's such a good actor as Ant Man as well. He plays him so well. Um, I actually I was so annoyed when I I used to work in attractions at Disney World. He came by one day, and I was so annoyed because I'd just gotten my break, and the person that had taken over from me like got to load him onto the ride, and they said he was just the nicest person ever. And I'm like, you know what? I can see that. Like his character in Ant Man, like he just seems like he would be such a nice person. And again, he's hilarious. I think that's what really, that's what gets me in the Marvel movies. Like, yeah, there's good action, you know, and it can be really upsetting sometimes. But, like, there are those kind of funny moments. And that's what kind of makes the movies for me, you know? I think if the humor wasn't there, it would just be kind of like, eh, whatever. We, uh, our mutual friend, Andy, told me that he was at Circus and somebody asked for a pretzel and he gave, he got the pretzel. And he looked up as he gave the pretzel to Paul Rudd. I I would have died. I <laughs> literally would have died if that happened to me. I even Romeo and Juliet. He's incredible in that as well. Like I just, <sighs> he's so pure and wholesome. Maybe Ant Man isn't quite as pure and wholesome, but you know, I just, I don't know. I just love. I love Paul Rudd. I love Ant Man. He's he's the key to all this, you know. Yeah, yeah, literally, and he's so cute. Like it's so funny when he's like the tiny man tiny version i guess of that man when he's being at man i suppose um <laughs> if that makes sense wow the right. tiny man <laughs> the tiny man yes my favorite superhero um but yeah just seeing him like walk around when they like zoom out and you see like how tiny he is compared to everything else that's going around him like it just gets me it's so funny well ant-man is a great pick we love paul rudd mm-hmm. uh have you seen forgetting sarah marshall I have, actually, yeah. The surfer is great. Oh, my God. I completely... 
didn't realize until you just said that that that's who that. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm shook. I completely didn't even realize. Yeah, now thinking back, obviously it's Paul Rudd, but like when I first saw it, I would never. <gasps> yeah, see, this is my point. Like, I just love, I love all the films that he's in. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed. I love the. I don't remember if this is Paul Rudd or Jonah Hill in that movie, but he like he's talking to Jason Siegel, and Jason Siegel's like, "Hold on, I'm like, I'm like trying to do something right now to like get Sarah Marshall back." And I think it's Paul Rudd. He's just like, "All right, yeah, sure, I'll go fuck myself then." Yeah, <laughs> it kills me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. Uh, so I love that movie. It's so funny. Well, Sarah Marshall, not in the Avengers, but who do you have at your number two position, Jennifer? So, oh, oh, wow, you hate to hear that. <laughs> My full name, oh, there it is. Um, anyway, so I think I've gone for your favorite, actually, Dave, and number two. Well, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I know you have a great amount of love for this person. So uh, my number two has to be, you know, your fave, Cap, Captain America. He is right. He's up there, but he's not my number one. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking about it. I was like, hmm, I'm not sure. I think we might have the same number one. But uh, I knew that Captain America was definitely definitely up there. Daddy Rogers, if you will. <laughs> He's, uh, um, and Cap's beard, Peggy. And yeah, it's all great. It's all good. He's great. Again, I think, I know that's not necessarily the character, but I just think that, you know, himself as an actor, he is just absolutely pure and wholesome like Chris Evans I could you know I wish that he was single and available I mean maybe he is single and available but he's never gonna know me you know you know if I had to get someone to get me a green card if I had to choose I'd have to choose you know a little bit of Chris Evans there um not only is he wholesome he is also one of the most beautiful looking men I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, I know you were joking. Well, I mean, you may be joking, but you did say that you creamed your jeans over him in Infinity War. But honestly, like, whew, when that man walked out there with that beard, I was like, wow, I'm in, I'm in love. That's, that's it. I'm gone. I'm dead. This is it. He's no Ryan Walsh, though. Oh, no. Well, I mean. Hot Dave. Yeah, I was to say, Ryan Walsh, he's just, he's just hot Dave, you know, he's, he's not quite at that same level, you know? No, of course not. I mean, if he's hot Dave, then Captain America, that must be, like, bizarro Dave. I mean, I think Captain America, like, even surpasses hot Ryan, to be honest. Sorry, Ryan, if you're listening. Oof. But, you know. <laughs> he's not listening. Know, he's, he's up there. <laughs> he's up there. If there's even... If if by some reason you're listening to this, Ryan, I miss you. But I know you're not. It's okay. <laughs> Which Ryan? All of them. All of the above. All Ryans. All three. And uh, the, tri- the trifecta of Ryans. I mean, there's there are no better trifectas out there. That is true. They're all very pure, wholesome, amazing people. And yeah, I miss all three of them as well. To be honest. But I bet none of them are in your number one slot. No, they're not. They're not. Who um, is? And I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, this might be your favorite. I could be wrong here, but from what <laughs> I understand, I think it's your favorite. And it has to be, of course, Spider-Man, my homeboy, Peter Parker. Well, 
I'm glad that he's your number one for sure. But is he yours? My I, I right at the top of my list is my good friend Thor. He's my love. Ooh. Yeah, you know, see Thor, I had him in my list, but you know, I just I don't know. Like I love Chris Hemsworth. He is a very good looking man. Um again, like his character is very just like he's just so clueless so much of the time about what's happening because like you know he's always to come from a very different world and he doesn't understand a lot of the things that we weirdos down here on earth do uh which i love about him but there's just something about spider-man that you know that it just gets me he uh we should mention that spider-man was a late inclusion on your list yes yes he was because i was struggling so much because um there's so many, obviously, there are so many different characters that are in um, the Avengers. And it was so hard to pick. I was, like, trying to think of everyone off the top of my head. And I was I was debating. I was like, oh, I could put Thor in there. He was in there, actually. And I took him out. Um, and I had, like, Star-Lord in there at one point and everything. And then I was thinking about it. And I was like, I'm missing my fave in there. Um, I mean, Tom Holland portrays him amazingly. I, I'm i not going to lie to you. I loved, like, the older films as well, not necessarily the Tom Holland versions. Um, Shout out to Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And I also, I loved, I know that's controversial, but I loved the Andrew Garfield versions as well, the Amazing Spider-Man films. All right, well, that's going to do it for Jen on the podcast because we do not tolerate any Andrew Garfield love on this podcast. Oh, wow. Okay, well... You know, I was actually really sad at first. I will admit that I was sad when they announced that that wasn't being continued because um, at the end of the, the sequel, Amazing Spider-Man 2, I was like, oh, my God, they've left it kind of on the cliffhanger. Like, what's going to happen? Um, I mean, I was I kind, of, kind of had a vague idea based on, like, you know, his kind of origin story and characters he would be involved with. But I was quite sad that they announced that they were um, canceling the rest of the films. Um, and then they announced that it was going to be Tom Holland in the new, um, after Disney bought over the studios. And I was like, oh, okay. Never really heard of him. Haven't seen him in anything. Um, but the more I watched him, like in interviews and like, if you follow him on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff, you know, he's always posting videos and things like that. And I was like, wow, like, it's actually really cool, you know? And then I think he portrays Spider-Man just so well. And once I actually saw him in the film, I was like, you know, he's the perfect choice. Like, well, he still kind of has that teen kind of way about him, which obviously, like, Andrew Garfield was, I didn't realize this, but was much older <laughs> than he looked. He was 27 when he was in the first Spider-Man film, which is wild to me, because he does not look it at all. But, you know, you can kind of tell now that you know, like, you can you can tell that he's acts a lot older. But I think Tom, obviously, because he's quite a bit younger, still has that kind of, you know, he acts like a team would, but then he also has this huge responsibility as Spider-Man. No, he's an excellent choice. Great pick for number one. And how excited are you for Avengers Endgame? Oh my god, you have no idea. I mean, this has been, like, years, literally years uh, of anticipation. You know, I remember thinking, like, when I saw the first Avengers movie, like, oh my god, there's so many... Like, looking up, like, what movies they had, like, in production and that were waiting to be, um, waiting to be made. And I was thinking, oh, my God, there's so many of them. It's going to be years and years and years. Um, and when they announced Phase 3 and they were saying, like, oh, Infinity War was originally going to be in two parts. I was thinking, oh, my God, that's so long away, like, 2018, 
geez, like I can't wait that long. And then all of a sudden it was there. Like, you know, I'd seen it. And as you we're... Know, it's, it's kind of sad that the whole thing is coming to an end. Like, I'm going to be really sad once I've seen it, I think. And as we're recording this now, it's just 40 days away. Yes, yes. I'm so ready. I will definitely be there. Midnight showing. I'm taking tissues because Lord <laughs> knows what's going to happen. It's going to be really sad. Because, um, I mean, Infinity War, that was just devastating. Like, again, that's why I think it, Peter, Peter Parker is definitely up there, you know, as my number one. Like, his performance right at the end of Infinity War was heartbreaking. I was literally, like, sobbing in my seat. Um, and, you know, like, it left it on such, like, a cliffhanger, you know. Like, it's just the anticipation is ridiculous you know for this new movie coming out i've never felt this kind of anticipation before no no definitely neither and i mean from what i've heard the runtime is supposed to be over three hours and you know i'm completely fine with that i would happily watch all of them do their thing for three hours so we, i'm ready we love a girthy boy oh well did you call a movie girthy it's a thick movie a thick thick I like to prefer the word speak, you know, to T H I Q U E. He's thick. Or thick with three C's, you know, it could be could be that way as well. Thick, thick. But yeah, I'm I am i am ready. I'm so ready for it. It's been years of making and you know, April twenty fifth cannot come soon enough. Well, on that note, Jen, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you very much for having me back. I always enjoy talking with you about this kind of thing. It's very fun. I love talking with you, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once again, just thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much for having me. Hopefully, Absolutely. I, can, uh, I can return. can have the trilogy of Jen episodes on this podcast. But yeah, there you go. You just heard from Ryan Foley, Allison Foles, and Jen Nickel. And get ready now to hear from Tim Gomez, Tyler Clardy, and Humad Shah. Right now we have with us Tim Gomez is on the podcast again. Welcome back, Tim. How are you? Hello, Dave. It's good to be back on Goodbye Mellow Brick Road. Uh, the, the, the titular podcast, which is now celebrating Avengers Endgame. Yes. Are you excited for this movie? More than you it could possibly be. Like, more than words can pronounce, yeah. You have your own Captain America shield as well. I have about 18 shields, yeah. Oh, 18 shields. Yeah, I just make them for fun, like Iron Man, kind of. Are you on, so you're on Mach 19 right now? Yeah, I believe so. I haven't made one in a while, but I think I'll make one for Endgame. You gotta, he's, in the trailer, he's like throwing it back to the old shield. No more magnets. You gotta, you gotta throw it back with your new shield. The classics. Go for the garbage can lid. Oh, yeah. Well, with that being said, we are wondering, what is your number five Marvel character? Number five. I'm, a, I'm actually in the middle of a list right now. Um, give me a moment here. No problem. We'll vamp. We'll be like, we'll be like Captain America as he's trying. No, we'll be like Thor stalling while Vision hits Ultron with a the with Mjolnir. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm running out of things to say. Are you ready? I am. It's terribly okay, well-balanced. So I guess, uh... One second. For number five, I'm gonna say it is Ant-Man. Ant-Man, nice. Ant-Man. What, what do you, what do you, what do you like about Ant-Man? I love that 
as far as the MCU goes, his character really is able to stand on his own. Like, if the MCU didn't exist, I feel like Ant-Man's far enough removed where those movies would still be fun. He definitely has a lighter tone than all the other Marvel characters. I like that about him. I like how he was an ex-con. I think that kind of brings a whole different like perspective to his character. I like how he's doing things. Like, he already had skills of being a thief before he got the Ant-Man suit, and he's able to incorporate that in the movie. I think it's fun. And Paul Rudd's great. Plus his power is, like, I think one of the coolest in the MCU. Paul Rudd is, like, what a blessing it is that we have him in these movies. He's just, yeah, he's so great. Um, So this one is actually going to be, we're going to do this a little differently. I'm going to stitch together a bunch of people's top five lists into one mega episode. So I'm going to stick mine at the at the end of it so right now we're gonna just we're gonna drill right into your number four if you're ready for it after ant-man number four uh i am ready yes number four i'm gonna say captain marvel Ooh, i love captain marvel the movie was great and like even before the movie came out i remember watching um avengers earth mightiest heroes as a kid and she didn't come into the show until later like i think season two or something but her origin story they did like the full thing it was really cool i really liked it and i think as far as power goes, she's definitely up there with Thor, and her powers are really cool. They're at, like they're they're kind of vague. It's just she can absorb and shoot energy. She's fly and she's super strong, but it's really cool to see. And I like her attitude. She's kind of like she likes to kick ass, and she's kind of likes to dig around too. It's fun. Yeah, I like to, she has like a sort of wise cracking smugness to her character. Yeah, she was yeah definitely, and I, I love the Brie Larson portrayal. I like yeah, oh, Cap- it's fun. Captain Marvel. Yeah. It's a good. What did you think of the post credit scene? You you must have loved so, it. I mean, the first one, the Endgame one, I screamed because I'm like, they're probably going to have something about the pager or whatever. As soon as I saw Captain America, Hulk, Black Widow, all in the room, just like kind of coping to what just happened, probably hours before Wakanda, I like, I lost it. I didn't expect that. Like, I kind of did, but I didn't expect it to have like Endgame footage. And then she showed up and that was just, it blew my mind. Because when I watched Captain Marvel, I wasn't really thinking about the rest of the MCU, aside from like Nick Fury being there. I really felt, I liked that movie because kind of like Ant-Man, it's almost able to stand on its own. It felt like Top Gun in some ways, and it's just felt like a like a fun 90s movie. I knew it was a Marvel movie at the same time I watched it, but at the same time, I, I wasn't thinking about Infinity War and all the bad things that just happened. And then all put together, I'm like, oh my god, this was great. And the second one with uh, Nick Fury and his eye patch and his eye and uh, Goose the Cat, that was great. When uh, Goose picked up the Tesseract, I kind of freaked out a little bit. It's like it makes you wonder, like if Goose can swallow an Infinity Stone, maybe Goose can just swallow Thanos. Yeah, honestly. Although it did kind of confuse me because uh, I think that might have been a continuity error. I don't know. Goose might be as powerful being, but like when Nick Fury held the Tesseract with his black webs, it burned him, and then when Red Skull picked up the Tesseract, it sent him off into space. So I'm not sure, but maybe Goose is just powerful. We have no idea the capabilities of a Flurkin. Yeah, no. And I like how they did the scrolls too. It was different from the comics. I'm, I'm, I like how that scroll, uh, how they turn out to be the good guys. I like how that ended up. That was good in that movie. Yeah, like I mean, a lot of people were speculating that scrolls would be the next big overarching storyline, but it was so nice to like have that flipped and just like they're refugees. Yeah, well, with Captain Marvel at number four. Who do you have right at number three? Right at number three, I'm gonna put Iron Man. Ooh, because I love how Iron Man is. And compared to all the other Avengers, if you take away all their gadgets and everything, like, if you made just the main six Avengers, if they all got in a fight, Iron Man would lose, because, like, he's just a man that can, like he says. But he's had one of the best character arcs, I think, in the whole MCU. His gadgets constantly evolve, and every time 
has an injury or something, or he loses something, something goes wrong, he learns from it, he adapts from it, and he evolves from it. You can see that throughout the movies. I just, I think it's really cool to see how you can really go with characters Tony Arc. And even with the solo Iron Man movies, he has, like, setbacks in each one where he's, like, kind of a dick again, but then he keeps learning and he gets, like, past it. It's really cool to see. Kind of like, like, a, when he can't catch Rhodey in Civil War, and then in come Infinity War, he has a big booster thing on his suit. Yeah, and he's got the parachute for Spider-Man, too. It's great. I like how his character's been evolving. And I like how, like, I, they kind of set up an Iron Man through with this PTSD and, like, getting ready for Thanos. And you can kind of see that in Infinity War, where he's just nervous and he wants to protect everything, which I really like. I mean, in Civil War, too, he's just, he wants to protect everyone the best he can. He's just focused on Thanos, not everything right up front. And it's a great character arc, too, because he goes from that, like... He's he's a uh, when he says like I've successfully privatized world peace and he's an individual and he's a hero, but then yeah. he he flips in civil war and he wants the government protection. It's it's wild, mm-hmm. but it works. Yeah. Well, who do you have? Really who do you uh, have? Number two? number two, yeah. Number two is the superhero that I wish I could be, the main man himself, Captain America. Nice. He's one of my favorites of all time. He's the. When I first started like getting into comics and MCUs, he was one of the very first one that I loved. He was the first, like, first Avenger was the very first MCU movie I saw. All throughout high school, I'd always wear my Captain America jacket, carry on my shields. He's a great character, and I think his arc, especially compared to the comics, his arc in the MCU has been amazing. How it's gone. And he's the reason for your Instagram name. I uh, sure Captain America twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> I also love. Like, I think most people would agree that Winter Soldier is one of the best, if not the best, MCU movie. And Civil War it feels the same way, although Civil War has got, it's almost like Avengers 2.5. It is still very focused on Cap, and I like how it's taking his character arc from Soldier wanting to follow the government, do everything good, realizing the government's bad, and realizing, like in the MCU, and then realizing that like, him and the Avengers are the best people to protect the Earth. And, like, he's just doing the best he can, and he's trying to prevent anything bad from happening to him and his friends and Bucky. It's great. And it's Plus like his combat and his style was like the best, I think. And the Russo brothers definitely like accentuated that when, cause like he's pretty good in first Avenger and Avengers, but he's taken yeah. to the next level in winter soldier. Oh and yeah. They like, did when he first takes people out in the, on the project insight ship, like oh, amazing. Oh, definitely. And they kind of did the same thing with Dr. Strange and infinity war. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how they handle captain Marvel in Endgame too. I'm excited for that, yeah. I feel like they might have to tone her power down a little bit, otherwise Thanos will be gone within a minute, but we'll see. Yeah, she's pretty much indestructible as we know her right now. Oh yeah, that was amazing at the end of the movie. Yeah, it's like, usually in the third acts of Marvel movies, the the villains put up a fight, at least, but she just... No, she just, she just kind of walked through the spaceships and like, oh, yeah, you can go now. Oh, it was so great. Candy. Well, who do you have as your favorite Marvel character? Favorite Marvel character, I think the most iconic and best superhero of all time is Spider-Man. Nice. Teenager himself. Yeah, I, think... uh, I think he just exemplifies why most people read comics or go to the movies. And with his mask, like even Stan Lee said this, you can't see his face. You don't know what he looks like. So anyone can project himself onto Spider-Man. And like the stories he has are really real. It's not like Captain America trying to fight a war. It's not like Iron Man trying to be a billionaire. He deals with everyday issues. And like, Growing up, like being a teenager, reading comics and loving the movies, I honestly felt like I could be Spider-Man in my off time because everyone's busy with school and work, and they feel like there's a lot of pressure. And that's why I like Spider-Man so much. He really connects with people. Plus, his powers are really cool. Like he's he doesn't know great combat, but he has enough strength where it doesn't matter. 
he just kind of does things the best he can and he tries to balance that with his life he also has the coolest villains too the only thing that would make it better is if toby Maguire was playing him still uh, I disagree. <laughs> Toby Maguire is like 80 years old. Tom Holland is just a little bit older than a teenager. No, Tom Holland is very good, and that's a good pick, yes. But did you see Spider-Verse? I did. I loved Spider-Verse. The Stan Lee cameo in that was great. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, yeah, Spider-Man, we'll have to see. Maybe maybe he stays dead. Maybe he comes back. Maybe we Dude, don't know. I wonder if they're making another Spider-Man movie. Yeah, we have no idea right now. Right now, we're we are just completely blind as to the future. That, that could just be. That trailer could just be a fake. Yeah, they, I mean, they got the budget to make fake trailers and be like, actually, Tom Holland's dead and he's never coming back. Oh, that'd be horrible. <laughs> that would be, oh my god, I couldn't imagine. Well, Tim, thank you for doing this. You're welcome. Anytime. Joining us now for this segment, um, third consecutive in-person segment. So that's that's exciting. Um, we're only 17 days out from Avengers Endgame now, but joining us is the great Tyler Clardy. Tyler, thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here. This is, this is going to be exciting. I've never done this before. I we'll feel a little pressure. It is, it is a stress-free environment, no strings attached. People have had some wild lists so far. Um, I like the passing of the, the voice memos microphone thing. <laughs> well, we got to make sure that we get right up into the mic as close as we can. This is like when I record over Skype, I put it right up to the <laughs> microphone of the Chromebook. And now that's going to sound weird because like my voice is going back and forth and like it doesn't sound as good. But that's okay. Um, you have your own podcast. Um, it's on hiatus right now. <laughs> For a while, yeah. It's called Film Frauds. I don't know where you can find it on. What's the uh, cast box, is it? Yeah, I think cast box. Yeah, I and think so. the UMass website. If you just look for that and see a really, sh- really crap. Can you swear? Yeah, on you this? can swear. You really shitty <laughs> thumbnail of of two people on one of the chipmunks. That's <laughs> the one. <laughs> That's film fraud. It's awesome, and I love it. Uh, but yeah, we're on hiatus for now until we figure out what the heck we're doing. So. Well, we'll look forward to that when it comes back. Um, but for Marvel, who do you have for your list? Who is coming in as your number five favorite Marvel character? So you, you discussed with me before. I can mention some quick honorable mentions. Absolutely. And now, very quickly, because I've made my mental decision, I have three honorable mentions. I'm adding one. Okay. Um, would be Killmonger from Black Panther. The only reason he's an honorable mention because he's not in the movie enough. He's the best part of the movie because Michael B. Jordan is one of the most charismatic actors, and he's in the movie for about 35 minutes. So I, I can't put it there. Uh, Thor, specifically... From Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I should mention that I figured everyone's list was going to be overall characters. I wanted to choose favorite characters from their specific movies, so that'd be more interesting. Right. Uh, and then Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange from yeah. Doctor Strange. So the titular. The, titular Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. <laughs> so those are my three honorable mentions. So then coming in at number five is Scott Lang, Paul Rudd. Uh, I really enjoy characters who are just really simple guys who just kind of get put into situations that are outside their means and they're kind of comedic reliefs and they kind of just deal with their situations on their own. They're not really super special. They're just kind of people. And I also really like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's a really funny dude. And He's great. Did you ever see the promo for Ant-Man when it's just him and Michael Douglas are like clapping yeah, their legs? Yeah, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, go see it. Yeah, it's awesome. He's really charismatic. Great promo. And he's he's apparently going to, he's probably the future of, one of the big futures of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I really enjoyed it. I'm not a big fan of the Ant-Man movies, but he's definitely the best part. He's the world's greatest grandma. <laughs> he's great. He, he's um, great, yeah. I love him in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He is great, yeah. And if anyone watched They Came Together, the Amy Poehler, Absolutely. that's one of my favorite Paul Rudd movies, because it's just, it's absurd. It's, it's pure it's, Paul Rudd. It's pure Paul Rudd. Uh, so then at number four, I was talking about this one before, 
but I have Adrian Tumas or Michael Keaton, the Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. This is my favorite Marvel villain. I can, I'm not going to call Thanos a full villain yet because we haven't seen the full. Technically, we got an arc, but technically that first movie is an event, not a full movie, considering it's a two-part movie. So I'm waiting until it all ends and he probably dies or whatever. You think he'll become a good guy? He'll become a good guy? Is that the implication? I, I don't know. And I think he's going to die. Or okay. I, I don't think he becomes a good guy. I don't know what they do, to be honest. It's got three hours long. Just he becomes a farmer? He becomes a farmer. I love it. But the Vulture, um, what do you love about the Vulture? He's great. He good is, villain. Is Well, I like the Spider-Man Homecoming movie a lot because it's really simple. And I think it's the perfect Spider-Man villain for this simple iteration of Spider-Man they're giving. He's legitimately just a dude who's been screwed over, who gets technology, who just decides to just rob things. He's never, his motivations are really clear. He's just doing it for his family. And he ultimately proves in one of the best Marvel scenes where he threatens Peter Parker with the gun to be an incredibly intimidating villain, despite the fact that he's legitimately just a guy. And I really enjoy that, the fact that it's, it's so simple. And they make his motivations so clear. I mean, who, who's the villain from, like, Doctor Strange? I don't remember his name. Cassilius? Cassilius. Is he on any of anyone's list? No. Like, <laughs> what's, what are his motivations? Like, that's like, I know that might just be like a... a like a, a non sequitur point that doesn't make any sense, but yeah, he, he wants like the, the 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 Phantom Realm, or is that from Superman? I'm not. What's the What's the realm with all the mirrors? Mirror dimension. Mirror dimension. Is I that? That's what it was called. I thought he wants like control of that to release Dormammu or something. Something see, something akin to Dormammu. See, his his motivations don't make any sense. The Vulture just wants to make money. Also, it has one of the best Marvel twists when Spider Man goes to prom. And he opens the door. And it just makes sense. It's just, it's a really good twist. Also, he figures out that he's Spider-Man because he's a, a dude, a normal dude. And it's very obvious. And I really like that. So, also Michael Keaton's great. Michael Keaton's great. great in everything. Watch Birdman. Birdman, like Vulture. Batman, Vulture. Oh my god. All these flying creatures. <laughs> should be more flying movies. Do you, uh, the original plan for Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire was going to have John Malkovich as the Vulture. And... I think we should. I think they should do it anyway. I think they should do it. I think they should bring back in a forty-five-year-old Tobey Maguire. Absolutely, he was the best Spider. Do you think he was the best? The best Spider. Yeah, you go well, Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland. Well, I I think it's solely based off the Spider-Man you grew up with. I don't think anyone's putting Andrew Garfield. <laughs> to be honest, but hopefully not. Ho- hopefully, but I think it's legitimately. I mean, I saw Spider-Man three in theaters, and I watched these growing up. I, I think it's just the nerdiest Spider-Man. Like, and I also really like Sam Raimi as a director. He deliberately makes things corny and campy, and Spider-Man is no exception to that. Uh, Spider-Man 3 gets a little iffy a lot of the times towards the end, but Spider-Man 2 is probably the best comic movie has been made. It's up there. I stand by that, despite all the good ones that have come out. But, yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's a good hot take. Who, um, who, who's yours? Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, okay. Easily. That was a good answer. I was worried you were going to say Andrew Garfield. <laughs> no, I... The only good part of those movies was that B.J. Novak from The Office was Alistair Smythe. He's in one scene. He's the inventor of the Spider Slayers. Oh, my God. I remember back in the day before I knew about how these universes worked, I was convinced that he was going to be the villain for Avengers 2. (laughs) Because it was like, oh, you wouldn't just get B.J. Novak for a one-off. So I was like, oh, he'll be the villain. They'll bring everyone back. Yeah, they'll have Spider-Man. And then Han. Yeah, well, <laughs> well uh, you don't have to bring him back. Dindon's a criminally underrated actor in Chronicle, and that's about it. He's not really good in a lot of other things he does. 
That's a bold claim. Yeah, Chronicle. No one's seen it. Have you seen Chronicle? No, I've never even heard of it. You've never even heard of Chronicle? If you get a chance, it's like 2011 found footage movie with him, Michael B. Jordan, a baby Michael B. Jordan, and then one one dude who doesn't act in anything. I don't think anymore. But it's basically what if these teenagers get superpowers? Uh, it's a little dated. For the special effects are a little dated, but it's legitimately good case study yeah. on what happens if a a kid with an abusive life, home life, and is bullied, gets superpowers, and okay. kind of turns insane, and it's really good. I spoiled it, I guess. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry. If it's, uh, speaking of Michael B. Jordan, though, real quick, uh, I should mention, you're a, f- a huge fan of Creed, and Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson, and Sylvester Stallone are all in these Marvel Universe movies. Uh, is that, does that delight you in any way? Um, they haven't shared a scene together. So I, I maybe we'll I, get that. I have to I have to veto Marvel movies because oh. they haven't put the author's Oscar nominated <laughs> Sylvester Stallone for 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 Rocky is not in a scene with those three. Wait, no, Killmonger's dead, so I, just, I can't I can't watch Endgame anymore. Maybe they will feed Valkyrie and whatever Sylvester Stallone's character named was. Uh, is it Ravager? Is he? Or is he's that... a, he is a, a Ravager. Okay. Um. He's oddly just placed in that movie. He's the most rep- he's one of the, like the most notable faces in movies, and, uh, recognizable. Sorry, yeah. and he's just like a dude in the movie. And it, it's it, <laughs> he's in it, two scenes. He's in two yeah he's in two scenes and they have they have like very little impact on the main plot of the story. <laughs> but it's just Sylvester Stallone in like very odd costume. It's great. Guardians. Maybe they'll give him some of that a uh, little bit of a vibranium cocktail, and then he can go to the ancestral plane, and they'll meet up with Michael B. Jordan. I would love it. I'd love it. I want Michael B. Jordan back. Legitimately. I, I'm not a big fan of Black Panther, but he's the best part of the movie. I, mean, I, I think I love T'Challa and all of his isms. How many people have Black Panther on their top? I think we've had, so far we've had three or four. Anyone number one? Hmm. I don't think he's been anyone's number one. Anyone above five? I think so. I, I think like T'Challa, Shuri, Okoye have all made appearances, and Baku has not yet, though. Okoye's on there? Okoye's not a character. Okoye is great. She she has, like, she's sassy, and she's tough, and that's her character. I'm sorry, I, I don't want to shit on, I don't really want to crap on Black Panther, because I could go on a rant about that. Um, well, speaking of Okoye, who's your number three <laughs> character? Is it Okoye? Uh, not even close. It's a, uh, it's a male. So oh, so it's M'Baku finally making his appearance? Oh, yes, 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 uh... I'm just actually putting just the Black Panther cast as a whole. Oh, already. the whole squad. Uh, no, my number three is Drax, specifically from Guardians 1. Uh, they really find a good balance between drama and humor, actual character motivations, and making comedic relief, uh, which is why I don't have him from the other movies, because he, they realized they had just a pot of gold. Isn't that the expression? Diamond in the rough? Well, what's the expression? Like, they struck gold. Sorry. There you go. There you go. I wasn't um, sure what expression you meant. <laughs> they struck gold with his character because Dave Bautista is a, a legitimately great comedic actor. So they took away a lot of his dramatic like elements and substitute for comedy. And as much as I still like the character, he's even funnier in Guardians 2. And he has a really a bunch of really funny scenes in Infinity War. There's All that drama's gone, which made him a really compelling character because he's motivated purely for revenge and his motivations are clear and they and they it it affects his relationship with others and it affects his relationship uh with not relationship it affects his actions at with the team 
So there's actual lasting consequences through his actions from from scenario. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> processing everything at once. There's actual repercussions on the team because of his past event because he's an actual character. And then when they need him to be funny, he's actually really funny. And Guardians 2, like I said, they kind of get rid of that in Infinity War. They really get rid of that. Even though, I'm going to rant for a second, even though, because Thanos gave the orders for Ronan to kill his family, and in Guardians 2, he's like, no, no, I have to kill Thanos. And But in Infinity War, because there's so much going on in that movie, they never once bring it up. It's not even addressed. Like, he doesn't even get angry. He, he does just... He does in the, uh, with the Collector. He goes to charge, and Mantis puts him to sleep. Because he's like, he's like, I must kill Thanos. And like, no, we gotta, like, sneak up on him. Does he say, I, I gotta kill Thanos, or just go, Thanos, and that's it? I think I don't know what exactly he says, but I think he says more than Thanos. I think he's like he's like hell bent on killing him until Mantis just like puts him under, and then he like uh, falls. But then it's never it, like the only thing he the only role he plays in like on Titan, he just like kicks Thanos in the leg. <laughs> and and he that, holds that's him it. For no yeah, that's about it. Um. All right. Then if that's the case, then I guess my argument is a little less. No, it now. still is like in the first movie, his whole arc is has he like wants to kill Thanos yeah, and, and then it's finding a new family yeah he, he, the whole like joining the arms at the end he's like eh, my family or whatever and he's um, like the destroyer who's like reason for being a character is to kill Thanos and he's not even on the board for Endgame so no, they have they have they have abandoned that and I think they gave more of it to Nebula yeah you're right um I just it's, it's a shame because I really thought he was he's my favorite part of the first Guardians movie I just thought he was a really well-rounded character which was surprising considering this is also one I didn't expect Dave Batista could be a great actor I love Dave Bautista. He's, he's just retired from the WWE. I know, yeah. He, uh, yeah, I used to watch him a lot. I don't know if you ever watched wrestling. I did not. You're not, but he was a really fantastic wrestler. He was one of my favorite wrestlers. He had the Batista bomb, which is my favorite. <laughs> I have movie. heard of that. Yeah, where he picks him up and slams him. But, yeah, I really like That's what him. he should do to Thanos. Yeah, he should do that to Thanos. That's what the movie should end. They come and meet <laughs> Batista bring, bomb. When they eventually bring him back, because spoilers, they're going to bring everyone back, except for, like, Loki's probably dead, I, I think. And then Probably Vision, maybe. Is Paul Bettany still signed on for... I'm sure they're all signed on for, like, nine movies. Yeah. And it's like, well, we'll bring you back if we want. Well, they have to have repercussions, so a few of them aren't coming back. Yeah. I, th- I think Gamora's coming back, unfortunately. It means I owe a dollar to a friend. Um, I think Loki's dead because they need some stakes. And then I think they're going to kill Major Curves. But that's not part of the thing. I said I was not going to rant. It can take a long time. No, that's this. this is this is great. This is the content people subscribe, all two of you subscribe to. <laughs> Hey, I'm one of them. <laughs> that's well. That's you and my dad, and and that's what you need. But uh, all right. So speaking number, of my dad, is he number two? Is your dad number two? Well, uh, I've never met your dad, but I'm gonna say yes. He's the okay. Number, let's go number one. Okay, so number one. Uh, number two is uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers from the Winter Soldier. So you asked me before, is it beard or no beard? Yes. And although Chris <laughs> Evans looks great with a beard, it's no beard. Ooh. Um, I like this because I, I'm a really big fan of the fish out of water characters, uh, and I think with Chris Evans' performances, he plays it really straight. And not, I wouldn't, I'm hesitant to use the word flat, but it works. He plays it very kind of simply, and and it works for his character they've established in the first Avenger. Uh, I also really like the genre of the movie they put him in. It's not a superhero movie per se; it's a spy thriller. It's a, it's a, it's a different take on like the superhero Captain America movie, and I thought the way he works around that and his relationship with the Winter Soldier. What's his first name? Bucky. Bucky, yes. James Buchanan Barnes. Is that really his name? Yeah. James Barnes. So people were like saying in Civil War that Iron Man and Captain America were going to make up because both of their best friends were named James, and it would be like a <laughs> parallel to Batman and Superman. 
Martha. He's like, can you say, save James. <laughs> can you believe that that's how they resolve? Yeah, it's my fridge. Sorry. <laughs> no, can, that's good. Can you believe that they resolved a conflict between a Batman versus Superman because their moms have the same name? Can you believe that was in a movie in 2015? 2016. It was 2016? Oh my god. If only Mussolini and <laughs> Churchill had had the same mom. Same mom's like, name. We'd have war. Giuseppe Mussolini and Giuseppe <laughs> Churchill. If only they got in a room together to hash it out. Oh, that's, a, that's a conclusion to a major summer blockbuster. A $200 million movie. <laughs> their names are both Martha. So yeah, so... Maybe sorry. Thanos' mom is named... Mrs. Stark. I can't think of... What, what, what? Mary? Mary Stark? Is it? Howard and Petunia? Maybe his father's name is Howard. Let's go with that. Yeah, there you go. Thanos' dad is Howard, Howard Thanos. They both have father issues. That's how it's solved. Paul Rudd is a father. Oh, my God. In the movies. And probably in real life. Probably. Surely, surely he has kids. Surely, surely he has a number of women trying to go after Paul Rudd. I mean, everyone's like, oh, Paul Rudd doesn't age. And it's like, that's not quite true. He just looked 35 when he was, like, 20. So that's why you think he hasn't aged. He just looked the same. Yeah. And, you know, he's a millionaire, so they can yeah. make himself look nice. I don't think anyone ever brings that up. Absolutely. Like, that's the only reason Judd Apatow's happy. <laughs> so, back on <laughs> Back that. to Captain America. Back to Captain America. I think it's a really good genre movie, and I like the way the character kind of, like, not circumvents, but, like, What's the word for like moving through, like circum traverses? Oh <laughs> circum traverses. Circum traverses. I like the way he traverses through genre and the relationships, characters, and I like how simple the movie is. And that may that may uh, enhance my love of the character for this, but it's one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's just it's just a spy movie. I really appreciated that. I will say that it you, it is your favorite Captain America performance, and I think it's also the best that we've seen of Falcon, probably. Yeah. I don't think, every, he, ever since then, he's just been a sidekick. He's been a sidekick. He has that one funny scene in Ant Man. Yeah, that's true. He does have. He has the requisite Marvel cameo. Yeah, which is, which is the lowest bar they could have gotten. Yeah, they got of, Falcon. Because at that point, Hawkeye was really popular, so was Black Widow, and then that that was the lowest they could go. But then they went, oh, but we brought Falcon. I was like the idea that Falcon, is like. Like, everyone's like, oh, like, Daredevil can't be in the movies because he's a TV guy and he wouldn't really help us. And it's like, I feel like Daredevil is about as useful as Falcon is. If you gave him wings, he could probably do just as much. <laughs> he could probably do more. Yeah. He's, he's, Daredevil's a legitimately badass character in the TV show. I don't know, I don't know what, like, Jessica Jones would do. <laughs> she can, like, fly a little bit. It's like... Can she? Is that ever... Like, she jumps really far. Yeah, it's like it's like not quite flight. It's more just like she can jump a lot. Like she can jump like sixty percent more than the average person. Then we have Luke. Uh, those those Marvel, and then we have a really bad version. Not bad. I love John Bernthal. The Punisher shows are bad. Have you seen the? Punisher? I don't really like any of the Netflix shows except for Jessica Jones. You you don't like any of the Daredevil? Daredevil's really the first season of Daredevil was okay, and then I stopped caring. Uh, we should if you get a chance. The best version of the Punisher is in season two of Daredevil. Okay. And I would watch that. And then I would skip Luke Cage, Luke Cage 2. What's the other one? Iron Fist is abysmal, and I didn't watch Iron Fist 2. <laughs> Jessica Jones is good. I never saw the second season. And then Punisher 1 and 2 are time. Why did I watch all these shows? I didn't like the majority <laughs> of That's them. the thing. Like After I, I realized I didn't like more like over 50% of them, I was like, I'm just not going to do this to myself anymore. Why did I watch all that? It's making me reflect... Well, because like at first it was promised that I was like, oh, this would this is like part of the Marvel universe, and like it technically is, but not really. No. That's what we're gonna get with Disney Plus. You think so? That's what, like the, they're gonna have like a Scarlet Witch show, and that's gonna be. 
It's not. It's gonna be part, but it's gonna be separate adventures. And it'll be like characters that we already like that we know will be part of the movies yeah. instead of like this random offshoot TV show that had like Mahersha Ali before he got big. Oh, that's right. He's the best part of Luke Cage. And then spoilers. Have you seen Luke Cage? Yeah. I'm gonna spoil it. That's oh fine. yeah. They they kill him in like six yeah. episodes, and then this weird other strong guy is the villain. And <laughs> the second half of Luke Cage is completely different from it, the first. It's really it's legitimately bad. Like, that's what's surprising, is the first six episodes are decent. Yeah. Because Mahershala Ali's in it. Yeah. I forgot about that. It's how forgettable it is. Um, I have a quick question before I give a number one. Yeah, absolutely. Did anyone have Captain Marvel in their top five? A lot of... There's been a lot of Captain Marvel love. Um, she's been in a lot of lists. Um, she got to number one a couple times. Um, uh, yeah, so she's... Captain Marvel. Uh, Goose made a list. And... <laughs> Who put Goose on the list? I think Goose was mentioned by my dear friend Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Um, and... Nick Fury has been on a couple of lists, mostly because of his Captain Marvel performance. Yeah, I can see that. I, your friend Sophie has questionable choices of characters. <laughs> Sophie, I like your list, Sophie. Don't listen to this. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, I bet she's a lovely person. All the way from Brisbane, Australia. She's an Australia friend? Absolutely. Oh my god. Did, did, how does she feel getting 90% of movies seven months late? I think it's like, it all balances out, though, because they have Avengers Endgame two days before we do. Oh, so I mean... So you got to avoid the internet two days beforehand because all the Australians are going up there and like click clack on the keyboard and ruin it for everyone. Your Australian friends are going to ruin it for I'm going to like literally block you, Sophie. You, you, said, she, you said my last name, so now if she ever watches this, she's going to know I don't like her list and she's going to find me and give me Avengers Endgame spoilers. It's but, really easy to actually avoid spoilers. You just don't go on... Yeah, just avoid the internet. Just avoid the internet, yeah. Except when iFunny was still popular, when Star Wars The Force Awakens came out, I remember one of the posts I went on, it was just like a gif, and the next gif was Han Solo getting stabbed. Yeah. Like a transition, I went, oh, oh okay, Han Solo dies. That's All what, right. um, with Force Awakens, uh, I had a friend spoil it for me. Just like, told me, and he was like, you don't care about that. And I was like, I did a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, Force Awakens. It was the day it came out, I could, you could have waited at least like a week. <laughs> you could have waited, like, give me my chance to see the movie. Yeah, like, just because you wanted to go online and read Wikipedia doesn't mean I really felt like it. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about Sophie spoiling it for you though, because she, I don't like. If you do listen to it, that's great. But she's not gonna listen to this. She's not gonna listen to it. She's not gonna listen. Okay. Thank, I, thank you for being here though, Sophie. Yeah. If you are listening, love you. I just. I. I would love to debate about the Captain Marvel movie because I, I don't. I think it's the worst Marvel movie. And I think it's the thirteenth best, <laughs> which is very good because my top like seventeen is all like movies I love. I love Captain Marvel. I. This is the fact he's the uh, 13th best. He's I have... And I, I'm curious how many people put this person as number one, but I have Tony Stark. Or Tony Iron Man. A couple people. Not as many as you would think. That's surprising. Uh, from Iron Man 3, though, I love Iron Man. Love, love, love the first Iron Man. And I really like the first, the third Iron Man. But I like his character better than the third one, mainly because they basically just brought him down to nothing. They they put him out of the suit, and you saw his, like his actual character's abilities outside the suit. I also, again, am a big fan of bringing characters down to absolutely just rock bottom and having them build themselves back up, and because that's so ever more rewarding. And yes, you can argue about the fact that the end fight is literally him for like a thousand suits versus one guy, and it is not the most interesting. But I think it works as a character arc, and I think he does have a solid character arc in that movie, and the most impressive character arc as a whole in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's also dealing with PTSD, which I think is an interesting thing to put your your like your snarky like overpowered witty character to make him really vulnerable which yes characters like Captain America are vulnerable because of their relationships with people uh Tony Stark's vulnerable because of the effects of the previous movies that they've had on him and I really really adored that about the movie Iron Man is really close though because 
Again, it's the bring him back to nothing, but I just like the impact of the other movies on this character as a whole. I also really like Shane Black as a director, and I like the way he operates He's good. Director, uh, characters, yeah. Shane Black's great. Um, I think, based on what you were saying, I think they're going to do that again one last time in Avengers Endgame. You think so? Because he's going to be... We saw in the trailer, he's wasting away. Yeah. Starving. Which, which is good. Um, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy the fact... Because he's going to make it back to Earth. I mean, yeah. the trailer just spoiled it. But I, I'm really... My, I, have a, I have a feeling one of my favorite parts of the movie is the fact that he's going to find a way to get back to Earth himself. Even though it's probably going to be within the first three minutes of the movie or something. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy it a lot. And then I'm going to get annoyed. I think I, it was... Uh, People were like, oh, Captain Marvel will save him, or Valkyrie will come by and save him, or Rescue Pepper Potts will come out and get him. And I was like, no, I think this character arc, he's got to just mirror Iron Man, and he's got to get his way out of this. And this time he's got Nebula to help instead of, uh, was it, who the hell was, Yin Sen? Is that the guy? How do you remember that? The character name? Yeah, how do you remember He's like, he, without him, there would be no, There's no universe. Idea. Him him and uh, Stanley Tucci in the first Captain America. Without those two, we don't get this. Oh, Stanley Tucci. He was in Transformers, the, uh, the the dragon, not the dragon one, the dinosaur one, the last night. The dinosaur Transformers movie? Age of Extinction. It's the fourth one. I don't know there were dinosaurs in those movies. Did you even watch Transformers movies? I saw the first one. <laughs> you you honestly watched the uh, the first one and the third one and then burn the ra- other three. The best Stanley Tucci movie is Devil Wears Prada. I've never seen Devil Wears Prada. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> what other movies has he been in? Um, He was in, like, I think he was in Julie and Julia. Um, oh, I heard about that movie, yeah. He was in uh, Beauty and the Beast. The new one? The new one, yeah. Okay. Um, Tucci Gang. <laughs> he's um, he's going to be in the new trend of the don't see or hear things, like a Quiet Place and Bird Box. There's a new Netflix movie, The Silence, where you have to be really quiet, like Quiet Place or Birds Attack You or something like that. I don't know. So it's just combining the two now at this yeah. point? I, don't, I never saw Bird Box. I just assume it's they have to avoid boxes of birds. I, yeah, I, I avoid um, Bird Box solely because I'm a, I'm a loser anti-conformist sometimes. <laughs> and the fact that everyone was seeing Bird Box really bothered me. And that's why you didn't like Captain Marvel. That's why I didn't like Captain Marvel. <laughs> I don't like women. Please cut that. I'm just kidding. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to cut it. We, hopefully you all know, we're, we're joking. Yes. But, um... I have, a, I have a photo album of my girlfriend. She's the best. You like one woman. I like one woman. <laughs> and if she's such as not her, Captain Marvel cares. There's one really great scene in Captain Marvel, which I really liked. Where it's the post credit scene. It's the post credit scene. It's the credits of the movie when the movie ended. I could leave. Um, no, it's when she, the final interaction with Jude Law, which is like I don't need to prove anything, and then beats him. And went, oh, that's great. You know, that wasn't like I don't want to rant about it because it's gonna get really bad. Um, but that's a really good. That's a really good like female empowerment scene. But then the rest of it isn't. So, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do. I do like women. Anyway. With Iron Man three, though, I will say. <laughs> I will, I will say, um, of all the things you, you said it better than I could about Iron Man 3, but the one thing you did not mention, it is the closest thing that we have in the Marvel Universe right now to a Christmas movie. Oh my god, that's right. It's yeah. great, and I love Christmas. Except there's no snow. In... That's, no, wait, he, no, when he goes to Tennessee, there's snow. There's a little bit of snow in Tennessee. Yeah. It's a really... Harley Keener. Oh, yeah, he's going to be back for Endgame, isn't he? Is he? I think he's on the IMDb credit list. What's he gonna help with? It's like he what that movie came out six years ago. So what? He's fourteen now. Yeah. How, what, he's not gonna be helpful. Well, I mean, in the potential next generation, there. I mean, they casted the main girl from um, that that Netflix show. That's really bad. There's a lot of them. Um, the, the House of Cards. They casted Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey as the next Iron Man. Um, <laughs> it's a good PR move. You know, Kevin Spacey's only been spotted once since the whole controversy. He's just in a car. Like he's just driving. I don't know. I don't know what has to do anything. But the um, <laughs> the, the 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 
13 Reasons show. 13 Reasons Why. Oh, Catherine Langford? Yeah, they casted her. She's in the movie. What's she up to? Is she is she a Harley Keener's sister? Probably. She's, she's maybe like... Her, um, his mom? I'm thinking she's probably like Hawkeye's daughter or something. Cause It'd be wild. It would be wild. She's, she's, gotta be, she's like, what, 21 or something? Yeah, I, think she's a I don't know. I don't really know how old Hawkeye's kids are. Surely one of them was a baby in Age of Ultron. Well, isn't there, isn't there a rumor that the movie's going to be, there's going to be a big time skip? I'm pretty sure that's a rumor about the movie. That's because uh, the hair length of Black Widow changes, so people are speculating. Yeah, I think, I think there's going to be a big time skip, so I think that gives them room to... 10 years time jump. That's... 35-year time jump. Just have them all old characters die. <laughs> have Tony Stark die of old age at the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's my top five. That's a great top five. Thank you. Um, Joining us for this segment of the podcast, we have the wonderful, the intellectual, the astounding friend of mine, Humad Shah. Humad, thank you so much for being here. Yes, it's great to be here. It's a podcast. This is definitely the first time that we have been recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. And it's definitely, there were no errors at all beforehand. Yeah, no, it's the first time we're recording this. And we actually, we saw Thor Ragnarok together. That's our history with Marvel together, and I think yeah. that was a great time. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok was the only Thor movie I liked. I'm not sure if it's because I watched it with you or because it was um, actually a good movie. And we we watched it with um, your roommate. Shout out to your roommate. Yeah, I actually just saw him today. Oh, how's he doing? Yeah, he's, he's doing pretty good. He's working for Apple. He's, uh, yeah. He's looking forward to Endgame. All good. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. I wish nothing but the best for him. And I don't know if he'll be on your top five Marvel characters list, but who do you have at number five? At number five, um, I've got the Incredible Hulk. Ooh! Bruce Banner, yeah. Um, The Hulk is a character that I've had a special connection with as a kid. Um, I used to own a whole bunch of Hulk action figures. And I I watched the first Hulk movie that came out with um, Eric Bana, um, which is a super weird movie, but um, I really liked this giant monster who was just going around crashing things. Um, you know, when I was like, I don't know, eight years old or something, that was that was my jam. Um, and then when The Incredible Hulk came out, I thought that was great too. Um, I don't remember much of it except like the big action scene, especially towards the end. And then we saw him again in the first Avengers um, with a new actor again. Um, and I thought that was great, too. I think he, he stole the show for me where, um, you know, he he was kind of the highlight towards the end where he turns this. I mean, again, as as usual, Bruce Banner turns to this monster, um, although he doesn't want to. And then he fights off all the aliens and helps save the world. Um, yeah, so the Hulk is, is, is great, I think. And uh, I really like the contrast that we see between Bruce Banner and the Hulk, where Bruce Banner is this guy with, like, multiple PhDs, and he's super smart, and he's rational, and he's logical, and the Hulk just wants to destroy everything that's in his path. I think that's really cool. I also like how we see this internal struggle that Bruce Banner has, where he doesn't want to turn into this monster and fight aliens or save the world. He just he just wants to do his thing. He wants to stay calm, but, you know, he's, he's needed by the Avengers. He, he needs to save the world. So he, you know, he just has to do these things. Um, I also, I mean, I, I like that he had a role in, in the last Avengers movie at the start fighting Thanos, but I wish that we saw more of him, um, especially towards the end. So I'm, I'm hoping that we see more of him in Endgame. Well, hopefully we will. Um, maybe we'll even get Professor Hulk. That'd be crazy. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. 
with uh so but he yeah he's great uh who do you have in your number four position though so number four um i i really struggled with this so i said when you said you know make top five list i tried and i could come up with four different characters and um i i ranked them one two three and then five and for four i just i was really confused so the the issue with ranking marvel characters for me is um some of them are given a single movie while others have like three or four at this point and although you know i i like some characters it's hard to put them on the list because i haven't seen as much of them and so you know unless they had such a huge impact on me you know it's, it's hard to like put them in the top five um so what i ended up doing was um you know you you told me rank five marvel characters right right but you didn't specify whether or not they had to be in the mcu oh so i picked spider-man but not just spider-man like the uh spider-man that we've seen in the mcu but the combination of all spider-man that we've seen you know since the first sam Raimi film so spider-man as a character for me is on my number four um so we all know spider-man is spider-man is this like guy who's like he's he's a skid who has spider powers obviously he's a classic i mean his his story has been told time and time again and disney just told it again with homecoming um and i i think he's great like i've loved all the movies that i've seen i've loved all the video games that i've played um i i like the uh the story even outside of like the superhero stories like we we, we see him just being this normal kid just trying to like balance his life and like his relationships and you know, he also wants to be, like, a crime fighter, and I think that's just really cool to see. Um, and I know that he only has one standalone movie in the MCU, but, you know, given the history of the character and everything, I, I just had to put him on number four. I think he's great. Um, has the potential to move up to number one if we keep seeing more of him in the MCU and if they do things right. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I love the Tobey Maguire version. Yeah, uh, those movies haven't aged well at all. <laughs> I mean, Spider Man Two is pretty great. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. Well, actually, yes. I would say Spider Man Two is um, for me the second best Spider Man movie now. Um, it used to be number one, but then Into the Spider Verse was just so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was really good back when it came out. I I, I used to love it. But I recently rewatched the entire Raimi trilogy, and some things, man, some things just they don't age very well. That's fair. Um, I think a lot of Spider-Man Three doesn't age great. I still have a soft spot for it, though. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I still remember when the first time I watched Spider-Man Three. It was like I was in fifth grade. I had my exams, and I dropped everything, and I went to watch it, and I loved it. And then a few years later, I watched it again. And I was like, "Wow, what is this garbage?" Um, yeah, I don't know. It it had a lot of potential, and I feel like they crammed too many villains in there and made a mess. Definitely a fair point. Uh, we will always weep for the Spider-Man Four that we never got. Maybe we'll get Old yeah. Man Toby one day. I hope not. I, I'm I'm over it. <laughs> I do not want to see more of Tobey Maguire anymore. He's so great. I miss him being in movies. Yeah, he, he hasn't been in anything recently, has he? The last thing he was in was Boss Baby. Oh, yeah. I still haven't seen that. Well, Boss should Baby... I, wait, should I even see it? Is no, it? I haven't seen it either. <laughs> He's just a voice actor. 
Uh, Disappointing. Is yeah. Boss Baby your number three? Uh, yeah, Boss Baby is actually my number one. I feel like <laughs> this is this is the hero that Disney's been hiding for a while now. You know, he's gonna show up at the end and beat Thanos, and everything will be back to normal. Well, I mean, somebody has to do it, and if it's not gonna be Captain Marvel, it might as well be Boss Baby. Yeah, Boss Baby's the best. Yeah. Who do you have at number three? If Boss Baby's at number one, um, I have Nick Fury. Oh. I. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge Samuel L. Jackson fan. I love him, and he's he's just been so good in every movie that I've you know, I, I so like I I'm just so overwhelmed just talking about him. He's such a great actor, and he does everything so right. And I don't think they could have picked anyone better for this role. Um, Nick Fury is just he's such a badass, but he's also so chill. He's like, you know, he's gonna lead this team, but then also just be looking cool while doing it, just like standing in, in, in the shield helicarriers, like, looking into the horizon. It's it's just, he's so amazing. Um, and, you know, he doesn't have his own standalone film, but he's done so much for the Avengers. Like, in the first movie, he was the one who brought everyone together. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but there's a scene where, um, after Agent Coulson dies, Nick Fury uh, goes to Captain America and Tony Stark, and he throws a bunch of playing cards that that have Coulson's blood on them. And then he talks about how, you know, Coulson had these in his pocket and how he died, you know, trying to, like, help save the Earth, um, which which was a lie. Like, those cards were never in there and they could replace them and everything. You know, he's he's a genius and he's, he's you know, he's, uh, he's contributed a lot to the Avengers and um, by just bringing them all together. And it was also great seeing him in Captain Marvel, like, seeing this other side of him where... He's a little more goofy. He's he's not as badass, but you see him in his younger days, and he's trying to get up there, you know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that he comes back in Endgame along with everyone else, and um, I I hope you see him in future Marvel movies. Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, an excellent decision. Great pick for number three. Who comes in at number two? Number two for me. So you know how earlier I said it's hard to. Um, ranked top five because some people have only been in one or two movies while others have been in like five or six right yes um but for number two i want to put in thanos only you know like even though he's only been in one movie because he blew me away he was the star of infinity war i like every time i saw him on screen i was rooting for him um easily the best villain i've seen in the mcu so far and i sympathize with his mission and i could see why he was doing what he was doing and i kind of even supported what he was doing even though he was doing it in a terrible way um like i i get it like his idea of you know there's way too many people we don't have enough resources let's cut the population in half you know he's just trying to do population control guys like that's all he's trying to do he's not a bad guy um he's he's also super strong which i mean when i saw the first avengers loki was kind of underwhelming like he was this strong little kid who got thrown around by the hulk right but with right. Thanos, he's not going to have any of that shit. Like, first five minutes of the film, he beats the Hulk's fast, and that's it. You know, it was... And, and, and that was fun for him. Like, that wasn't even, like, a strenuous thing. Like, he just kicked his ass and was like, oh, okay, well, that was fun. Um, and, you know, he he actually has some emotion. You know, like, sure, he's, he's like the Mad Titan, and he's doing things in, in like, a, um illogical way, I guess. But, you know, he's he has feelings and you can see that when he he kills his daughter 
um, to achieve what he wants to do. And that was such, you could see him struggling to do it, right? And I really felt for him there. Um, you know, he doesn't just want to, like, go conquer the world. He's doing something that he definitely believes in, and he's willing to sacrifice things for it. Um, and I, I thought that was great. And, you know, you can you can see that towards the end of the movie where he's not he's not sitting on a throne. He's not ruling anyone now. He's just retiring. Like, he had a mission. He believed in it. He finished it. And now he's just going to chill out. I thought that was great. And he's a man of his word. Like, he spared Tony Stark's life when it was the deal he made. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you wouldn't expect other villains to do that. Other villains would be like, no, haha, we're just going to do what we want to do anyway. But no, this guy has honor, you know? Like, I, I, I don't think he's a bad guy. Like, Thanos did nothing wrong. There's a there's a subreddit which basically, like, has people discussing this. Like, he did nothing wrong. Like, everything he did was, like, reasonable. Not the best way of executing things, but, you know, population control is it's reasonable. The only thing that's more debatable than that is who your number one favorite Marvel character is. Oh, man, are you ready for this? It's, if it's not Boss Baby, who will it be? Well, it's not Boss Baby, but it is someone who is a boss. That's Tony Stark, which I know is a very cliche pick, but uh, man, he's just the only word I can think of is cool. He's just he's so cool. Iron Man as a character, Tony Stark is uh, I don't know, man. He's this billionaire guy with a super dope suit, and he just goes around flying and like shooting lasers and plasma. Folk. I don't know what he shoots out of his hands, but like whatever it is, is super cool. And Robert Downey Jr. just a fantastic job. He truly is Iron Man. And, you know, like, this is a movie that's, like, his, his movie is the one that started it all, you know? That first Iron Man movie is where all this began. Like, there would be no MCU without Iron Man. And I remember, you know, at, at the time when the first Iron Man came out, I feel like, I mean, from what I remember, at least, um, we didn't have too many good superhero movies coming out. Like, Spider-Man 3 wasn't that good. We had a bunch of the Fantastic Four movies, which were, eh. Um, X-Men was doing okay, I guess, um, except the third one. And so seeing Iron Man was a, a relief, you know? It's a really good superhero movie, probably the best at the time, maybe second to Spider-Man 2. Um, and it had just kicked everything off. It had a great, like, rock soundtrack. Um, and as someone who just really likes tech, I, I love the Iron Man concept. I love that suit. I... I love his suit-up scenes and how they evolved over the years. Like, you know, in, in the first movie, he had to, like, stand in a certain spot and get suited up by his, by his like, machines. And then um, in, in the second movie, he had, like, a case. And in the third movie, things came flying at him. I think, like, the whole, like, evolution of the Iron Man character has been amazing. Um, and also, like, seeing Tony Stark go from um, this, this cocky billionaire who doesn't care about the world, you know, he... he he goes from that to being someone who realizes what his company has been doing and he realized that like the impact that his company has had has you know destroyed lives and then he goes to being the superhero to being someone who just wants to work by himself and not have partners to then realizing that he needs a team and he can't just work by himself and then realizing that there's things that even their team is you know not doing very well and need to have like regulations and then losing his friends and then learning the truth of his family and then there's all these things that have happened, right? And now we see him, like, you know, leaving his life to go face his his nightmare, which is Thanos, like, someone who wants to destroy the Earth. And, you know, like, he's just gone from being someone who doesn't give a shit to being someone 
who, who who's willing to sacrifice everything to save the people he loves. And I think that's just been like amazing. Well, he's a great pick. Um, He's not one of my favorites. He's up there. He's an honorable mention for me for sure. But he is probably objectively not not objective because that's you can't say that. But like, he might just be Marvel's best character in terms of like the character arc and growth and what they've done with him. And you think it's a cliche pick, but I will tell you, of all the segments I've recorded so far, you are the first person to have him in your top five. Oh, cool! You're breaking new ground. I'm I'm really glad. Okay, yeah, I I I feel like I have really good reasons for putting him on number one. You said it better than I could have. Yeah, no, it was good. He's good. Cool. Well, thank um, you so much for doing this. Yeah, I I do have an honorable mention. Um, Absolutely. Two of them actually. Uh, I I really enjoyed Captain Marvel, and I thought like she was great. Um, I wouldn't put her in my top five, and. She's also not my honorable mention. My honorable mention is Goose. Um, I thought that cat was great. I just, I love cats. And I know that, you know, he's just put in there for comic relief. But I thought he was, he was great. And um, I would love to see more of him in future movies. And my second honorable mention is uh, Louis from Ant-Man. I don't know if you remember him. I do. Um, yeah, he, that guy is just like, I honestly, like the only reason... I'd want to watch Ant-Man 3 just to see, like, another one of his recap scenes, where he just, like, recaps things in his own voice. I, I think those are hilarious, and I'd love to see more of them. And I, I love his character. He's just, he's just ex-convict, just trying to, like, make the best of what he has. And he's involved in these, like, bigger things that he doesn't understand, but he's just, he's just along for the ride, too. He just wants to have fun. Some great honorable mentions there. Uh, Goose, Luis, and Captain Marvel. Uh, Great characters, great picks. Huma, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was Tim, Tyler, and Humad. So now, get ready to hear Calvin Heighton, my parents, Nancy and Joseph Mello, my sister Nicole Mello, and my aunt Jackie Tibbetts. Joining us for this segment, we have the delightful, the wonderful Calvin Heighton. Cal, thank you so much for being here. Hey, no problem, man. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, I'm glad that you asked me to do it. Absolutely, and I want to mention at the outset, do you want to plug your own podcast? Oh, I might as well. It's uh, This Week from the Cave of Cool, which is based on uh, my blog, uh, uh, Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool, which has, uh, is your source for all things cool on the internet. You just plug into it to Google, and Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool or Cave of Cool, or just Calvin and Cool, they will all come up uh, number one. Please check it out. Check out our podcast, which I do with uh, M.D. Jackson, uh, who is my brilliant producer and puts all the stuff together. And I'm really uh, happy to finally get my own kind of podcast because I've been working for other people for a long time. And I just think I, I find my own groove and, and he finds that uh, he knows how to work with me because I, you know, I'm a delicate hothouse orchid. I mean, I'm, I'm talent. I have to be carefully managed or I will lose my mind. So um, he really knows how to work with me. So yes, Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool or This Week from the Cave of Cool, all that you can find online. Absolutely, and I'll add those in the show notes, and I can attest that it is the one-stop shop for all things cool. And Absolutely, and so we're doing top five Marvel characters, so I'm curious, what is your number five Marvel character? Well, you know, if we got to go heroes or villains, i got to go with, uh, with Doctor Doom, would probably be my number five, because he is just so incredibly awesome and complex. And I love that in all the years that uh, he's been around, he's never changed his costume. I mean, it's been white, 
and it, but it's the same Doom costume. That's what I love about him because he's just so arrogant and and you know he could have taken over the world and the universe how many times, but he he, he can't really pull the trigger when he needs to. So that's what I love about him is that he he can be noble, he can be heroic. And I have a great idea for him for the uh, Fantastic Four movie. Um, I mean, he helped birth uh, Valeria, who is the youngest child of Fantastic Four. He's got a great relationship with her. I just think there's so much you can do with Doom that uh, he's probably my favorite. So what's your five? What's your number five? So my number five, I have, um, it's Ant-Man. I just, I love the Paul Rudd version of Ant-Man. And he's just so... I don't. Know, I just love Paul Rudd. So I think that's probably a big part of it. Not so much to do with Ant Man, uh, but I do love Paul Rudd, and I love the humor that comes from it. Paul Rudd's a great actor, so yes. I have to give the love to Ant Man. But Doctor Doom, he's a good villain, and I think. Do you think they have something big in store for him coming going I forward? Hope so I hope my idea, like the Fantastic Four movie, I'd love to have a, a trilogy, and I'd love to have it start like in the Cold War, you know, the way that the actual comics started. And I want it to be more of like Reed's redemption, because basically, if you look at the story, he took his three best friends in the world. He took them into space and he turned them into monsters. And there's got to be some kind of reckoning for that. Right. Like they've got to all either, you know, forgive him somehow or deal with the fact that what he did to them. And he's got to deal with the fact of what he did to them. So I would like to see that kind of in a trilogy. And I'd like to see Doom also start out as their villain because he hates Richard's. And 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 the whole, everything he's about, but I'd like to see him almost come along where, where he becomes almost uh, the he has his redemption at the end, you know, where I, he saves the, the little the little girl and he and he and he gets to name her and I think that would be a neat way to do it. But definitely Ant Man. That, that movie, those movies were done so well. They're a lot of fun and. Um, well, you've well, seen the proof of concept, right? That before they even made the movie. Where they had the two the two uh, guys in the hallway, they were criminals, and they showed Ant Man running through the hallway, and he, he came an ant, jumped on the gun, you know, beat both guys' asses. It was maybe a fifteen second clip, but it was really it really showed that you could do the effect the way you needed to do it, and I think that's what made the the movie so successful because you believe it, right? You oh, definitely. He's an Ant Man. Yes, I think a big part of it too is that. They do a lot of self-deprecating humor in the first movie, but people really bought into it, and they don't do as much of that anymore. About just the idea of Ant Man being crazy, like, like that's not like 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 oh, you can never do a movie about Ant Man because it's so absurd. But now everyone buys into it, and he's now he's a big part of the next Avengers movie. Well, he'll be the part, right? Because obviously, the quantum realm that he was in has something to do with it. You know, there'll be some time travel involved, and and I just it it was so and he was so good in Avengers Civil War too. You know, with that old scene from the comic, that, that the famous cover where he's on the arrow of Hawkeye and he rides the arrow um, and gets inside Iron Man's um, armor. I mean, he has so many uses um, throughout the whole series that uh, that he's indispensable, you know. Absolutely. He's definitely a big part of the team. But after Doctor Doom, who do you have at number four? Well, number four, I got to go with just one more villain and I got to say Magneto. All because right. he's probably the only villain in, in all of comics that I, I, I sympathize with him. I get the point. I know why he's that evil. It, you know, he, he, he tries not to be, but the world kind of just wants to persecute mutants. Like, you know, there's obviously the Jewish mutant analogy that goes with that. And, and him being in, in, um, in Auschwitz 
And uh, there's one scene in the comic book of a young Magneto where he's looking at the room full of the eyeglasses. And I've seen the, the case in Dachau that's full of eyeglasses, just eyeglasses. And then the next one has just um, uh, left shoes and then right shoes, you know, and just the way all the things they took. And, and you really get a sense of the, the anger that he has and that, you know, he just will not take crap from anybody and I, I love the way they work him into things um, if you ever read the age of apocalypse he was actually led the x-men because when charles xavier was killed it changed the whole reality of marvel universe and he became the leader of the x-men and fought against apocalypse and and when he's a hero he can be a great hero and i, I fear for him in the next movie because i have a feeling he's going to die in dark phoenix um so uh, but I, and again the actors they've had playing him were fantastic um, you can't beat uh, um, um, Ian McKellen. You can't beat uh, uh, Fastbender. I mean, we've just been really lucky to create a character like that. Do you think they'll have a good Magneto when he is eventually adapted into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I hope so. I hope. I hope. Like I'm thinking, Captain, you know, Captain Marvel and Rogue have a kind of a history where Rogue stole her powers, and and then of course that drove her in the comics to the X Men because she couldn't control them. Um, and so that would be a thing where they, they're talking now about a, a Avengers versus X-Men movie in the next phase. So why not have Rogue go to the X-Men, the Avengers mistake her for just another mutant and all of the mutants. They attack, of course, then they find out what's really going on. But it would be a good reason for having them to fight to get Carol's powers back, right? Because she'll obviously be a very important part of the Avengers uh, moving on. Um, and then, of course, the, the, the girl, the young girl, um, Monica, also becomes a Captain Marvel in the comic books. And she's old enough at the age you know, difference, because I guess Carol probably in space 20 years by the time we get to Endgame. Um, so, uh, you know, she's the right age to become a, another Captain Marvel. So there's there's so many things you can do with them. So I, I'm, I'm really hoping, yeah, that Magneto does survive long enough to to make it into the X-Men movie. Magneto, it's a great choice. He's a great villain. Um, my personal number four, I have it as Gamora. Uh, I loved, I just, I mean, I just, I realized how much I loved her after she was killed in Infinity War. And I was, after the movie, I kind of figured most of the people who were snapped would eventually come back. But I was so nervous because she wasn't snapped. She was killed. And I'm like, oh no, what if she doesn't come back? And I realized how much I loved her. Her relationship with Star-Lord is great in the movies. And of the Guardians comics I've read, um, she's great in those. I read one about, it was kind of like a Groot origin story, but Gamora was awesome in it. She was like the real heart of it, going back to help Groot. And mm -hmm. I just, I don't know, I really love her. And I hope she, I hope it's not the end for Zoe Saldana as Gamora. I really don't think it will be. Because um, now that we have James Gunn coming back to do the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and see such an important part of that. I have a feeling that there's going to be something around these Infinity Stones, and somebody, again, is going to have to make a sacrifice. And we all know that we've heard a lot about Cap uh, Chris um, 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 Evans not playing Captain America anymore, that it's really done for him. And I think if we really need a heartbreak-ending death of a, a character, it's going to be him. And maybe he will trade his life for Gamora's um, and, and bring her back. Because you're right, she wasn't snapped out of existence. She she was actually killed. So it, it, it's going to be a quick a, a trick to get her back. But if it involves time travel, I mean, we can almost undo everything Thanos did uh, when he built the Infinity Gauntlet. So, you know, the Soul Stone is still where it is um, it, before he got to it. 
So who knows? I mean, he might be the sacrifice to put it together. I'm kind of hoping for something kind of really dramatic like that. Because you're right, she's the she's kind of the the heart and soul, and she keeps everybody kind of in line and keeps Star Lord right where he needs to be. Because he kind of, you know, his own uh, ego kind of keeps him from from you know. Well, he almost you know. Well, he got everybody up killed basically because he couldn't handle you know. They almost had Thanos, and then Thor almost had Thanos. So I do really like her too. And Zoe Zeldana is great in anything. She's always been solid. Absolutely, she's she's one of the greats. Um, so, and a lot of it's like we don't really know what's going to happen in this next movie. So it's all. Yeah, I love that. Don't oh, you absolutely. Love that? Yeah, it's great. It's like apparently I saw something that there was somebody. They said that the Russo brothers only gave the marketing department eight minutes worth of footage to work with from the movie, wow. which is incredible. Because yeah. they know what they got, right? They know. I mean, the ten years it took to get this far, and I'm an old school Marvel fan. They there is a thousand ways they could have disappointed me, uh, but they never. They didn't. They did everything right to tell that big of a story of the Infinity Gauntlet. The only thing missing from it is the Silver Surfer, because he was big in the comics, and he was the one that snatched it from his hand in, in that moment of doubt uh, in the comic books. But he's not around to do that. So who will be the one that that does it? And again, so my number three would be the one I would love to see on the on the big screen, uh, Squirrel Girl. All right. I absolutely love Squirrel Girl in the comic book. She's fantastic. She's beaten Thanos before. She's beaten Doctor Doom. She's beaten uh, Galactus. She just has this knack for winning in the comics. And if you if she has a relationship with Wolverine that goes back. Um, there's one Avengers comic where he shows up and they have kind of an uncomfortable meeting. Um, and she takes him on and she actually kicks his ass, um, in, in, with her, her build, you know, with her, her combat abilities. So she's just, she's just the kind of, she's kind of like, almost like uh, a domino it, with the luck powers and sort of, she's yeah. always kind of tends to be in the right place at the right time. And, and I, I just like her. I just like the whole character. She's coming on TV. Of course, there's going to be that, uh, um, uh, what are they called? New Warriors. Um, yeah, they've they, yeah they've cast a, a girl to be her, um, so she will be in the movies and the TV. So she will show up. So, but I always liked her in the comic books, and I liked what they've done with her. And um, so I'm a big fan of her, Squirrel Girl. Maybe she'll have an even bigger like because now with all these TV shows going, a lot of them are going to be on Disney Plus, and they're going to be intersected with the movies. Maybe it'll be a different story than compared to the Netflix Marvel heroes, where they didn't never really crossed over. Right, right, but the, those Netflix Marvel heroes can. I mean, you could do a great uh, street-level heroes with, in a Spider-Man movie with Kingpin as the bad guy, D'Onofrio as the bad guy. Definitely. With the Punisher and Daredevil and those guys. That would be a fantastic movie. Um, yet another good Spider-Man movie. Uh, but again, who knows? They've got so many options now. They with, definitely with do. One option that they don't have will come with my number three character, who... I think is we've probably both agreed that he's almost certain to not be around much longer. It's Captain America. Um, I just he I really he wasn't my favorite in the first Avengers movie or the second Avengers movie, but they've really done a great job with him. Um, ever like with Winter Soldier and with right. Civil War and even the little bit we get in Infinity War, he's just been like I find myself just so attached to Steve Rogers and the sincerity with which Chris Evans plays him is amazing and. I think it I, really works. I agree. When he shows up in Infinity War and, and you see the look on Scarlet Witch's face, that kind of, ah, she lets out that breath that he's here, I felt the exact same thing. I'm thinking, thank God he's here. 
because now things will be okay, right? He's, and, he and exudes the, that. Yes, yes. And even, you know, get this man a shield, right? Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. He, he just radiates that kind of confidence uh, that you, you feel good that he's there. And in fact, when at the end, that, oh my God, what he's, it broke my heart. Because when he gives up, I mean, what hope is there for us? Exactly. Like, right? Cap doesn't give up. I mean, and the fact that you see the little parts of the new trailer, the new tra- uh, trailer for Endgame, and he's just a broken man. He's beaten. I mean, he doesn't know what to do with himself. And that you never see in him. He's confidence. He's, you know... Uh, never say I, die. It, it hurts me. Hopefully he'll have a good character. I sure. I, I don't even know, hopefully. He he definitely was going to have a good character arc with this last movie. I, I believe that, too. I, and In fact, it, The Winter Soldier is one of the most brilliant um, creations ever. I mean, there were two things that was said in comic books. You can't bring back Uncle Ben, because that's essential to Spider-Man's whole story. And you can't bring back Bucky. Because that's part of Cap's whole story. And the way that Brubaker in the comics found a way to bring Bucky back that didn't seem like it was cheap, like it, it made sense to me, um, that's fantastic. And that's why it, it just, like, when you saw you know Cap and you just seen him disappear too, it just ugh, blew me away. Well, Cap is great and Squirrel Girl is great, but who do you have at your number two position? My number two um, has got to be Oh, boy, this is a hard one. I'm going to have to go with the Wolverine just because of how great. And I go I go with the actor, you know, uh, uh, um, Hugh Jackman, 16 years, played the same character, put everything into it. And especially Logan, the last movie, uh, which was brilliant, I thought it was an old school Western with a twist. Um, I loved him in that. I just love that whole character now, what they've done with him. Comics, again, there was a time he was only in one comic. He was only in the X-Men. And then he kind of exploded and was in a thousand comics. Um, and so that kind of kind of diminished him. But uh, the fact the way they've kept him in the comic books, in the movies, he is the heart and soul of those movies. And he kept it going. And I keep thinking, it, who he could have had Dougray Scott, right? Dougray Scott was, was cast to be Wolverine at the beginning. And he was in, I think, the second or first Mission Impossible movie. And the director overshot and he needed him and he couldn't be Wolverine. So they went with their second choice, which was Hugh Jackman. Um, even Dilgray's not even a name, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I can't imagine how that guy would have done as Wolverine. I don't think he would have done as good. I don't think he would have been as successful. I don't think it would have kept the franchises going. I have no idea who could play him now. Um, it, it's going to be a, a really tough casting job to do. Um and even in, with uh, Infinity War, the, the, this guy Boss Logic did an art piece, which it showed them uh, the Avengers going into the future and pulling Wolverine out of the battle in um, in uh, X Men. Uh, uh, what's it? Apoc- Apocalypse? Yeah, the one with the with the Sentinels. Um, remember when they were fighting in the future? Yeah, I think that was and, Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, and they took him. They took him. They pulled him out of the future to help them. And I always thought, oh, wouldn't that be cool? Because you know, Thanos got those three scratches on his face. They sure look like claw marks, you know. Ooh, I like that. Right? Yeah. But they could, but they could come from Goose too, because I'm thinking Goose the cat, right? That could have came from that too, because they didn't show Goose or or Rocket in their little suits as they're walking. Right. But I have a feeling they're going to be there. Well, speaking of Rocket Raccoon, he is actually my number two selection, and I have to admit. Uh, I have read a couple Guardians comics, but I'm going solely with, I think most of my love for this comes from the movie version. Um, Rocket, he's obviously, we know he's like a, 
he's kind of wisecracking, but he's also a very abrasive character. And right. but the way that they do the heart of Rocket in Guardians Two just blew me away. And then to see him Infinity War, now he has the biggest role of any Guardian in Endgame. It's been a dream come true. I just love Rocket. I see a lot of myself in Rocket, unfortunately. But right. and Brad, Bradley <laughs> in Cooper. What way, in what way? In what way are you like him? Are you are you snarky? Are you um, um, uh, difficult to be around? Difficult to work with? I think you know. I feel like I just push people away. You know. Uh, yeah, I do that too. Like maybe that's the way you test them, right? Because if they come back, then you know they're worth it, right? Yeah, true. Just and the I... way he attached to Thor, right? Right. Thor calls him Little Rabbit, and, and you know he didn't even bitch about that, right? He just he just likes to be. I think at that point he's grown enough that he's just happy to be around Thor. Yeah, that's right. Because he likes he, he likes him. He's a good you know he's a space pirate, right? Space pirate and the sweet rabbit. Yeah, right, right, and his rabbit, and of course him and him and Groot. Oh, when Groot, you know, we know what Groot's last words were, "Father." Right. It's so sad. Yeah, very sad. And the way, oh no, and the way he kind of realized it was happening, you know, to everyone around him. And it's surprising because they didn't keep a lot of those second tier characters. I mean, they kept Akoya, which I love because she is my—that's my girl, right? Yeah. Um, I love her. So they kept her. Um, and they kept Rocket, so he's going to have a really big part, I think, to play in, in the next round. Because, um, uh, again, he's creative, right? He, he's smart. And he's got a, he's got real pain, too, because, you know, he was made into what he was. And he's not very happy about the pain and everything he went through. I think he's bitter about that. Uh, but he's also got a heart, too. He'll, he'll give his life for his, his friends and his team. But he'll, of course, never admit it to anybody. No. Because being a little guy, he's got that little man complex, right? Yeah. He's got to be the toughest guy in, in the room. And I like him and Star-Lord, the way they, they he got no respect for him, right? He maybe does, but he'll never say it. He's always putting him down, right? And the way, you know, he, that don't talk to your captain like that, Quinn, right? Yeah. Um, and especially Bradley Cooper, give the guy credit. One of the most handsome men in the world took a, a, a voice role and, and killed it. I can't I mean, picture that sound coming out of Bradley Cooper's face. I can't. I I, I want to see him talk like Rocket, so I know it's him. Uh, but it 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 doesn't even sound like him. It sounds nothing like him. And then after seeing a Star is Born, it's like, well, Bradley Cooper has the most talented voice in the world. Right, and he's good, too good looking to believe. I mean, the guy is just—he could do anything he wants now. <laughs> and I, I'm and I'm so glad that he he took on this role because, I mean, Rocket. You know, he made a big star out of him. And he was, again, the great thing about James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy is he took characters that were kind of D-list, right? That yeah. were gone, basically. Right. Um, and and they were sure they had the comic, but it was a lot different, the comic. Um, but, but he took these D-listers and he made them into something. He truly made them into a family. And I hope he's, he makes Disney pay him through the nose to make the third one. Because somebody came to their mind, their senses, and said, "Oh, we don't want him over at DC. Look what he's doing with uh, Suicide Squad, right? Right. He got Idris Elba. He got rid of uh, of, of uh, uh, yeah, uh, the Blue Genie. Um, oh, we know who. Oh, my thing, Fresh Prince. Yeah, he got rid of him, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, who is it was so annoying. And got Idris Elba instead. He's got King Shark in there. He's got a whole different mix of characters. So I'm really, really pleased that uh, that he's back at Disney and, and can make another one of those movies because they need another one." They need 10 more. Because wasn't that a surprise when it first came out? Absolutely. And I'm really glad James Gunn is going to end it on his own terms. Right. That's right. He deserves it, too. Because I thought he got he got kind of caught up in that Me Too stuff unfairly. 
I look to intent and 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 how he is today. Because you and me, when we got first online, we said some things maybe we should, not are too proud of, right? I'm sure. I, I still say things I'm not too proud of. <laughs> well, I'm proud of them. If they're against Trump, I'm proud of them, right? Absolutely. Because I get them. I get them some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, and yeah, so let's. Uh, I'll I'll say my number one. That way, it ends on you. Ends on a high note. Um, okay. My number one is Thor. Uh, I love Thor in the comics and uh, the movies. He was always a little bit. Uh, I liked him. I love the Norse mythology, but he was never what he could be. And then obviously Ragnarok and Infinity War has unlocked the full Thor potential. H- hasn't it? Thor 1 and 2 were the, were, were the most boring of the, the original Marvel movies for me. Definitely. And I, and I thought, oh my God, here comes 3. I don't know if I could watch it. But then they got a great director who realized that it's humor. It's humor that made the Marvel Universe great. That's why you love Tony Stark, because he's Tony Stark, and he jokes around, right? Right. He's, there's a little bit of humor there. That's why you like, um, um, you know, even Captain America and Tony's re- re- relationship, because Cap's not putting up with Tony's bullshit, right? Which makes it great. And Thor was always the, the and especially Chris Hemsworth, it, he does comedy so well. I've seen him on Saturday Night Live. He killed it on Saturday Night Live. Um, he, he would be great. He's great. In, 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 I think he's going to be really good in Men in Black. Definitely. Because of the, the comedy element. And he's, of course, with Valkyrie there. He'll, they'll be starring again together. And I loved his relationship with her, his relationship with the Hulk. Um, everything about Thor Ragnarok worked because of, of him. And especially in, in, in Guardians 2. I mean, he became the hero that when he showed up. Have you ever seen, I've, I've played this on the Cave of Cool, where they show clips from all over the world when Thor shows up with, with Groot and, and, and Rocket. With his new, with the Stormbringer, with the new uh, hammer, and people were cheering in the audience, and it didn't matter the language it was in, uh, the cheering was was there, and I would have loved to be in a theater uh, when that happened, because I can't remember being in one since the first Spider-Man movie where people actually stood up and clapped and cheered. I was um, on my knees for that. Well, what? Sorry. I was on my knees when that happened. I was so oh, really? overwhelmed. <laughs> Which one, the Thor one or the Spider-Man one? The Thor one for sure. Oh my God! It was just, oh, uh, just you know, it did bring me Thanos, and they start, ah, and they start running, and it was just fantastic. And I agree with you; he is fan- going to be fantastic. And even in the clip where you know Captain, he calls for the hammer, and Captain Marvel doesn't even flinch. And I like her, right? Yeah, like that was just the right way to end the trail. I have hope. I it gave me hope. That's and what Thor you need. just gives me hope. Well, with that being said about Thor, who do you have at your number one position? Well, I've got to go with uh, with Black Panther. Awesome. And that has everything to do with um, um, uh, Takese uh, Coates, I think is his name. I'm getting his first name wrong, maybe. Uh, but he wrote uh, probably the last 10 years worth of Black Panther comic books. And he really created the, the Dormelage, the, the Wakanda, uh, the, everything that we kind of seen in the movies. He started in the comic books, and I was so so amazingly impressed with with Black Panther, and just how that movie got made. The the if you know anything about how the costume design and everything uh, was put together, the the work that people put, the heart that people put into that film, and I love every actor that's in it. I love every character. There was no wrong notes in that movie for me, and I've I've just always loved the Black Panther. Um, Maybe because like he was a black character, but even since they made the the, the BET, there's a six um, episode cartoon. It's more like a motion comic. Uh, Damon Hansu plays his voice, 
And it's, it's a fantastic Black Panther story that really gives you the sense of how important he is. And, you know, he's the king. Every decision he makes affects the world. It just doesn't affect him. Um, so he's so important. And when he disappeared, and, you know, up, up, General, there's no place to die. And then he leaves. And Akoya's got to watch him fade away. I mean, that, that part hurt me. That hurt me. Because I was so sure he was going to he was going to survive the whole thing. But uh, for me, if it's, if it's not, I could say Spider-Man, sure, but that's an easy answer. But Black Panther right now is, is, is my boy. Black Panther. It's a great pick. Um, one of the best solo movies I've ever seen. Uh, oh yeah. And you didn't need any, it, it, it was almost like it wasn't, people say it's a black picture. It wasn't a black picture. It was a motion picture. It was a superhero picture and it had all the elements of a great movie and just showed it doesn't matter the color of the characters, the, the race, religion, a good movie can be made. And I'm glad it got nominated for Best Picture. I wish it would have won because you don't remember this, but 1977, I sat there and watched Annie freaking Hall beat Star Wars for Best Picture. <laughs> and I was 12 years old, and that broke my heart, man. I, <laughs> I, I walked for a week at school. There's no talking to me because I was the Star Wars guy, right? Yeah. And all the kid, I saw it before any other kid on the base. I saw it three times the first night because I, I snuck in. I got blended with the crowds and hid in the bathroom twice, <laughs> and, you know, on the toilet, you know, when you lock the door yep. and I blended in and somebody even jiggled the door and I was so afraid I was going to get caught. But three times, man, the first night, they had the cops out looking for me because I, my parents were supposed to take me and it was in Winnipeg. And I, and I said, nope, um, I'm go- nobody will go tomorrow, Calvin. And I was incensed. I was just so angry at them. I just left the house, found a bus to ask the bus driver, how do I get to Star Wars? <laughs> and he knew the theater and the lineups like you had to line up to get tickets. Yeah. And I didn't know that. Right. And so people were going into the movie and there was people lined up and I walked in to like get into the movie line. If you're going, hey, you can't go there, you don't have a ticket. And this one guy went, hey, my buddy didn't show up. Uh, you want the ticket? And I said, yeah, it was five bucks. I never pulled money out of my pocket so quick. But I just—it was meant to be, right? It was meant to be that I saw it because I walked right in um, with that first showing, and and then stayed for two more, and and so it, movies like that I don't get feel like that often. And Black Panther was the last time I think I felt that great about a movie. So well, I'm really happy with what they did. It's an excellent pick, and Cal, thank you so much for being here. Hey, no problem, man. I hope I didn't take up too much of your time or ramble too much. Not at all. I do have a habit of that. Oh, <laughs> but it was, definitely. It was great. And we're going to have to have you on the Cave of Cool uh, this week from the Cave of Cool when we do our um, uh, Endgame uh, story, our Endgame post- podcast. I would love to. I'd, I'd love, yeah, thank you. I'd love to hear your opinions on, on that because you're like me. You're, you're hardcore uh, pop culture and you're hardcore into this stuff. And, and we live in a golden age, my friend. We are so lucky. Joining us now for this segment, um, recurring friends of the friends of the pod, my my parents Joseph and Nancy Mello, and my sister Nicole Mello. Um, thank you all for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. <laughs> and um, so y'all, you all have an interesting relationship with the Marvel universe. I know. I think the big the big thing is that Nikki. Um, turned us on to it and well kind of well we'll try to and then we didn't really care and then she left for college and then I liked it and then you guys liked it and yeah 
so once everyone left, people decided to share my interests. Yes, that Game of Thrones, um, everything. Um, so yeah, since there's three of you going, we'll just get right into it. Um, we'll start with we'll start with mom. Um, mom, who who on your list is number five for favorite characters? Number five, I have Spider Man. Spider Man. What do you what, what do you love about Spider Man? Well, I like the Tom Holland version. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> Not because Toby. He's young, and innocent, and awestruck <laughs> at like all the other people, and he's funny. So he so so Toby is not innocent. He's like weathered and kind of sexually deviant. <laughs> well, Tom Holland is what twenty or nineteen or twenty or something, and he's a little bit older than me when he did the role. <laughs> I don't think he was forty, but I think Tom Holland is the youngest Spider-Man, and he's good. He is good, and he's good. Who knew? It's like a, it's like when um, Christian Bale won the Golden Globe, and he's like, "Thank you to everyone who believed in me." That's what Tom exactly Holland. Like when people, what when Tom Holland was speaking as a normal person, everyone's like, "Wait, what?" Oh yeah, he's English. The there's a theory that Tom Holland learned how to do an American accent just by watching Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. Oh really? That's mm-hmm. hilarious. That's interesting. Well, Spider-Man's a great pick. Um, he probably he might show up again. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but we'll go over to Dad now. Dad, who do you have as your number five favorite Marvel character? I have Ant-Man. Ant-Man. That's where I have oh. I have him at number five as well. What do you love about old old Scott Lang? Well, I like that he's funny, but he also he has a heart and he's just trying to do the right thing, even if he doesn't always do it the right way. Takes a page out of Spike Lee's book. He'd do the right thing. Yeah. Do the right thing. Yeah. Plus, he, he didn't invent any of this Ant Man stuff, but he's making the best out of it. And who would have thought true. at the beginning of this Marvel universe that the 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 final movie, the 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 little sting at the end of the trailer would have Paul Rudd, right? Yep. He's gonna really have to step up and be a big hero now. Do you think he'll have a good role in Endgame, even if it's not a physically big role? Yes, I do. I think he's going to have a really big, small role. <laughs> I hope so. All right. Well, well, Ant Man's a great pick, um, and we'll go over to Nicole now. Who, who, who do you have at your number five position? My number five is my favorite Norse god, Thor. <laughs> I, I just, I love Thor, and I love Thor. I liked him in Thor, and then in Avengers, he was even better. And then it kind of dipped in <laughs> in Thor too. But then in Ragnarok, I was like, yes, this is what I want. This is what I like. And then in Infinity War, I'm like, this is my Thor. And I was thrilled. I love Thor. And I like Chris Hemsworth as Thor a lot. He's really... He was great in Ragnarok. Oh, God, so good. He That movie, just overall, everything is amazing about Ragnarok. He may show up on another list as well. <laughs> <laughs> on another, oh, interesting. <laughs> I wonder where and who it could be. Mike. It's not mine because he got bumped off of mine. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shilly. Might he be your number four pick, Mom? Number four for Thor? The old no, Wendy's he, Thor for four? No, you don't tell us what your number five is? It was Ant-Man. 
No, Dave's. Dave's doing his at the end of the podcast, oh. I think. Yeah, it's Ant. You it. said it was Ant-Man. It's Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that. Sorry. I have Ant-Man, um, and then Gamora, and then Captain America, and then Rocket, and then uh, Thor at number one. Yeah, <laughs> Thor at number one? Absolutely. He's taught. No. Who do you have okay, at your number, number four? four? Who do I have for four? Absolutely. Black Widow. Black Widow. What? What is? Uh, what? What? Yeah. What gets her to that position for you? Um, she's very mysterious. <laughs> kind of like bad. She's very smart, and the best line she ever said is when she's tied to a chair and she has the phone propped up and she says, "I'm in the middle of an interrogation. This moron is giving me everything." <laughs> And it's like, she has, she, you know, she's being tortured and everything else. And she's just like, nah, it's all part of the day's work. I like how, yeah. I, I like how you said she was mysterious. Like she's like, like the plot device, uh, the plot device in a James Joy short story. <laughs> well, I meant more like, you don't really know. I mean, you know that she was trained and all that stuff, but you don't really know like the, the backstory of how she got to that point. Not yet. We may we may find out soon enough. Lucky. Well, Black Widow. Black Widow's a great pick, um, Dad. For your number four pick, might there be another character beginning with the word black? Yes, and it might end in Widow. Uh, I was thinking it could be Panther. <laughs> no, Black Widow. Or Klansman even. Black Widow. So you have Black Widow at number four. Yeah. What? She holds. She's not as powerful as all these other guys, but she holds her own with them. I also like. Yes, absolutely. And um, um, of the core six Avengers, I think they kind of they at times they pair down to like the core five, and they kind of like leave Runner out, and and she but yeah. she's like she's like right up there with them as a main character. Yep. Plus, I'm anxious to see her own movie. I hope they do go forward and make that. I hope they do right by her. Yeah. Well, Black Widow, but going back to back, Black Widow, I guess you could say, um, back to back to Black Widow, back in Black, back Widow. Black Widow. Speaking of back in Black, might Iron Man be Nikki's favorite number four character in the Marvel universe? But probably not. But we'll see. Who do you got? It might not. <laughs> I chose uh, Matt Murdock. I chose Daredevil. Oof! What 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 brings Daredevil? I have no idea what anyone says. <laughs> what brings Daredevil to the forefront here? I it was hard. I was number four slot more so than number five. I think had a few contenders like Bucky Barnes was in there and like like Magneto was kind of in there for a little bit. Eventually ended up coming back to Daredevil just because I I think he's hilarious and that comes up a lot, which is awesome. Not a lot of them are super like genuinely lighthearted and he's pretty lighthearted, but also um, I just think he's really cool. Like he's on the ground doing stuff like fighting for like normal people, you know? Well, and his best friend is also a mighty duck. That's true. Foggy Nelson played by Eldon Henson was one of the bash brothers in the mighty ducks. Film. Well, <laughs> speak- plug, mighty ducks, if you haven't seen it, speaking of the mighty ducks, <laughs> Might, <laughs> might she have Howard the Duck in at number three position, right, Mom? Mom's fave. No. No Howard the Duck, love. <laughs> no. 
another podcast, another neglect of Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. Nope, I have Shuri at number three. Ooh. Shuri, what brings her to the number three slot? She's snarky. <laughs> She's very funny. <laughs> She loves her big brother, has the oh. coolest inventions, and if something happens to her big brother, she could easily be Black Panther. Easily. Mom is going to kill Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> <laughs> One and done for him. Well, no, you know, as time go young, you know. Well, he's not old. Well, my buddy might want to be <laughs> He's the only one who's going to stay snapped. <laughs> Mom's gonna put a jar over where he's gonna reappear and catch him. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, how big is the jar? <laughs> uh, sure, maybe she'll get her own Disney Plus TV show. I would like a nice for her. They could do a nice animated show with her too. Ah, uh, get rid of Letitia Wright. Make her I make her a cartoon. I love her so much. I wish she wasn't in it. <laughs> Chicken voice. <laughs> well, Shuri's a great pick. I thought so. And she rhymes with three. Shuri at three. And um, d- Dad, <laughs> do you might have a character at number three who rhymes with it? Like Bucky for three, or maybe, perhaps? Maybe I have the same one Mom had. <laughs> did you... What, <laughs> did you coordinate your... separate. So Shuri... Should I say that? <laughs> I'm sure they listen to this podcast. Yeah, I think you're safe. No one listens to this podcast. Who? Who do? uh, Who? What? What makes you put Sherry up that high, Papa? We just like she was a big surprise for me in the Black Panther movie. You're like character. I had I had no idea about and just loved her. She was great. What do you what do you prefer, um, Shuri's braid or Mbaku's thighs? Oh, I don't, don't know. I never thought both of them together. Sarah said thighs. The, we'll go with Sarah then. Mbaku thighs are something else. Mm. Yeah, well, Shuri going back to back. It's a great great yep. pick. Um, no no pun to be made there because she I don't know what her last name is. Uh, Black Panther. Sure. <laughs> That's their last name. So but t- nobody knew who they were. T'Challa, Black Panther, and Shuri, Black Panther. Yeah. Well, Nick, Nick, who do you who do you have at number three? Not Black Panther. Uh, this is where I put Charles Xavier. This is where I put Professor X. Do you, are you going with Patrick I, Stewart? Any and all incarnations of Professor X. I love him so much. He was my number one for a long time, like in my life. Love Professor X. Um, I think him and Magneto, like, they could easily both go in this slot together, but, like, Professor X a little mm-hmm. bit more so because Magneto is a little bit of a murderer, but that's fine. But Charles Xavier is just, I don't know, you know, he's fighting for what's good and what's right and really just holding up his morals, like, to the end of, to the, end of the line, you know? The best thing I can offer about um, Professor X is... Um, the tweet where it said like he like rolled up to the house and he's like oh I guess you don't have wheelchair ramps that's fine I'm here to talk to you about my school for murder babies <laughs> could he could he have stopped could he have stopped Thanos without even touching him probably 
especially where they are in the timeline like prof- like Patrick Stewart Professor X's abilities are like off the charts he well, could have made him just like he could have made him go insane if he wanted to but would he that's the question the old Bran Stark <laughs> maneuver true Charles Xavier is a Bran Stark with personality he's the one who turned the Mad King mad who <laughs> the what <laughs> well, Charles Xavier, it's an excellent pick. Um, he's got those, got that wheelchair. Um, but mom, who do you have coming in? <laughs> Wheelchairs have two wheels. And speaking of the number two, who do you have at number two, mom, on your list? I have Thor. Ah, the old, the old, the old Thor Odinson. What do you love about Thor? Um, I like that he's a good person. He always thinks the best of everybody. He's lighthearted, even though he's been through stuff <laughs> yeah. he plays well with others <laughs> like gargoyles like who sweet rabbit like the guardians, like the guardians. She said. Ah, i thought you said like the gargoyles the old disney channel tv show yeah. or notre dame gorgeous and funny that doesn't hurt <laughs> shout, shout out to notre dame um always <laughs> notre dame <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, Thor. We've talked about him a little bit. Um, what What is your favorite Thor moment? Thorman. I know what David's is. Oh, that scene where he comes down in Infinity War <gasps> in the middle of the Wakandan jungle there. That one? That's pure, that's pure cinema. Tarkovsky. You know in the Empress Groove when he's like, when the sun hits these hills just right, they sing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can't go wrong with Thor. Um, and number two begins with T, and Thor begins with T, and perhaps Dad's character might also begin with T. Perhaps there's a T'Challa or the War Machine coming up. What do you got, Dad? Hulk. Hulk. Yes. Who? What do you love about uh, Hulk? Well, I always like the Hulk, but I like how he is very conflicted super powerful but he doesn't want to be that at all but then he has to do it because he knows they need his help who do you like better mark ruffalo or lou ferrigno or edward Uh, norton or eric banna i guess can be tossed in there you can toss him back out (laughs) oh eric banna listener of this podcast uh i like ruffalo i think lou ferrigno's hulk was a different guy well, they are different Literally. people. Yeah. <laughs> but he was more the even more of a tortured soul than Ruffalo is. Ruffalo, when he becomes a Hulk, he's like into it. Like so, and I like that they've shown that he's trying. He's started to control it over time. And um, yeah. I mean, so, okay, so I think I've talked about this on one of the podcasts. I'm not sure which, um, but just in case I haven't, um, when in Age of Ultron, Bruce Banner says to Natasha, like, about kids, do the math, I physically can't, implying that he can't have kids. Does that mean that whenever he comes, he turns into the Hulk? I guess maybe when he, it's a loss of control, right? I think... Part of it is that, but also to be considered the fact that he is highly radioactive and that in the Incredible Hulk movie, one drop of his blood kills a man. 
So I'm Sorry, assuming Benji. were he Sorry, to Benji. have intercourse, he would poison whomever. So he needs to have uh, Captain Marvel then be the surrogate to carry his baby. So what we're saying is we would love to just maybe see Bruce Banner and Carol Danvers just go at it for like maybe 30 minutes of Endgame. That's why it's a, that's a Disney show. That's why it's half hour longer than Infinity War. Yeah, that's half hour. It's Infinity War, but plus that. That's it. Well, Hulk's a great, a great pick. Bruce Banner. Um, he's definitely shown up on a couple of these lists so far. <laughs> um, but Nikki, who do you have coming in as your your runner up? The number, the old number two. Ah, uh, funny enough, I chose Bruce Banner. Hey, synergy. <laughs> I uh. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm assuming Mrs. Dutton doesn't listen to this podcast. But uh, my English teacher, Mrs. Dutton, once asked us to write a like personal essay on uh, who we most relate to, and I wrote mine on Bruce Banner. I'm assuming she meant a role model of some sort. I chose the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Who's to say whether that was right or wrong? But I love Bruce Banner in that he has really been through the ringer life-wise. Like he's had a really rough go of it. That just yeah had a terrible terrible time but he's fun and he tries so hard and he helps people still i don't know he's great he's the true duality of man and i love him i was saying to mom the other day that when it's bruce banner and uh iron man in a room it's the two smartest people but when it's the hulk and thor it's like the two strongest people <laughs> strongest avenger <laughs> he um I think if I had to pick like a, a standout moment for him, it might be in Ragnarok when he says that he's undecided about whether or not he wants revenge. <laughs> it's classic. Hulk's great. Um, hopefully he'll come back in Endgame. Um, I'm sure he will. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I mean, he doesn't, he's going to have his uh, Thor moment. He doesn't seem like he wants to. He seems like he's all set on that. I guess Run he thinks he's going to die. He'll need him. I can see Hulk dying. Maybe he has to catch somebody. Well, Hulk's a great pick. Might are you gonna keep the train going, Mom, with three Hulk picks in a row? Nope, for my number one. For your number one. No. There's only one number one. Tony Stark. No. Captain America. <laughs> what do you love? <laughs> What do you love? What do you love about Steve Rogers? Um, I like that he doesn't do what he does for the glory. He doesn't brag about it. He just wants to set everything right. He's smart, and he's a good person. And he's played by Chris Evans, who is a hottie. So <laughs> I mentioned. I mentioned this to Dad um, the other day. Is that the Russo brothers said that? before they had Thor going to Wakanda in Infinity War, they had him going to Titan. And the plan was that they weren't going to have Captain America in the movie at all until Vision was about to be killed. And he was going to, Captain America was going to come running from the woods and save the Vision's life. And that was going to be like their big Wakanda moment. And they ended up changing things around and it didn't end up that way. But I still, I thought that that would have been also a really cool moment. Imagine <laughs> the implications of the fact that Steve was there the whole time, but hiding in the woods. <laughs> It's like, oh, It's either that or he was running all the way from wherever he was and, it, and he like arrived at the exact right moment. 
Well, if they're hard for Wakanda, wasn't Bucky in a tent? They were just hanging out, like, playing cards, and they heard, like, a thump, and they're like, what was that? A thump. A thump. <laughs> there was there, hitting the ground. And they didn't hear anything when they were just playing cards, apparently. <laughs> they're playing Old Maid. Wow. Well, like said, you can't beat Cap. He's, he's the best. Yeah, Cap is Cap is great. Um, and let's see, uh, Dad, who do you have as your number one? Do you want to take a guess? Tony Stark. No, nope, Captain America as well. <laughs> he's the heart of the whole thing, I think. Yeah. He is. I think the way, like, I think First Avenger is probably the most underrated Marvel movie. And then to turn him, like, he was like, and he was kind of weird in Avengers. He's like, he's okay. But then, like, to take him and then they bring him to that next level and they take what could be a one-dimensional character and they make him uh, probably the most interesting one, aside from maybe Tony. And to have that going with it is pretty impressive. And what do you, what what makes you put him above, what at the top of every other character besides just the fact that he's the heart of this whole thing? Well, like I said, I think he was the heart. He was this grunny little guy who just wanted to be like everybody else and do his best and help fight in the war. And he became a human guinea pig to do that. Do you prefer him with Peggy or Sharon Carter? Peggy, I guess. The Sharon thing was kind of short-lived, I think. And it's kind of weird that it's her niece. Yes, we thought that during the thing. Neither. Uh-huh. See that's what when when like when when they say like oh Captain America has a beard it's like but Peg uh, Sharon's not even in this movie. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, Cap is my number one, and I'm gonna miss him. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, I think I have a feeling about who Nikki's number one pick will be, but do you want to announce that? I would love to announce that my number one pick is Steve Rogers. <laughs> of course it's Steve Rogers. I would be, I have a, I have a shield tattooed on my body. <laughs> I love him so much. I cried about him earlier today. <laughs> when I was thinking, because in the first Avenger, and when he's at the, the fair, and he steps up onto that platform to like see himself as a soldier, and he doesn't even fit into the shape but then in the winter soldier he goes to the museum and other kids are comparing themselves to him and he's he sees that happen <laughs> he sees his own growth he just he cares so much and he just wants to help people and he will do anything to just help people he fights in world war ii he comes back and just jumps right back into the game he sacrifices himself for the avengers for bucky for tony for anyone who needs it he would die for anyone and i love him so much <laughs> i would die for him in return wow. it's pretty wild i'm also glad that you were seeing the movie the first time with other people <laughs> i'm gonna cry Every time I see that movie, when in Infinity War, they're like Vision and uh, what's her name? And Wanda Maximoff, they're fighting the like Thanos' children and the train goes by, like the spear shoots and then there's Steve standing there. Still cry. Every time I just get so overwhelmed. He, uh, do you, do you really think he'll be, he'll be biting the bullet? I I want him to live. <laughs> but if it 
if it comes down to someone needing to sacrifice themselves for the greater good, it is always going to be Steve Rogers. He is always going to be the one that when somebody yells grenade and everyone else jumps away, he is always going to be the one jumping on that grenade. It is, he did it in the first Avenger and he's going to do it in that game and I am going to die with him. <laughs> I think they're showing us in the trailers and probably the beginning of the movie is they're showing a lot of Steve suffering through this. So he'll do anything to change this. And, like, his arcs have been so closely tied to both Tony's and Bucky's that if it comes down to him or them, it's going to be him. Every time. It's pretty wild that this guy from World War II is now about to go fight an intergalactic purple alien. I was talking about that. Is that, like, he's like, I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. Germany. And then they're like, how about fucking space? (laughs) Well, the question must be asked... Um, Mom, do you prefer him with a beard or no beard? Uh, beard. Beard? Dad, how about you? I don't know. It doesn't really matter, I guess. Pick one. Do no it. beard. <laughs> and, and Nikki? I love the beard, but I can't wait for the moment that he shaves it off and gets his life back together in Endgame. <laughs> well, Captain America... He reigns supreme for this segment of the podcast, and thank oh, you. Are you going to do a like a tally of who, who made how many lists? I will. I will see if if time allows for that sort of thing to exist. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, Captain America, Shuri, Black Widow. What? It can be an after the podcast feature. <laughs> well, it'll be the 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 post show. Like it'll, this it'll is be, your podcast. It'll be, talking road well thank you all for being here I really appreciate it thanks for having us thanks for having us can't wait to hear the four hours (laughs) joining us now for this segment is the the delightful my my own aunt 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 Jackie Jackie Tibbetts thank you so much for being here thank you for asking me absolutely and uh I, I, I saw when you posted on Facebook that you um, have been rewatching uh, the Marvel movies, and which one? Which one are you currently on right now? Oh, I'm up to Infinity War. Oh, that's exciting. Yep, I'm all caught up. And it's only only f- six days away now. Um, are you seeing Are you seeing it on opening night? Well, uh, it is opening here on Thursday, and I'm probably going to go see it in the afternoon. That's very exciting. It's it's right around the corner, um, and we'll be looking forward to that. And I have to, I guess we'll just jump right into the list. And uh, who do you have as your, your number five favorite Marvel character? Oh, you're going to go backwards on me. All right. right. We'll build suspe- um, my suspension. Five, my number five uh, favorite from the MCU would have to be Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow's a great pick. What do you love about her? Um, she's a badass. And she makes no apologies. And um, I guess she's she is someone that I would be proud to call a daughter. I like I like that reasoning. Um, she's definitely she's one of the she's a she seems like she's due for a big role in the next movie after having kind of a smaller role in the first. Pretty great in all of her roles. Um, and yeah, but she's good and good spy and she'll hopefully get it, getting her own movie soon 
Um, but yeah, Black Widow's great. Who do you have coming in as your number four favorite character? Uh, number four is Hawkeye. Oh, Hawkeye. That's, you are the first person to have Hawkeye on your list. And Oh, I'm, am I really? Maybe it's my age. <laughs> I, no, I love it. He's great. Um, what do you love about Hawkeye? I, I love, the, I love the, the bow and arrow. I love the weapons that he chooses. I love that he's a family man. And, um, and he does put his family first. He absolutely puts his family first. He's um, pretty much, I'd say like, I'd say, well, not pretty much because uh, at this point in the movies, he's pretty much the only, yeah, he's the only one who has his own family still. Right. Uh, everyone else is like, they, they might have like, like Tony has Pepper and, but that's like, it's really about it. So it's cool to have that dimension and it gives him, gives it a lot of depth to have like, you know, somebody's got kids to look out for when they're like out there fighting villains. And I think it gives uh, it gives them a different way of looking at what's happening. It's not just what's happening to people as a whole, but um, this is how it impacts my family as well. And so he takes it. I think he takes it to heart. Absolutely, he's for sure. He's a great pick. He's the heart of the team, I think. And uh, but yeah, Hawkeye, love him. Um, but who's coming in? Who's coming in at number three on your list? Oh, number three is the Incredible Hulk. He, that is something, I have watched that show, uh, the old television show, um, when I was a little girl, and absolutely loved it. Loved the idea of this nerdy, um, scientific guy, and this person who was pure, pure emotion, anger, strength, and and the fact that they, they, they fought each other in the same person. Um, and it really showed the dichotomy to me of, um, they say, you know, uh, there's these two wolves in you and who wins? It's the one you feed. Unfortunately, both of his are fed. That's, you know, that's for sure really good reasoning. And like, um, just the whole Bruce Banner Hulk dichotomy has always been very interesting. Um, but do you have a preference between like the, the Lou Ferrigno or Mark Ruffalo's version? Mark Ruffalo, for sure. Um, you see more, I believe that I can see more of the, the human side of, um, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. And the way they've done, like, like the, the CGI is getting so much better now. Like you can even, every now and then you can kind of see a little bit of Ruffalo in the Hulk. It's really cool. Oh, more than a little bit, but definitely. And just the eyes, uh, especially in Infinity War, um, it was just, he really looked human. He looked. He looked like Dr. Banner. Absolutely. Um, the Hulk is a great pick. He's one of the most interesting characters, I think, coming up for this next movie. And uh, But who do you have in your number two, your runner-up position? Number two would have to be the Black Panther's child. Black Panther, He's he is awesome. He's a newer addition. What do you love about him? Yeah. I, love the fa- I love the fact that he is surrounded by women. His mother, his sister, his army, his, his, his personal guards, they're all women. He sees the strength of women, and he, he honors that. Absolutely. I think I remember coming out of Black Panther, and my first thought was, like, like he was, he's, a, he's a great character, but I remember I just loved the supporting cast so much. Like, like all the all the people he hung out with was arguably my favorite part of his solo movie, the first Black Panther. And, but yeah, no, he's awesome. Do you have a favorite amongst his, uh, like between Shuri or Okoye or yeah, his mother? 
It's going to be his mother, and probably because I'm ancient and a mother myself and a grandmother. No, it's perfectly reasonable. Um, it's a good pick. Black Panther's awesome. Hopefully, we'll see a lot more of him soon. And uh, now building up to it, who do you have as your favorite MCU character? My favorite MCU character is Tony Stark. It's Iron Man. I've been an Iron Man fan since the very first um, very first movie. It was 2008, I believe, correct? Yes. When Iron Man came out. And uh, at the time, I did not know a lot about uh, the Marvel Universe. Um, just bits and pieces. I respected the actor and what he'd gone through in his personal journey, and I had to see the film. And then once I saw the film, I was hooked. It was irreverent, but moving. Um, It touched on so many of the topics of the day, but you had the the science fiction um, believability that everything would be all right. Um, And I think that really strikes home, especially now. No, that's absolutely true. I think there's always been a little bit of, like, like, like they are superhero movies about people fighting each other, and but at the core of it, like, there's a lot of resonant themes for, like, what's going on today, like Civil War and Winter Soldier had that a lot, and Iron Man's a perfect representative of that. He's just been, like, a really f- fully formed character in a way that they didn't always do with superhero movies, so he's been great. Um do you, when he was stabbed by Thanos in Infinity War, what was your reaction to that the first time you saw it? Oh, uh, I think I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I remember the, just the gasps in the theater were quite audible. It was, it was something else, um, seriously. The, and as, a, as an adjunct to, to um, Iron Man, I have to say, that, um, oh, sorry, a train of thought here. Sorry, it's a old age, senior moment. No um, problem. When Pepper had her own superpowers, I thought that that would be a cool way to spin off um, with the two of them. Definitely, like, because, um, like, at the, at the end of it, like, anyone can really be in those suits, like, as long as they know how to use them. So it would be super cool to see the two of them team up. Well, yeah. You know, it's I, you know she's a strong character, and I didn't always think that um, in the beginning. But uh, I've seen a lot of her growth um, through the films, and um, I think she could hold her own for sure. She definitely holds her own against him. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a great list, and um, I hope you enjoy the movie, and thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. I'm listening. I'm looking forward to listening to what everyone else has for their five, and uh, the reasons behind them. And maybe I'll find some new characters to love. That's what that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, you just heard my family, and now get ready to hear Alyssa Yarbrough, Sophie Woodcock, Courtney Colon, and Kelsey Elliott. Welcome to this segment, which is bringing on. The exceptional, the amazing Alyssa Yarborough. Alyssa, thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. Um, so we're t- we're talking about Marvel characters, and so I guess that brings me to my first question, which I'm curious about. Who is your number five favorite Marvel character? 
Oh God, number five. Um, wow, I will have to say probably Black Panther, T'Challa himself. He's not up there in the top three, but he can he can be in the top five for sure. He's a great character. I just watched Black Panther tonight. It was a great, it's a great movie. It still holds up. Yes, I love it. Ugh, I cry every time. <laughs> he's he's great. He is a. Uh, I love the accent and the beard, and I love the fact that he's a yeah. king. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can be a little bit biased because it is Chadwick Boseman, and he's absolutely stunning as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> We are we're blessed with like a very attractive Marvel universe, I think. Oh yeah, the basically the entire universe. It's really not fair how that works out. And uh yeah, Chadwick Boseman, he's and a lot of a lot of shirtless scenes in Black Panther, which I am not opposed to. <laughs> I feel that. Well, that's a great pick for number five. Black Panther, we love it. But yeah. who is your number four? Number four um Captain America, I'd have to say. Yeah. Another very handsome man. I know. He is very <laughs> handsome. I just He's sometimes annoying, which is why he dropped down on my list a little bit. <laughs> but I still love him. Still well, have mad love for him. What do you find annoying about him? Um, The way he's all trying to... Ah, God. <laughs> I just don't like the way he, him and Iron Man go back and forth because I'm obviously going to be team iron man now but i just see tony stark's point of view way better than i see his point of view unlike the whole division and the government overseeing and everything and whatnot that's true and like admittedly i i sided with cap during that movie but at a certain point it got to it got to like you just gotta compromise man yeah exactly you gotta you gotta work together guys cap's a good pick we, he's great love him uh but who who do you have coming in at number three number three is gonna be uh black widow i think she doesn't get enough credit not enough that's the thing like they just released a new avengers trailer and they showed old clips from all the movies except for they didn't show any old black widow clips i'm like you know exactly. she's been there since the beginning that bothers me. She's like, if you like, remember, she gave up so much in her past and everything, like, to become the basically badass warrior that she is now. And it's just, she's amazing. No, she doesn't have like superpowers, but she's super skilled in everything, like combat, gun, like shooting. It's just like she's, she's iconic. She and like she doesn't have superpowers, but she holds her own against like gods. So that's exactly. impressive. Exactly. She's not a like. She's not someone to be looked down upon. She's she's a goddess basically in her (laughs) own way (laughs) black widow's great uh yeah scarlett johansson awesome uh who do you have coming in as the runner-up for number two um number two is gonna be did it have to be an avenger can they just like be a marvel character any marvel character you could ever possibly want okay cool so number two is gonna be okoye from the uh movie black panther the leader of the woman tribe. She's she awesome. Also, she's she's also amazing. <laughs> like she is hundred percent loyal to Chala. Like the way she stood by him, no matter what, even against her own, like love interest and in his army. That's, that's amazing. I love that. 
I love when they're in the casino and she throws her wig at the henchman. <laughs> exactly. She's amazing. I love her. She's just, she does not care. She will do what needs to get to be done. Like, and she's just a true icon. Definitely. And she's on the poster for the new movie, too. So hopefully she'll have a big role. I know. I'm so happy she is. She deserves it. Well, Koye, great pick for number two. Uh, and who do you have as your number one Marvel character? The number one. Uh, number one has got to have to be Bruce Banner. I oh, think. I love I it. Know. I was going to think about Tony Stark. I was like, no, it's got to be Bruce Banner. Bruce is great. What do you love about Bruce Banner? Um, The way he can just like control his anger, I guess. Even though he's like, I'm always angry. I just... Like the way he can just like snap in a beat and get become the Hulk when need be, except for this last movie, but we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like and like he he even though he battles with himself constantly, he's always there, like ready to help, like despite his own personal inner conflicts. Well, Bruce Banner, it's an awesome pick. I love like Mark Ruffalo does it great. Uh, so yeah, excellent, excellent choice. Ex- great list all around. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Alyssa, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. It was fun. Joining us now for this segment, we have the wonderful, delightful, I miss her so much, Sophie Woodcock. Sophie, thank you so much for being here. Not a problem. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. It is absolutely an honor. Um... So before we jump into your list, um, what is your what do you have what what is your relationship with Marvel? Um, basically, just grew up watching the movies, you know, because well, Iron Man came out two thousand eight. I was young. I don't remember. I don't know how old I was. I can't do math. But like, I just <laughs> kind of grown up watching the Marvel movies and you know, getting older, kind of starting to understand what's going on, and it's just it's really cool to get to watch all that those movies that you watched as a kid kind of come together in this one big not always very happy family it's just really cool and yeah i love superheroes who doesn't love superheroes absolutely and did you see the newest um trailer for avengers endgame i did i did i'm very very excited and nervous and very scared but you know <laughs> that's kind of the vibe i like what you were mentioning like watching these people grow up like seeing thor with his blonde eyebrows and a younger tony stark and a scrawny captain america and then we watch these people grow up it's just it's wild it's so wild and it's so different like you if you were to go back and watch the first avengers they're not they're almost not even the same people as they are in this new in the new movies it's so it's yeah wild it's absolutely wild well, with that being said, Sophie, who do you have in your number five position on your list? My number five, I have Shuri from Black Panther, because she's just absolutely amazing. And the fact that she's credited as being one of the smartest people in the MCU, the smartest person in the MCU, possibly. I just think she's awesome and mean queen of Wakanda. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, the, like, I don't, like, the what are those vine? I'm not- yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not a big Vine person. I know a couple. I know the popular ones. I know the hits. But uh, mm. I do know that one because it's like a little bit... A lot of people say it all the time and she made it funny again. 
it was just it it came it was really left field that you weren't expecting her to just be like oh what are those but it was just it was really cool and it kind of helped ground Wakanda in the you know they're so like cut off from the world but then they also clearly have some sort of form of social media if the princess of the country knows memes exactly and uh I think she's probably my favorite character from Black Panther too. I just I love Oh, easily. I want to see more of Shuri. I hope she's still alive. Yeah. Me too. I got really scared when I saw the when I saw her listed as missing. Yeah. I don't want her to I don't want her to be snapped. That would be really sad. We never saw her die, but hopefully she's just like in hiding maybe. She was afraid. Yeah. You know, hopefully, I don't know. We're trying to ra- mm. rationalize it. Yeah, well, that's the theory that you see everywhere is that maybe Wakanda has completely retreated again, and that's why she's missing, is because no one knows what happened in Wakanda, but... How cool... Would, would it, wouldn't it be so cool to watch her become the Black Panther in the wake of... Oh, that would that would be amazing. That would, honestly, like, that would be a dream come true, just to <laughs> see Shuri just put that, to put the suit on. Oh, I would love it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Shuri, that's a great pick for number five, but who do you have coming in at number four? Uh, number four, honestly, I almost wanted to put him as number one just because I think he's amazing. Goose the cat. Oh, nice. <laughs> I just I just think it's awesome that we have this cat who's not really a cat. He's a flurkin for those, uh, you know, he's a he's an alien, but he's just cool. And, you know, you got to give an honorable mention to Nick Fury with his old eye story. And it was just really funny that, it, you know, this whole last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. He trusted a cat. But, you know, Goose is the one that's brought all this, like, weird, suspicious mystery around Fury. It was a cat. <laughs> I also like the idea that he hasn't trusted anyone except for a cat. Exactly. Like, how weird is that? That's such a weird line when you think about it in <laughs> actuality of what happened. He's this, this big, like, oh, yeah, last time I trusted someone. It's a cat. <laughs> I think that was probably uh, the most I had, the most I laughed at the Captain Marvel movie was when um, it was just a cat for the movie, and then when they're in trouble, it sprouts like eight tentacles and destroys everything in its path. (laughs) I was shocked. Oh, it was amazing. It was really cool. Because I've seen, like, you you see pictures and things from the comics of what the Flurkins do, but to actually just see it happen on screen, and it's just so out of the blue... You've got no idea that it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, that was on the like, highlight of the movie, and yeah, number four on my list for a very good reason. It uh, it actually there was a little girl in front of me in the theater, and when that happened, she started crying because I think it really scared her. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, let's hope it doesn't scar her from cats forever. That's the thing. Like like ten years from now, she's gonna be like, remember that cat from that Marvel movie? That was really fucked up. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I like there's things that I watched when I was eight years old that I that terrify me now. So I can I can understand if it scarred her for life, but I really hope it didn't because cats are beautiful. <laughs> I'm still scarred by the clowns in the Brave Little Toaster. Oh yeah, I um, who framed Roger Rabbit when they flattened the guy at the end and he stands <laughs> up with the bulgy eyes. That's forever <laughs> going to I like. We went to Disneyland and Toontown. There's the Who Framed Roger Rabbit ride. I could, I can't go anywhere near it. I hated it. I was like, nah. Oh, jeez. Um, that's a that's. No, I can see that that would scar you. Um, yeah. Well, Goose, that's a great pick. You're the first one to have Goose in the top five, so I love that. Um, <laughs> who do you have coming in at number three? Uh, 
Number three, I have Thor. You know, we've, I've got a there's some sort of Australian representation there, even if he's not Australian. And <laughs> um, you know, after Thor Ragnarok, he's just such an awesome character. And what Taika Waititi managed to do with that movie, especially after the second movie and kind of the progression that they had Thor going on, it was really nice just to see fun loving like the fun Thor that you kind of got from the first movie again. So that's Thor. And uh, he's definitely, he's my uh, my favorite character too. Um, I just love, I love the performance. Um, mm. Chris Hemsworth, I love, uh, is Ragnarok your favorite um, Thor movie? Yes, by far. By far. I love the, uh, when he has the, the, um, the blanket over his face and he's like, that's his disguise. <laughs> it kills me. He's just like. He's so out of touch with everything, but he's also really in touch with it at the same time. It's kind of a weird balance that he's got going on, and it's just really cool. It's like he read the spark notes on what it means to be a human. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly that. When he has a blurb of the book and then skim the spark notes. Like when he's uh, with Doctor Strange, he's like, well, you could have sent me like uh, a letter, like an electronic letter. Have you ever heard of it? Called an email. And he's like, <laughs> do you have a computer? He's like, no, what for? That's that's like a perfect what Thor is now to everyone. Literally. Uh, it's fantastic. And I really hope that in Endgame they kind of continue that sort of balance with Thor and instead of, you know, trying to pull him back towards the dark and gritty, oh, I'm so sad and everything. Because <laughs> it did look like they were going, they were heading that way with that first trailer. But I'm fingers crossed with that new clip in the most recent trailer that we're still going to see some of that fun, playful side of Thor. I think, I in hope, this last movie. hopefully we will. There is a, in that first trailer, the only thing we see of him is when he's just sitting in his hoodie and it looks mm. like he's, he's in a room and somebody suggested that he was imprisoned for not going for Thanos' head. And I was like, well, that seems a bit harsh. Yeah, that's... I, I don't really see them doing that. That'd be really mean. people have made some mistakes when it comes to fighting. Like, and that's not the reason that... It, Thor isn't the reason that everyone got dusted, so... He came the closest to, like, stopping them. It'd be really harsh to just imprison him for that. I'm sure he feels exactly. bad enough. Well, yeah, Thor... I mean, I mean yeah can't argue with the thor yeah. pick at all he's great um who <laughs> do you have fantastic hit? who do you have next on your list uh our newest addition to the mcu good old captain marvel carol danvers is my number two she's I excellent think she's just she's amazing and it's a really cool step in the direction of like women like female superheroes and everything for the marvel cinematic universe and just the fact that you know, she's not at all, there's no sexualization, there isn't even a romantic subplot in the movie at all, she's just there to do her job, um, and I just think she's fantastic, and that whole bit at the end with the, I have nothing to prove to you, after she does that Indiana Jones, <laughs> fuck the, let's fuck the whip fight, I'm just gonna shoot you kind of thing, <laughs> it's just, she's such a powerful superhero, and I think she's an amazing, uh, role model for so many people now as well, and, she would have been my number one, but my number one is my number one for a reason. <laughs> well, I do agree that Captain Marvel is great, but that's an excellent segue. Who do you have at number one? Number one. Well, before I mention number one, I do have honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, Peggy Carter, because she's amazing. You just like, I can't not mention Peggy Carter. Um, Nick Fury for the drama. I did already mention that. You know, the drama of his whole eye 
Ben Mendelsohn's Ben Mendelsohn in Captain Marvel, his accent, you know, Australian <laughs> representation. Again, I have to mention that. Um, and then my last honorable mention, which will kind of segue into my number one, which was Tony Stark, but only when he's interacting with Spider Man. Okay. Because the whole Iron Dad like <laughs> thing that he has going on, you know, the when he's on the phone to him in India, it's sorry, a teenager, like that's that's the Tony Stark that I'm here for. And that does segue my number one, who is our wonderful, ever so soft and adorable Peter Parker, Spider Man. He's an excellent he's just pick. So, he's just so pure. And, on a, he, like, yeah, Tom uh, Tom Holland and Peter Parker, he's just beautiful and pure, and I just need to protect him with everything that I have. How hard was his death for you? Oh, it killed me. It absolutely <laughs> killed me. I was just sitting there going, what? How did this happen? This, He doesn't deserve this. Well, Spider-Man, that's... An excellent pick, and I will mention um, Peggy Carter is another great honorable mention. And between her her picture showing up in that compass in the first trailer, and then her voiceover in the second, mm-hmm. I feel like she's going to be part of this movie in some way. Oh yeah, guaranteed, guaranteed. I on, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Steve going, like Steve Rogers, Captain America, going back to that moment of sacrifice from the first movie, like his first movie, and somehow having that playing a big part in his role in the next one would that be harder to endure than spider-man's death oh i don't know because i think we're all kind of expecting something to happen with captain america tony stark and thor with the fact that their their contracts haven't been renewed past this film so something's obviously going to happen to one of them at least so i think we're at least kind of prepared for that Whereas Spider-Man, you know, we've even got the trailer for the new movie. We know that there's more going on. So when he died, it was like, hang on a second, what? (laughs) What just happened? What? That was like, Um, yeah, a big part of that with uh, him and and, uh, Black Panther, too. I was like, oh, shit, they're really going for it. That's that's one thing that did surprise me with it was the fact that all the people that they dusted all have confirmed... um, but they've got confirmed stories continuing past this. So I was like, well, okay, what does this mean? Like, are they are they just doing this for the effect? Are they actually going to try and, like, will Marvel potentially cancel anything? What, like, it was interesting just trying to see where they were going to go with it. And obviously they aren't going to cancel anything since we have the new Spider-Man trailer. But it's interesting how they, how they went about that. It truly is uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great list. Um, we love Spider-Man here on the podcast. And <laughs> Sophie, thank you just so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. With us now, we have, on the day that the second Avengers Endgame trailer was released, we have the delightful, the amazing Courtney Colon. Courtney, thank you for being here. Hi, thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And... So, do you have any thoughts on the trailer that just came out? I'm... There's... It's... Like, it's... I don't know. There's just no words. It's it's, so good. Just emotions. Um, Yeah. The, like, the whole beginning was showing, like, Tony in his first Iron Man suit, like, right from the get-go. Made me want to cry. (laughs) Uh, And then when Steve was carrying Peggy's casket, uh, that was so emotional, too. This is not going to be an easy movie. No, it is not at all. 
<laughs> but with that being said, we are doing characters. Yes. And for these characters, who do you have at number five in your list? Number five, I, it, I, I guess it would be Bucky. I love Bucky, but like he's obviously top five. But my boy Bucky. It's a good pick. Um, a lot of it's like, it's it's. I always when I think about Bucky, it's great to think about how he started as just like a guy who enlists in the war, and then the last time we see him, he's literally just holding a, a talking raccoon with a machine gun. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how like both his and Steve's lives just changed so immensely <laughs> from just boys from New York to this. We just want them to be happy. Yes. They deserve all the happiness. <laughs> Every time that they become friends again, they get taken away from each other. I know. I don't know why they have to keep doing that to me. It breaks my heart every time it happens. Hopefully they'll be able to find some semblance of peace together. Yes, hopefully. Eventually. After Bucky, who is at your number four position? Peter Parker. Peter AKA Parker. Spider-Man. Good pick. What do you like about Peter Parker? I just love how he's so, like, excited all the time to, like, be there. Like, he feels so honored because he grew up with, like, all these superheroes. And then he just gets to, like, join them. Like, that's every kid's dream. It's kind of like Iron Man's fighting Thanos, Captain America is trying to save the day, and Spider-Man's just happy to be there. Yeah, literally. <laughs> well, he's great. He's a good pick. And so how do you feel about the... uh the fact that there's a, another Spider-Man movie coming before we even know what happens with Avengers. See, I'm really excited for the movie, obviously, but I literally said this today in response to the trailer that I'm just mad that they've released so much Spider-Man content when he's supposed to be dead. Yeah, it's, like it's, it, it's tough. It's just, yeah, it's very bothersome to me. Well, Spider-Man, it's a great pick. Uh, do you, did you ever see the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Yes. I was a fan of that one. Yeah. He's I don't He's no Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if I ever even saw the third one from that series. A lot of people hate it, but I'm a fan. Yeah, I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, but not too much. But I definitely did really like the first one from that series. It's just, he's always a good character, no matter what. Yeah, I feel like everyone who's portrayed him has done a really good job in their own way of portraying him. So with Bucky, then Spider-Man, but who do you have at your number three position? Thor. Excellent choice. I He's just so, like, witty. My favorite, favorite scene, I will die on this hill of how good of a scene this is, is when he's like, talking to Bruce and Valkyrie. And Loki's tied up in the corner, and he's telling him the story about Lo when Loki changed into a snake and stabbed him. <laughs> that scene is just, like, a masterpiece, and I think it's just so funny. Like, just every single aspect of that scene is just so funny, and I, like, will watch it on repeat for, like, ten minutes straight, just dying laughing. It's great. I love what they did with him with Ragnarok and then yeah. Infinity War. Back-to-back -back great Thor appearances. Yeah, I feel like that really, like... Thor was probably lower on my list until Ragnarok. Like, it really, oh, really sold me. For sure. I love the, yeah. uh, when they're, when they're talking about how they have disguises, and Hulk <laughs> says, like, he's like, oh, you don't have a disguise? And he's like, I just go like this, and he covers his face with the, 
<laughs> the little claw. That's great. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I love Thor. He's my favorite too. Um, but who do you have in your number two position now above Thor? My girl, Carol Danvers. Oh, nice. This is a new one. Yes. I just seeing her, seeing is, that movie made me cry so many times. <laughs> like, just as a girl, seeing her be so empowered, it just, it blew my mind to like see something like that. Like, obviously, like, you have Natasha, you have Wanda, but something about Carol just, it pulled at my heartstrings, and I just felt so empowered watching that movie. Do you think she's going to have a good role in the next Avengers movie? Oh, yeah. I think she's she's got this in the bag. It was great in the Captain Marvel movie when she says... Uh, I have nothing to prove to you. It got it got quite the applause in my theater. Yes, same. Like, yes, yes. No, you don't need to show. No, you are your own person. She's a great pick, and I'm really excited to see more of her going forward. And yeah, definitely. She really works. Um, but with this, all this buildup, Bucky, Spider Man, <laughs> Thor, Carol. Who is your number one Marvel character? Steve Rogers. Beautiful. He's perfect. <laughs> He's great. I, I just, I think Captain America, First Avenger, was the first Marvel movie that I saw in theaters. And so, like, that probably definitely helped. And it definitely doesn't, it definitely helps that, you know, Chris Evans is a very good looking man. Oh, but for sure. <laughs> everything that Captain America stands for is just I just love him <laughs> so much you know how people have like when they're in relationships you can have like a list of five celebrities who you can sleep with if it ever happens uh-huh. I, str- I really really considered putting him on my list because if the opportunity yeah. happened how could I say no to like right? having sex with Captain America it's a hard thing to yeah, say no to literally. when you think about it yeah it's like it's like the reaction Paul Rudd has to him when he's like just grabbing his shoulders and he's like, "Wow, right?" <laughs> but no, Captain America, excellent choice. Um, how do you feel about his potential for surviving this next movie? Wait, can you say that again? Sorry, cut out. Do you think he has a good potential to survive the next movie? I really, really hope so. <laughs> I I don't see it going very well for him. No, he seems like the one who. It's probably gonna die, but then the, you know, like maybe they won't do the obvious thing, you know. I would prefer the non-obvious because I definitely <laughs> do not want Steve Rogers to die. He's so he just got his life back. He doesn't need to die yet. No, we gotta let him let him live. Let exactly. him be. Let him smile. Right? <laughs> is it so? Is it too much to ask? He's gone through so much. He deserves everything. Are you? Do you prefer the beard or not the beard? I feel I like the beard, but I feel like no beard is like classic Captain America, you know, like clean yeah. cut all American boy. But the beard is definitely a good look. But... He definitely he can do it. He can do it all. Get, you gotta yeah. get you a man who can do both. Right. <laughs> Honestly. Well, Courtney, thank you so so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Joining us for this segment is the lovely. 
the talented, the very intelligent. Uh, and we're doing this in person. First one in person so far. Um, well, I mean, who knows how it will be ordered. But right now, in terms of recording duration order, uh, the very first person to do it in person, Kelsey Elliott. Kelsey, thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Kelsey, obviously, um, is my girlfriend, right? Yeah. That would be terrible timing if you're going to break the news that that's not the case anymore. You're going to do this live on the podcast? <laughs> no, I'm not doing anything <laughs> except reading my list. <laughs> Speaking of your list, what is your relationship with Marvel to the, to date? How do you feel about it? Oh, I love it. We, I'm never going to forget. Um, Infinity War was an event. It was a party. That was like the movie event of 2018. We saw it together in Disney, in Disney World. Yes, we did. What did you, that was your first experience with Marvel? It wasn't my first experience with Marvel, but it definitely got me hyped to watch all of the movies. <laughs> what What was your reaction to the ending of Infinity War? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your reaction to Thor entering Wakanda? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Anything with Thor is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that a little bit later, but who is coming in at number five on your list? Number five, it's got to be my girl, Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow, great pick. Uh, what do you love about uh, old Natasha Romanoff? <laughs> She's just the best. Um, she's a great fighter, and she's got so much sass, and I just really admire that about her. We can actually see her on the poster located directly above us. Um, a lot of people have been pointing to Black Widow in terms of her hairstyle and color to determine um, if there will be a time jump in the next movie because it's looking like it's not blonde anymore. And I thought that was an interesting thing. Like A lot of people will point out um, her haircuts in the past because they want to comment on if she looks attractive or not. But this time we're literally using it for plot details. And I thought that was a cool inversion to come at the end of these movies. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, I'm very excited to see if there is a time jump or if she just decided to dye her hair. I know I would do that. <laughs> you would dye your hair if half the world's population was deceased? Oh yeah, of course I would. <laughs> what if your hairdresser was among the 50%? Oh, that would stink. That's what, pe- that's what uh, somebody said that ha- happened to Hawkeye. <laughs> that his hairdresser that's why he has a horrible mohawk now it could be i think that was zev who said that well, <laughs> zev check back if that's true or not um black widow great pick um but who's coming in at number four for you uh our man captain america captain america's old old the star-spangled man with a plan himself what do you love about captain america everything but his <laughs> his fighting style is it's amazing because like when you watch his movies you can see the way that he fights is he'll like he'll wait like he will make sure that that person is done and out before he moves on to the next person like he's not taking any chances and um it should be mentioned that you only just recently saw the first two captain america movies um first avenger and winter soldier and it has to be asked um how do you feel about 1940s cap versus modern day cap i mean i love them both but i really did like the 1940s vibe um, especially for the movie. And you like his relationship with Peggy Carter? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Sometimes the best that we can do is to start over. <coughs> That's what she does in the movie, remember? Oh, I, remember. <coughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> um, Cap's a great pick. I've been asking everyone who has Cap on their list so far. Uh, pro beard or anti beard? Pro. Do you prefer the beard or no beard? No, I prefer the beard. So you're pro beard and you prefer it as well. Yes. 
interesting well um based on what we saw in captain marvel it looks like he'll have it for at least a little bit of the movie so that'll be nice yes Makes cap's a great pick um who do you have coming in in your third position though thor <laughs> thor what do you love about our boy thor odinson he is so attractive <laughs> see okay when you said cap you mentioned his fighting styles but when you mentioned thor it's because he's attractive yep. who's more attractive to you thor or loki mm, thor so the reason that Thor is on your list is just because he's hot. Well, no. I mean, he's a god. <laughs> so he's hot and a god? Yes. That's fair. Do you think all gods are hot? No. I mean, you think Thor's hot and Loki's hot. True. So who's the one you don't think is hot? Well, I mean, both of them. I just... Hela? Yeah. You don't think she's hot? No. What about um, Heimdall? He's kind of a god. Yeah. Odin? Yeah, no. No. What about Frigga? No. All right, that's fair. So just those two. Um, Thor, great pick. Obviously, he's my favorite as well. Who's coming in in your second position? Who's the runner-up? My girl, Shuri. <laughs> Shuri. What do you love about Shuri? The fact that she's so smart. I mean, she was developing all that technology for Wakanda, and it was great. And she also wanted to share that with the world, and I thought that that was, that was pretty amazing, too. We have learned recently, based on Avengers Endgame character posters, that Shuri was among the dead. How do you feel about this uh, revelation? I was really sad. <laughs> I don't know how, the, how they're going to make it work. They need the Wakanda technology. Well, M'Baku and Okoye, they're still around. True. But they're, not, they're, not, they're not Shuri levels of scientists, though. No, they're not. But uh, Valkyrie's alive. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Too. That's really good. But not Shuri. I'm sad. <laughs> Uh, you're like a scientist, like Sherry, right? Well, I, I'm trying. What is? What are you studying? Molecular biology. See, that's 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 uh, you you right, you belong right up there with the science Avengers. <laughs> Speaking of science Avengers, who is your number one Marvel character? My guy, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. What do you love about Bruce? He's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I really relate to him too when he can't control his anger. <laughs> are you gonna have seven PhDs one day? Oh, I hope so. And one of them in bioorganics. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Just like him. How old do you think Bruce Banner is supposed to be? Like 46, 50? I don't know, maybe. Imagine having seven PhDs by the time you're 50. Like, God. Bruce Banner, uh, what do you, how do you think he's going to end up in Avengers Endgame? Hopefully alive. Think it, <laughs> hope, think the Hulk will come back, or is the Hulk gone for, for good? I think the Hulk might make a, make a comeback. Yeah, come back for the last movie, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Well, Bruce Banner, excellent pick, um, and we'll have to see if we can see this movie together just like we saw Infinity War together at some point. Um, Kelsey, thank you for being here. Of course, you're welcome. Some great picks in that bunch, and now get ready to hear Jessica Flaxenberg, Zev Bahar, Patrick Rayford, and Kelsey Mahoney. Joining us now for this segment is someone who I'm only meeting for the first time now. We were introduced by a mutual friend, Kristen Lichow. Thank you, Kristen. Um, please welcome Jessica Flaxenberg. Jessica, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. It's absolutely my pleasure. And um, Kristen told me that you had some theories for Avengers Endgame. Would you mind telling me one of those theories? <laughs> yeah, I've actually been watching my, my family and I love talking about it a lot um and like a lot of the theories have to do with time travel and stuff like that but um my favorite one is like 
you know how they had like the uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that they're gonna bring in like the multiverse to this one. Instead of using time travel, they're gonna like go get past versions or like alternate universe versions of like Tony Stark or something like that. Um, but I guess we'll we'll see. <laughs> that would be kind of a hard thing to spin. That sounds. I think that sounds pretty cool. Um, cause like. If you can't beat them on your own, then just like make duplicate versions of yourself, and then you're unstoppable. Right, exactly. And I saw one where they were like talking about maybe going to get um, uh, a Tony Stark that like made a different version of Ultron that like worked, and then using Ultron to defeat Thanos or protect Earth because like uh, the reason that Tony Stark like made Ultron was because he saw this uh, like this vision of his friend, and then. All the the Infinity Stones are kind of connected to um, to, to the creation of um, Ultron and then Vision. Um, so I think it, it would be kind of a cool like full circle type thing um, if they did something like that. But who has any idea, honestly? See, that's the thing. Like, we we're what like eight days away from this movie now, and we don't really know anything. I know. I'm so excited. It's, it's like the, the after. Um, first one where they put Hulk in the in the back of the, the scene in Wakanda and he wasn't obviously there um, we have absolutely no idea what they're what they could possibly do because they have no qualms about uh, le- misleading us with the trailer so I'm really excited about that absolutely and I guess that's a good point we'll go right into the list um, who do you have as your number five favorite Marvel character Definitely, like, um, he's pretty good in his movie, but when he fights Thanos in Infinity War, that's, like, one of the coolest scenes in the movie. Yeah, exactly. And I think he's got some of the coolest powers. Um, but the problem is, like, a, a lot of um, the things that I liked about him came from his use of the Infinity Stone, and so it kind of sucks that, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's going to get that back or nothing, but, or even if he's going to come back. But, yeah, I really, I really enjoy him. Well, he's a great pick. Um, Doctor Strange is awesome. Uh, who do you have coming in at number four? Uh, my number four is Captain America. I've got a really soft spot for him because he was like, well, you know, obviously one of the originals, but also like the first one that I really fell in love with, I think. Um, some of the other ones, he was more of like a slow burn and like now they're all time favorites. But from the second that I met, or like, like we saw Captain America, I don't know why I said met. <laughs> <laughs> but from the second we saw Captain America, like, I just instantly loved him, and so I think that he's had a really nice um, journey throughout the, the... I I think that he's, like, super honorable and kind of embodies a lot of what you want to see in a superhero, because, like, you don't want someone... You want someone who has very little, like... Um, like, he, he, he just fights for justice and, like, wants to help the little guy, and that's something that I always 
was drawn to. It's definitely true. He's he has quite the moral compass, and I I was like the opposite. Like it took me like a, a while to come around to his character, and but now he's one of my favorites. And really, how do you are you nervous about um, what what might be in store for him? Oh my god, I'm so nervous. I I get it though because like I mean he's a soldier. It would make sense for him to die in like the ultimate war, um, and he's a soldier like out of his own time. So it kind of sucks, but. You know, I, I feel like he's he's lost everything from his last life. Like he doesn't really fit in this life as well as some of the other people. And I think he's tired. I think it's I think I think he's ready to lay it on the line. You know. I think so too. Um, hopefully, he'll get a, a hero's ending. And um, but who do you have coming in at your number three position? say whatever you want he's kind of the pain in the ass and he's arrogant and he's come so full he's lost everything um and to see him you know willing to do you know whatever it takes to to avenge people and to you know make sure that his friends live and he, i'm sure he feels responsible after you know the last one which i mean everybody was responsible but um I'm really excited to see how they they play him. I'm also nervous for him, though. <laughs> Me too. Thor is definitely my favorite. There's nothing wrong with picking the original six Avengers yeah, from, and exactly. he's great. Um, awesome. And hopefully, hopefully he'll make it, but we'll see. Um, I would I would love to see him and Captain Marvel lead this next like generation of Avengers into the new um, the new generation. I think that'd be super cool because, like, Thor, he's been an Avenger, but he hasn't, like, really... Like, he's been off on his own most of the time. Right. right. Like, he's a god. So he's got other responsibilities. But now his planet is gone. And so I could see him, like, you know, him and Captain Marvel maybe working together to, like, get this next group ready with Ant-Man and who I love. I love Ant-Man. I mean, he's so, like, wholesome and funny. Um, but, like, providing guidance where, like, um, some of the old adventures might have left off because, you know, they need to be prepared in case something like this ever happens again. And I think that he and Captain Marvel are, like, more than qualified for that. Definitely. Um, he's a great pick. And so with Thor at number three, who's coming in for your number two position? Um, my number two is going to be Spider-Man. I think that, not that, like, this, is mostly because I I have like a vision of where I want him to end up. I think that he's been really likable so far, and I think it's really cool that they were able to weave in like a real teenager's perspective. Because, um, you know, you're you're watching this as like lots of kids are watching this, teenagers are watching this, and so I mean, when I started watching it, I was what nine when Iron Man came out. So like having someone who's you know wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, something that you yourself really see yourself in I think is really cool um and all 
also, I think that after this, I, I really want to see him come into his own and have like this huge growth where he like maybe takes on some of Iron Man's roles and like uh, steps up as a leader. I could really see him coming into that role really well as a really likable character, and then also um, just with his like uh, his past and and his experiences with Tony Stark. Um, so I'm really excited to see where he goes. Yeah, he's definitely become a fan favorite for sure. Um, yeah, and also after all the other Spider-Man movies, like I think they finally hit the nail on the head with this guy. So Tom Holland is your favorite? Tom Holland is my favorite. And I used to hold, uh, hold, hold, like, uh, hold strong to the fact that it was only going to be the original. Like there was, there was no one that could be um, uh, Tobey Maguire, but I just love Tom Holland. He definitely is really great in it, and so that mean, that must mean like the person you have at number one must be even greater. And who might who might that character be? <laughs> it has to be Iron Man. It has to be. I am so emotionally attached and invested in him in, in everything he does, and he is you know the ultimate the ultimate. Team, I think the ultimate Avenger because you know. He has so many faults and has had so many problems, and he's had so much loss. Um, but he cares so much and so deeply about all of these people. Um, I think that you know he, he was the first the first movie I saw. Um, it was it's an emotional attachment, but also like just the, what he's willing to give up and like the way he's willing to sacrifice himself for everybody. Um, I think he's a mark of a true you know superhero, and a true Avenger. Also, it's Tony Stark. He's, he has such great character development, and he's like, he's become like an iconic character beyond like Marvel, even. Right, exactly. I mean, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Like, that, I think, is a mark of, you know, an actor who's really embodied the role completely. Um, and I just love him. He's had so, he's had the ultimate character arc. I mean, he started out as this, like, Playboy, you know, billionaire, but like he's grown into so much more, and I mean, he has all that, but he really pulled this team together originally. Like, I don't know, I, I, I love him. I think I'm really, 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 really scared for this movie. <laughs> well, it's only eight days away, and uh, uh, no. <laughs> and that's a great list. Um, but yeah, Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Wow, thank you for having me. Fun. Absolutely. Thank you very much to the amazing, the hilarious Zev, uh-oh, uh, Zev Bahar, Behar, Bahar. Bihar. okay, see, I should have asked this before we started recording, but um, Zev, you have a very, you, you have a very cool relationship with Marvel, um, you got to see Captain Marvel early, right? I did, yeah, right, reviews for Mickey Mindset. Mickey Mindset. So, do you want to plug that? Yeah, MickeyMindset.com. Everyone check that. <laughs> you got reviews for Captain Marvel, Dumbo. Anything else coming up or in the past that I missed? Um, <laughs> the Endgame is coming up. And possibly D23. Are you seeing Endgame early? That That's my hope. I'm really pushing for it. I would be super jealous. Um... Wow, that'd be really cool. And uh, you could really just screw over all your friends with that knowledge of uh, the spoiler information. 
Like I'm pretty sure I would get and somehow. He's gonna get a text. It's like, oh wow, it was really shocking when like Captain America was swallowed whole by an enlarged Tony Stark. <laughs> It'd be like everyone's gonna be surprised when we find out that Ant-Man theory is actually true. I I really hope that would be really horrifying. <laughs> well, with that being said, Zev, who do you have as your number five favorite Marvel character? Uh, for number five, I have Black Panther. Black Panther. What do you love about Black Panther? He's great. Um, he's just a great character. He's so powerful. He's so smart. He runs his own. It's great. He's uh, he's really he's really fun. Um, T'Challa, he's great. We've seen him now in three movies. Um, which of the like which of those appearances do you think he did the best in? Well, obviously Black Panther. I feel like a lot of people lean towards Civil War. He went, was he even in Civil War like enough that it mattered? He had the the crucial role of stopping um the suicide of Johnny uh. Johnny ruins the day over there. I can't. What was it? Oh, uh, Zemo. That's true, but I don't know. I always saw just on the side of Civil War, and then he actually has it in Black Panther and in. He is pretty great in those. We love. Uh, we love to see Wakanda. We we support Wakanda here. Um, Black Panther, great pick. Who do you have coming in at number four on your list, Zev? Uh, for number four, I've got Captain America. Captain America? Yeah. What do you love about Captain America, our boy Steve? What's not to love about Captain America? <laughs> he is America's sweetheart. He absolutely is. Defending the country from the 40s to the future. Yeah, he's been around for 80, almost going on, yeah, 80 years, uh, at least yeah. in terms of, but uh, I see now you're now that you're sporting the beard. Are you pro or anti cap beard? Oh, it's it's such a controversial topic. <laughs> it's the topic. <laughs> um, I I have to say I'm pro. It's it really you see breathing by growth. Absolutely, yeah. He uh, it shows that he's. He's not a he's he's no he's no fool to be trifled with um, when he has the beard and uh, um, you've seen Captain Marvel and so the post credit scene uh, I thought I mean all the footage we've seen of Cap so far before that post credit scene no beard and then suddenly the beard shows up what do you, what do you make of that I feel like he might shave it before they go to wherever they're gonna have to go. do you think there'll be like a shaving montage. That would be fantastic. Or just got super together. <laughs> like ho- Hawkeye be- buzzing the, the sides off of that. Yeah, ho- Hawkeye. The horrible mohawk. <laughs> Did you see? I saw this great uh, pictures of Drew of Hawkeye's barber getting snapped in the middle of his. That's why he has there's been a lot of those things like that I I never thought about like the video that somebody said like this is what happens when um somebody that like when you're sucking somebody's dick and then they turn to dust. 
I've not seen any of those. It's like somebody like coughing out like like baking soda or flour or something like that. <laughs> it just turns into the same. It's just one of those mortifying moments that you'll never get over. Uh, yeah. Speaking of mortifying moments that you'll never get over, Captain America has seen a lot of shit, but who do you have coming in at number three on your list? Uh, number three is Iron Man. Iron Man? Which I know um, putting him above Captain America. A lot of people get upset by that. But he's just better. Um, he, he has this gigantic company, and he, he changed the world. It was all him. Um, he's just so much better, and it's his cocky attitude that puts him above Captain America. Because Captain America is all that, but he likes to pretend, like, say he's not all that. Iron Man just accepts it, you know? He's like, I am Iron Man. It's like, yeah, let's do this. I am the shit. Sorry, hey, I don't know if I can say that on your podcast. I mean, we were talking about sucking dick earlier, so I think we're good. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Tony Stark, uh, I think what was so different about his movie is that we were finally moving away from the whole secret identity concept. It was crucial. Does that mean you were Team Stark in Civil War? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's also, it's interesting to take sides in that, because you see the benefits of both sides. Because you have this one side that's registering people. But then you have the other side that's safety as of everybody else. Um, it's uh, it's something that people still argue about today. Yeah, it's it's a hard decision. I think just because you see how many people get hurt throughout all these movies, mm-hmm. and I think that's the only reason. I- well, Iron Man's a great pick. Um, he's definitely shown up a lot on these lists so far, and. Speaking of hard decisions, who's coming in at number two for you on this list? Yeah, this one, it's a new character, but she's so freaking powerful. I had to go with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, what do you love about her? Uh, She's incredible. Are we doing Captain Marvel's spoilers to talk about it? Absolutely, you can say anything you want. Okay, she's just incredible in this movie. And even with her power being damaged for half the movie, she still kicks ass. She still makes her way through everything, destroying everything in her path, just getting what she wants. It has to be kept. Are you excited for the role that she is going to have in Avengers Endgame? I am so excited to see her. Oh, it's going to be great. Like, she was already pretty great in her solo movie, but then the Russo brothers, they always take these characters to the next level, you know? The Russo brothers have picked everything that they have ever touched. So I can only <laughs> imagine things with something already so That's true. Like, you're, I know, after, based on Snapchat evidence, you are a community fan, with the, which the Russo brothers were heavily involved in. This is actually very... <laughs> I, I've seen community before. I started... Two weeks ago, and then I'm on season five. So you're already, you're almost at the end. Then there's not a lot to go. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm almost there. But I never watched it. Before this. It's very recent. 
it is a great show. We'll have to do. We could. We'll have to spin this off. You know, do a spin-off episode of top five community characters. Oh, that would be wonderful. Five of the seven. I mean, I feel like it'd be an easy pick. You got to go, Jeff Winger. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. We could just cut Pierce right now. Right now. Just map it out, and we'll like give everyone a, a cool detour into something they've never heard of before. <laughs> Well, Carol, Tony, Steve, T'Challa, you have a formidable group of five right now, but who is going to be at number one? It's Peter Parker. Spider-Man. Never, ever go wrong with Spider-Man. What do you love about this iteration of Peter Parker? It's not even just something. Peter Parker in general is a essential hero. Because no matter or who he is, he always, no matter what, puts everyone before him. Like, for example, in Homecoming, he's on this date, and he knows he is going to disappoint the hell out of what's her name, I can't remember, but his date. And he's going to crush her, but he has to leave and fight her father. Oh, it's, yeah. Well, he just is able to... To put everything before him, I think that makes him the greatest. He is a great hero, and this last question here—it's crucial. Are you partial to Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire? It's Tom Holland. Oof! It's bold. I think Tobey Maguire lost every <coughs> chance of being a Spider-Man when he danced down the street in Spider-Man Three. That is a tough scene to watch, but think about all the good stuff we had. Remember when he's treated as, like, when Spider-Man becomes a Christ figure that is iconic. <laughs> yes. I I also have to bring up Miles Morales in Spider-Man. He's great. You, oh, that was a great one. He's great. I also... Every, every version of Spider-Man is better than everyone else. He is very good. Um, loved Miles Morales. I can't wait. I hope they do a sequel. Um, do you like Spider Ham? <laughs> I don't think you can go wrong. Spider Ham. I loved. Like I looked. My dad looked him up, and he told me he said that Spider Ham was a spider that was bitten by a radioactive pig. And I just, it just. That's all you need to know. Well, it's very inconvenient timing for Zev's computer to freeze. Uh, but Zev is back. Zev, your computer froze, but you're back. Uh, I was going to say, I did not know that fact. That's better hand, but I think it just makes it that much better. It does make it that much better, and hopefully I'll be seeing some Mickey Mindset reviews for Avengers Endgame. But for now, Zev, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Absolutely, anytime. We're joining us now as a very special guest for this segment. We have the 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 truly the truly lovely Patrick Rayford. Patrick, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor. I was very shocked that you asked me to be on there, but excited nonetheless. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure to have you. Um I remember I remember when Infinity War came out, how much of an event that was and uh, I remember coming up to a wagon you were working at, and we were talking about it back in the day at Disney. And so I had to I had to bring you back for the follow up for Avengers Endgame. 
And um, so going into that list of yours, who do you have as your number five favorite Marvel character? Number five, do you want number five as the favorite or number one as the overall favorite? Like, who do you have, like, um, as your least favorite of the five that you have listed? Okay, I got you. So, overall, it's going to be number five is Hawkeye. Oh, I like it. What do you love about Hawkeye? So, more or less, whenever the first Avengers movie came out was, like, the first time I was really introduced to the character. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, he's still using a bow and arrow. But, you know, it's still cool. Um, so then whenever I, like, got into the... Got, um, like, the hearing aids and everything... Some have, and they still decided to put him in there, like, as a superhero. So, and plus, I mean, like... It's really in abilities and all. But still be a superhero was the coolest. How do you feel about um, the mohawk that he is now sporting? I'm um, like in the trailers it looks cool. I don't like when I Whenever it's all fixed up and he's ready to go, then I'm like, okay, it's pretty cool. He, uh, he should be. I mean, a lot of people like to shit on Hawkeye. You know, they give him, they don't give him the, like the time of day when uh, they give a lot of other characters a lot of love. And I think Hawkeye is underrated. And I'm glad that you put him in your list. He's very deserving. So I think so. I mean, with the first Avengers, it kind of sucked because like. 65% of the movie he was one of the like well you know I mean room to like me reading and stuff he's actually pretty cool but well he is great and um so Hawkeye's good good pick uh who do you have coming in and your number four position Number four is going to be Bucky Barnes slash the Winter Soldier. Excellent pick. Who do, uh, what do you love about Bucky? So, I actually didn't really know that much about him until, again, like the movie came out. And then I really dove into the character. And so, one, just his overall, like, of, like, the dark costume with, like, the bright silver arm was really, really cool, especially in, like, the second America movie. I was like, all right, I, I totally dig this character. I don't know much about him, but I really like that. And so one of my best friends and I relate to, like, the friendship aspect of, like, Captain America and Bucky Barnes. And so I think that's a lot of it is just, like, he's, like, a, like a personal level, you know, with I guess like a friend that I have so seeing him on screen makes me think of my best friend and like all the like stakes that they go through him and Captain America like to save each other and just that whole relationship they had before 
um, you know, Bucky fell off the train and everything like that. So I guess it's, he's got like a personal aspect to him that I can relate with, but also just his skill set and like the way he goes about, I guess, hand hand combat and stuff like that was always really cool. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, if you're going for loyal characters, you can't really get much more loyal than Bucky. Um, even if he doesn't always know it. So Bucky's a great pick, and you had Hawkeye. It's, go- it's going great. Uh, who's coming in at number three for you? It's going to be Daredevil. Daredevil, nice. What do you love about uh, our old friend Matt Murdock? So again, with someone with like the physical coming in as like a, a superhero is just really, really cool for me. Um, just knowing how it's like someone with like that is blind trying to look up to a superhero in a sense and they're like oh well I could never do anything as great as that because you know I have this you know this I guess restriction is the proper way to put it um, on me but then you know they come out with this superhero that is blind and can still do all these great things and still be like a great person um, so along with that Again, the costume was always really, really cool for me with the bright red. And I really just like how he's a street-level hero instead of, like, how Thor is this god from Asgard and stuff and can do all these things. He's more or less just a street-level kind of guy or more or less kind of like Spider-Man is, like, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. It's kind of just... He's not over-the-top powerful, but he's still got like a really good heart and you know, just that determination to protect innocent and, you know, preserve justice and stuff like that. That was really cool. He's definitely one of Marvel's um, better vigilantes and hopefully it's not the last we've seen of Daredevil on screen. I'm certainly it won't be the last we see of him in the, the pages of the comic books. Um, so it's another great pick, and I love the reasoning behind it, too. It's really cool. Um, but who's coming in at number two for you? Number two is Captain America. Captain America. What do you love about Steve Rogers? Honestly, I can never find anything that I don't like about <laughs> Steve, Steve Rogers, um, both in the comics and on screen. It's just like this overwhelming sense of, like, He's so, I guess, moral in everything that he does, where you can kind of see in Civil War where he goes, like, over the edge to fight for what he believes in, almost to a fault. But it's just how loyal he is to his family, more or less, and his team. was just something that, like, really struck home for me and was something that was really, really cool just like the nobility behind the character not so much just for his country but just like who he cares about especially when it comes to like Bucky or Natasha it's kind of just like he'd do anything including like sacrifice himself again for anyone on the team and that was always just really cool plus I mean the shield is cool (laughs) and I don't know it's more or less like my favorites come down to like thing. 
Well, he's he's obviously awesome, and um, I know you mentioned that it's hard to find something that you don't like about him, and I think that's very much apparent in Civil War when they say, oh, you have a speck of, I think it's like a speck of blue in your eyes. It's like how nice to find a flaw. Uh, he's pretty much as close to flawless as you can get. So I think so. But some may say they can't find any reason why you could. Overall, just a good guy. Solid superhero. Well, he's a great pick for number two. And um, building up to this now, who is your favorite Marvel character, Patrick Rayford? It's got to be Spider-Man. Excellent pick. What do you love about Spider-Man? So even though he's like Marvel's biggest bandwagon hero, um, even before getting back to like his backstory, where to be anything, you know, as great as that, he's still able to do that, and it comes down to just loving comics all the way from like middle school and finding like that hero they're like wow he's like the same age as me and he's taking on all of these super villains that are like stronger than him and faster than him and you know he's doing it out of you know one for his uncle but just his like sense for wanting you know good for everyone and Injustice again. So, and it takes kind of like a twist where a lot of people don't like spiders and are afraid of spiders, and just kind of completely flips that the other way and makes it something that could be really cool and something that people can really enjoy. And just with that, like his. You know, like the famous phrase, with great power comes great responsibility. I think that's such, like, a great way to, like, connect that to a reader. And just give them something to walk away with other than, like, wow. Um, so, about Spider-Man is cool for me. Well, it's a great pick, and obviously um, a lot of reasoning for that comes from the comics and how great he is in those comic books. They're some of the ones I've read the most of Marvel characters would be Spider-Man's. But I have to ask, in terms of movies, do you prefer Tobey Maguire or Tom Holland? I'm more of a Tom Holland guy. And I know that makes a lot of people really mad. Tobey Maguire... I think he was really good at playing the Peter Parker role. Um, he had like a really, really good sense of like the awkward, like nerdy, quirky guy. But when I ever came to like Spider-Man, I just like I didn't see him as a great Spider-Man, and I just couldn't connect the dots between the comic book and seeing him on screen. So. So, yeah, and, like, I have some things, like, issues with Tom Holland, but, I mean, I think it's just coming from a background of, like, reading all these comics and then, like, seeing the on screen and you're, like, 
Well, it's definitely a great pick. Um, I know Spider-Man has been very popular. It's, I'm going to edit this part out. Just editing this part out. Sorry, I lost the connection there a little bit. What did you say at the end? Well, it was just more or less Tobey Maguire made a great Peter Parker, but not really my favorite Spider-Man. And Tom Holland has been able to mesh those together into the Spider-Man he's playing right now. I think that's absolutely true. Um, And hopefully we'll see Spider-Man come back uh, for good at the end of Avengers Endgame. But Patrick, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. No problem. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Joining us on this segment now, we have the wonderful Kelsey Mahoney. Kelsey, thank you so much for doing this. No, yeah, no worries. I'm happy to be here. I'm I'm reaching out to you today to discuss your five favorite Marvel characters. So I I think it, the question has to be asked at the beginning. Who is your who comes in at number five for you? Uh, number five, I have to say, is Nick Fury. Nick Fury, interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just think he's just an awesome character. Like he's an extra, like a great leader for one. He's badass, um, but also like as shown in uh, the new movie that come out, came out at the moment, Captain Marvel. Um, he's very funny and. He's got way more character and a lot more to him than we thought as well. Yeah, so, like, yeah. we know that he's like this, uh, he's kind of like aloof, kind of a badass. But then in Captain Marvel, he's like, he's like talking to cats and he's singing and it's this whole new side of him. And it was, uh, it was I, li- I really liked him in Captain Marvel. It was my favorite of his performances, I think. Yeah, plus my favorite little tidbit, he refuses to eat toast if it's cut in triangles. I mean... I can eat toast that's cut diagonally, but when when I actually think about it, I do prefer it to be cut vertically. Do you have a preference? <laughs> Me? Um, I think I, I just straight up don't cut my sandwiches or my toast. See, that's a, when people talk about how they prefer sandwiches to be cut, nobody ever considers the fact that you don't really have to cut anything. No, I just don't cut them. <laughs> that works, too. <laughs> that might be laziness, but... <laughs> I mean, you're getting the same thing in the end. Yeah, it all ends up in my stomach anyway. Speaking of ending up in the stomach, I assume your number four character also has a stomach. And who would that number four character be? Uh, excellent segue. Thank um, you. My <laughs> my number four would have to be Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy. I love Rocket. What do you love about Rocket? I love that he's just like a really well-written character. He's very well-developed and there's a lot of room for character growth without him being an unlikable character in the beginning. Cause that's something that can happen a lot when writing a character that's intended to grow and change is they start off as like a real asshole or just really terrible. But Rocket Raccoon is just, he's incredibly funny and you can admire him, even if, like, he is a criminal and he's, you know, doing bad things or, you know, all the jobs that he does. But he, at his heart, like, you can see a different side of him, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. He's, uh, his character arc in Guardians 2 is probably one of my favorite character arcs of any Marvel character. 
Yeah, definitely. And I especially love the balance that he has with his partner, Groot. Because while Rocket Raccoon is the one who's the chatty one, who is the one with attitude and, you know, like keeping his emotions in check and all of that, Groot is his rock, basically, or his tree in this case. He is the one who is calm, the one who is a little more centered, and they have a good balance and dynamic. It's definitely a great pick. I love Rocket and Groot. Uh, but who who is who comes in for number three for you? Number three is um, Shuri from Black Panther, uh, T'Challa's sister. I love Shuri. What what is, what makes Shuri number three for you? She's just like great. Like she's so smart, and she's an engineer, and she's also like more than that. She's funny and, like, all about the memes, and also a badass, as we see at the end of the movie. She's in on the fight, right right on the field. She, uh, I was watching Black Panther before we recorded just now, and I love her handshake with T'Challa. It's great. Yeah, they have a really nice sibling relationship. Well, argue, I think it would be arguably the best sibling relationship that we have in these Marvel movies. Oh yeah, probably. Like, like, what other sibling relationships are there? Thor and Loki—they're a bit. They're not. They're not really. They're a bit contentious, I think. Yeah, and I mean, there's also Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, but one is alive and one is not, which is a bummer. Shout out to Quicksilver. We 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 have never forgotten you. Lost too soon. Well, Shuri, excellent pick. Uh, love her. Hopefully, she'll have more to do in this next Avengers movie, and. Who do you have in your in your runner-up position? Who is the runner-up? Uh, my runner-up is Ant-Man. Love it. What do you love about Ant-Man? Well, when you think about it, he's basically Robin Hood. He's, like, his backstory is that, you know, he steals from criminals who are stealing from people and gives the money back to the people they've stolen from. And, like, that's... Even though it's like a criminal backstory, he used to be a criminal and now he's a superhero. Like, he wasn't a bad person. He did it because he wanted to help, you know, the little people. The people who were getting treated badly for justice and all of that. And you can also, he has a lot of heart because he, he is divorced. But there's, the way they display their relationship is actually really great where... Um, him and his ex-wife and her new husband they all have a fine relationship there's no strain there there's no one who hates anyone they still keep in touch because they have a daughter and they all are kind of like you know the modern family because not everyone has the nuclear family anymore but they all get along fine and he has a lovely daughter and she's adorable and it's just like a really nice character character dynamic have you seen the new Avengers trailer? Yeah, wait, uh, I think so. Are we talking about the one where he shows up in the end and he's uh, on the security camera and he's like, hello, I'm here. Or the one where he's wandering around and looking at all the missing posters. The missing posters, it makes me worry that Cassie would be on them. Oh god, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> That'd be devastating. God, I hope not. <laughs> I really I mean, cross. Like, it's probably assumed that Hawkeye has lost his family, and that's why he's back in the game. Yeah, it seems like Hawkeye's family doesn't have much of a ch- a, sh- uh, a shot at staying alive. But I'm really crossing my fingers for Ant Man's family. Yeah, because I mean, you know, it's already been established that we've lost um, 
I can't even remember any of their names, but uh, Ant-Man's, uh, the Wasp, and previous Ant-Man, <laughs> and the previous Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're as good as dust. Yep, been snapped. Well, Ant-Man, a great, it's a great pick. Love Paul Rudd. Ant-Man's great. And who do you have as your very favorite Marvel character? I have a feeling that this is probably going to be a lot of people's number one. Because whenever people talk about favorite superheroes, he's always up there. Uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker himself. I can say that from the episodes I've, from the segments I've done so far, many people have said Spider-Man. And yep. he's great. He is great. But what what do you love about him in particular? Oh, gosh. He's probably the most relatable character. I mean, like, you know, we look at him and he's, you know, he's a kid. He's a teenager. And he's very lighthearted in how he handles everything. And it's not, his stories are never serious. It's not full of, you know, murder and, like, you know, every, everybody's dead. And, like, everything's serious. Like, he's a kid and, you know, he... He has banter with villains and the bad guys while they're fighting, and he is balancing not just being a superhero, but his normal life, which we don't really have with the other Marvel characters. We don't have that whole, they have a secret superhero life, like maybe they have secret identities, but we don't see their normal life. But we see Peter Parker, you know, going to school, he's in debate club, and he's like, you know, dealing with girls, and he's got a best friend who's, you know, not really involved in the whole superhero scene, but he's there for Peter, and he's the guy in the chair. <laughs> and it's just really nice to watch, and it's when a lot of the other movies are very serious and everything gets very dark, you can always kind of rely on Spider-Man to kind of be something that is a little nicer just a little more fun. Spider-Man, he's probably widely considered one of the best superheroes ever created. And Kelsey... He was Stan Lee's favorite, wasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. I remember... Did you see the Spider-Verse movie? Yeah. The Stan Lee cameo in that... The Stan Lee cameo was so lovely when he's like... He was like, oh, we were good friends, he and I, when after Peter Parker. It was like, oh, broke breaks my heart. Oh, ripped my heart out and squeezed it and tore it apart and then put it back in my chest (laughs) well he is one of the great superheroes and kelsey you are one of the great people thank you so much for being here oh thank you and thank you for having me some great picks there from jessica zev patrick and kelsey and now get ready for the final segments featuring Locke, jamie souza caleb cleveland and chris doyle Joining us now in this segment, the first one I've done in person, we have somebody whose attachment to the Marvel movies comes a lot from Tobey Maguire. We have Locke. Locke, thank you for being here. Your second appearance on the podcast after Star Wars characters. You're here for Marvel characters now. Yes, sirree. Here we are. Top five Marvel characters. And uh, talk a little bit about your love for Tobey Maguire and those movies. Um, the original Spider-Man trilogy. I grew up with it, watching that with my family. I just fell in love with Tobey Maguire. I just... Felt like he fit the character perfectly. It was all nostalgia there, too. Yeah. It's good. Well, he's great. I love those movies, too. We got them right over there. Nope, not over there. <laughs> they're at home. Uh, are they over there? Yeah, the Blu-rays. Oh, yeah, they're over there. Yeah, they're there. All right. Uh, who do you have coming in as your number five favorite Marvel character? Number five, Black Panther. Um, T'Challa himself. Yes, sir. The, I liked 
the whole concept of Wakanda. I don't know. I watched when I watched uh, Black Panther and then Infinity War, just watching the kind of world that, that what it was or a country or whatever it was. It just looked really cool. It was breathtaking. The combat was fun to watch. And that um, I don't remember exactly what the other character was called, but that fight with between him and the other guy. Killmonger? The villain or the other? The other tribe guy. Oh, uh, M'Baku? Yeah, over like who gets to become like leader of Wakanda. I thought that was really interesting. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so yeah, Black Panther, great pick. A lot of world building in Wakanda. Um, I won't do my Black Panther accent right now. Number four, who do you have as your number four character? Um, I have the Hulk as number four, purely for um, the comics and the toys more so the movies. Um, I grew up on some comics, and Hulk was one of them. I had the Hulk hands growing up and a bunch of different Hulk toys. And then I get another memory playing them with, actually with my sister, surprisingly. She was actually into my Hulk toys when I was younger, which was kind of cool. So that's... Do you like his catchphrase, it's clobbering time? Great power comes great responsibility. That's a, that's a clue. Flame on? No, 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 no. Well, that's a good pick. Uh, number three, uh, who's coming in after the Hulk? Uh, number three is Star-Lord. Ooh, that's a good pick. What do you love about Star-Lord? Well, I know we watched the first Guardians together like a year ago or something. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then I watched right before I started Infinity War. I'm like, oh, yeah. No, when they came in in this movie, like, oh, yeah, I remember watching that. But then I don't remember what happened in the movie at all. So I consider Infinity War being my better experience with him. I don't know. I just thought he was really funny in the movie. And I guess in a way he sort of killed everybody, right? He kind of screwed up with the glove, right? Or gauntlet, right? So, uh, yeah. So I, it's like, I kind of want to see if he can, enough cause he died, right? See if he can come back to life and sort of redeem himself. I think that'd be interesting to see what happens. I'm sure we'll get a good moment with Peter Quill, star Lord. Um, yeah, he's a good pick. Uh, we love Chris Pratt. And who's coming in at number two for you? Uh, number two is Scarlet Witch. Um, I just think, I don't know, her her power, I don't know exactly what's going on there, but it just looks like she's like a Jedi. I like Star Wars, so it's just, he's cool. And she's played by the Michelle Tanner sister. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. You got there. Yeah, good pick, Scarlet Witch. Um she also was turned to Ash, so hopefully she'll have a nice moment where she comes back. I think it'd be cool to see, yeah. I think she's one of the, she's got to be one of the more powerful characters because she was able to hold off Thanos with a full, almost full gauntlet of Infinity Stones and destroy one of the Infinity Stones simultaneously. That's that's a good power. I think she's just she just constantly seems like a character that you can like always count on to like try their best really come in when it counts, you know. Wanda Maximoff, great pick, and I have a feeling I know who you're going to say for number one, but why don't you tell the audience who your number one pick is? Uh, my number one is Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Spider-Man, without a doubt. Um, I, I guess I'll say I did like Tom Holland as Spider-Man 2, much more than Andrew Garfield by Miles. So I think we can both agree that the Amazing Spider-Man movies were bad, and there's a reason they didn't make a third one. I know they wanted to. So they wanted to make an Aunt May spinoff movie. Really? Yeah. I feel like you told me that once. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
Tom Holland, I guess, fits the character, but like in a different way, I guess, from Tobey Maguire, if that makes any sense. It's just like two different Spider-Mans, but they're both still Spider-Man. Um, but Tobey Maguire, I just think he was a more charming, a little more grown-up character. I think that that mature character is just a more interesting role for Spider-Man, yeah. There should be an old man Peter movie one day where Tobey Maguire comes back in his 50s to retire. You know, I'll even, you know, I would love that, but I would even take a cameo in uh, Endgame. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll, as Spider-Man or as a different as just like As like, no, just as like... Guy on street? Like a, like a, why, no, uh, like a guy with like, like wisdom, you know, like a guy to share some wisdom with you. you know? So the Avengers are at their lowest point. Thanos has won again and they don't know what they're going to do. So they go seek the advice of Tobey Maguire. Like, imagine they're like in like Tony Stark's like, like building, right? And then out of nowhere and like a suit and glasses comes Tobey Maguire so it looks like we got a predicament on our hands, don't we? <laughs> don't we, fellas? <laughs> he, just, he just saves the day. Yeah. Oh, I think a lot of people would hate that, but we would love it. Yeah, me and you. Yeah, I think we could. Yeah. See, this is like where we differ because you like the Star Wars prequels, and I think they're bad. But I think we have you have the same opinion about them that you do the Spider Man movies, and I like the Spider Man movies. The the prequels are great movies, save for Attack of the Clones. Um, but I do think Revenge of the Sith is better than the Last Jedi. Well, on that scorching hot take, thank you, Locke, for being here. Thank you for having me, Dave. Joining me now for this segment of the podcast is a friend of the podcast, been on it talking about The Office before we have the delightful Jamie Sousa. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Dave. And I, I do owe you an ap- apology at the, uh, at, the start, at the outset of this segment because I used to make fun of you um, for liking Captain Marvel because her name was Captain Marvel and I thought it would be akin to a Pixar movie having a character named like Jeff Pixar. So I do apologize for, to you for that because Captain Marvel came out. The movie was great. I love the character and you were right the whole time. That's okay, Dave. Um, the past is the past. You've come along to the correct side of things now. So all is forgiven. Well, thank you. And thank you for being here. And um, that being said, who do you have in your number five position? So in my number five position, I have Nick Fury, and that's in part because of like the kind of dynamic nature you see of him with um, in Captain Marvel. Because in all the other movies, he's so like tough and mysterious, and then you just watch him melt over this like little kitty and like literally basically form a friendship with a cat. Um, so I liked him before, and then after Captain Marvel, I was like, wow, I love Nick Fury. Nick Fury is a great pick. Um, do you think he would have been on your list if it was not for his appearance in Captain Marvel? Um, I don't think so. I think that the number five spot here would have gone to Bucky Barnes, if not. We do love some, some Buckword Barnes on this podcast. Oh, yeah. He's great. Uh, Bucky's uh, Nick Fury, all great characters. Um, who's coming in at number four for you? Uh, my number four is Peggy. Um, I absolutely love Peggy. Peggy Carter. I think she is just such a badass woman. I think that she um, just, like, is so powerful, but she also doesn't lose any of, like, her femininity, you know? Like, I feel like a lot of times with female characters, they'll um, take them and they'll, like, make them kind of, like, guyish to make them tough, and they don't do that with her at all. Like, she's both a woman and a badass, and, like, she just proves that those two things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, I think it's, like, um, like a lot of times you can write the characters in that way that it kind of just is like oh they're badass because they're badass but i think being a woman is an important part of her character regardless of what she's capable of you know yeah and i also like that she kind of has some like 
some like substance to her character outside of just like Steve Rogers' love interest. Like she's not just like Mrs. Steve Rogers; she's Peggy Carter. And it's like after uh, Steve goes into the ice, like she doesn't just like like stop everything and cry about it for fifty years. She goes and she like forms Shield. Yeah. Like, she just is one of those characters that just makes such a huge difference in the MCU that, like, like if it wasn't for her, like, things would be completely different. And I really like her. So that is my number four. It's a great pick. Peggy Carter's the best. Uh, Who do you have coming in at number three? At number three, I have Iron Man. Um, I mean, he's, like, super witty, really funny, um, super good with technology and just, like, the things that he's a genius. Like, just the stuff he does is just, like, incredible and i he's just so like clever and just seeing him i'm iron man and tony stark obviously i'm not one of those people who's gonna like separate the like superhero from the character um i just think that he is super dynamic and adds a lot to the mcu and seeing his kind of evolution over time especially through his relationship with pepper has just made him like such a good character and obviously he's um contributed so much to the mcu yeah he's an awesome pick um he's my first honorable mention i love tony stark uh Mm -hmm. it was really hard to exclude him from the list too but he's a great pick yeah i love tony stark really really well developed character um who do you have coming in for your number two slot the runner-up um i have captain america coming in for my number two slot and for it's so hard to like rank them like civil war was like actually painful for me because (laughs) i do like them both so much um but honestly captain america just kind of like takes the cake for me because for me he's just a little more of of a dynamic character because he's also like clever and he's honorable but he also kind of has that like weird dynamic that he's like an old man only like he doesn't look like an old man and he's still like evolving to modern times um and i think that that's in part really good acting on chris evans part um because he's able to play such like a dynamic character that has like all these layers to it um and i just i just really love captain america and if anything happens to him in endgame i'm probably gonna cry so like if you just hear like screeching from like central massachusetts that's um that's probably what happened yeah i'm gonna guess that that's a pretty good bet uh going forward and uh were you team cap in civil war um i was team cap but it like pained me to be not team iron man i really wanted there to be a team both but like when i had to pick one it, it had to be cap it's like trying to pick between macaulay culkin and elijah wood you know yeah Sure. <laughs> I feel like that's a very, like, you-specific dilemma. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Well, Cap's a great pick. Obviously, we love a good boy like that. Uh, beard or no beard? Where do, you, where, do you, where do you fall on that? Honestly, I feel like I'm in the minority here, but I'm a no-beard kind of girl. Okay. Yeah, that's a hot take. That is, that is the hottest of takes. And, you know, he's, he's the hottest of men, in my opinion. And, uh, well, who do you have coming in at number one? Your favorite um, Marvel character? I think, can you can you guess who it is? I have a pretty good inkling. All right, go ahead. Is it, is it Carol Danvers? It is. It is Carol Danvers or Captain Marvel. And I like her for a lot of the same reasons that I like Peggy Carter, because she takes no shit, and she is so powerful. And, like, just seeing her kind of, like, come around and, like, basically realize that everything that she believed for as long as she had remembered 
um, was fake. And instead of just like retreating into that and like continuing to try to be ignorant, she basically like shifted her entire worldview to do what was right. Um, and she is wonderful, and I can't wait to watch her kick Thanos' ass. Well, you said it great. How did you feel about her appearance at the end of the Endgame trailer? Um, I kind of lost my shit. <laughs> uh, especially, so I lost my shit um, during the post credit scene. Yes. Captain Marvel. And then again, when, like basically every time she shows up on screen, I just like gasp. Um, <laughs> and basically anybody who knows me is like very familiar with that reaction now, but I just get so excited. Um, so I think I need to watch Captain Marvel like a bunch more times so I can stop like jumping out of my seat every time she shows up on screen during Endgame to not annoy my friends. But I just think it's been so great, um, especially just like how they didn't try to hide her like first appearance or like her interacting with the other Avengers to make it like a big surprise during Endgame. It's been nice to have that little like those little like teasers already. Do you like the uh, Brie Larson's portrayal of the character? Yeah, I think she does a really good job. I think she's kind of gotten a lot of, like, shit for it, and I think it's kind of been unnecessary. Um, I think, like, I couldn't really see her being portrayed in a different way. Like, knowing the character from the comics as, like, Miss Marvel and then as Captain Marvel, and just, like, being, like, familiar with the character as it was written, I think Brie Larson kind of brings her to life in a really good way. Well, that's perfectly said, and... Um, Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Joining us now for this segment live and in person, um, we're a friend of the podcast. He's been on it before. We talked about fantasy football. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Caleb Cleveland. Caleb, thank you for being here. Thanks, Dave. Um, we have we have a fun relationship with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have together. We have seen Avengers: Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. We have seen. Um, Age of Ultron, we've seen Doctor Strange, Civil War, Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Infinity War, and we, we, see we saw it, we saw it with Locke. Locke, did we? Mm-hmm. We saw Homecoming together also. We saw Homecoming and uh, Infinity War, and we will probably be seeing Avengers Endgame together. Um, which, uh, which was your favorite experience? Um, probably... Infinity War, even though it was the second time I saw it. He needs the handle. I didn't like that part, but yeah. <laughs> um, I think Peter Dinklage is going to have a big year between Avengers and Game of Thrones. I think he's out of Avengers. I don't think we're going to see him. No? No, Atiri? What about Tyrion Lannister? Yeah, I think he's going to have a big year for Game of Thrones. Well, Tyrion, we love Tyrion, but in terms of Marvel characters... That uh, was me slapping the old thigh of Caleb Cleveland. Um, who do you have as your number five favorite Marvel character, Caleb? My number five. Oh, I love that you have to think about it. Well, yeah, because <laughs> there, there there's so many good ones. I'd say my number five is probably Thor. Thor, okay, I love Thor. He's my favorite. What do you love about Thor? I like... I like that he's part of Norse mythology. I like that they kind of brought in... Norse world to the Marvel Universe and there's a bunch of good characters Thor, Odin um, Sif in Norse mythology Lady Sif, yes Fandral Volstag Volstaff, is that one? 
don't know who that is. But. Well, yeah, Thor is great. Um, your dad teaches Norse mythology. He taught it to me. Um, which of the Thor movies is your favorite? I like the first one. The really? Best. Yeah. Even better than Ragnarok. Yeah, I think I do. Just because you, it's the first time you get to see the mythology come to the life. The eyebrows are a tough look, though. Yeah, they, one. they definitely are. A little too blonde. Yeah. Well, Thor is a great pick. We love Thor. Um, uh, who's coming in at number four? In your four, Thor number four? Nah, he's number he's number five. But who's number four? Do you have any? I do, but I uh, I'm not gonna say them on each segment that I do because it would get really annoying. People would really hate me after that. Oh, okay. Um, number four is Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom, interesting. Yeah. What do you love about Doctor Doom? I like how he is a reoccurring character. I like how he really adapts to whoever he faces and that he combines science and magic to use powers. Powers, yeah. <laughs> you just you're just pointing the phone in my face. <laughs> um Doctor Doom is good. Um, do you think he'll come into the Marvel Cinematic Universe soon? I don't think he's. I don't think he'll be soon. Not soon. Maybe like five years from now. Maybe a little later. Lightly. Okay. Okay. Because he's part of Fantastic Four, and every Fantastic Four movie has been terrible. Do you think that they will have Victor Von Doom, but he won't be a villain yet? They might, but I don't. No, I don't think they will. You should play him. Why should I? I don't know. You got that evil look in your eyes. I'd have to wear a mask. You could, you could barely see my eyes. That's true. We want to see that handsome face right on screen. Uh, Doctor Doom's a good pick, uh, but who's coming in at number three for you, Caleb? Captain America. Captain America. I know you like him. Uh, what do you love about Captain America? He's just a very old school superhero. He reminds me of Superman if he if Superman was not overpowered. Just in the way that he is always good, he always does the right thing. And he doesn't he's never sure of which side to be on mm. morally. Mm. Sometimes he is, but mm. not that's more of in what he should do, not in who he wants to do it with. Can you just cut that last part? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, after that that resounding um, argument in favor of Captain America, I think all we can do is go on to see who's coming in at number two. Yeah, can, you, can you cut out the who he wants to do it with part? <laughs> it could be Bucky. It could be Peggy. There's so many different characters. It's definitely Bucky. Bucky's your number two favorite? No. Oh, he's... <laughs> I do like him a lot. Um... My number two is Spider-Man, though. Spider-Man. Um, the question has to be asked. Are you, do you prefer Tobey Maguire or Tom Holland? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Everyone seems to be in agreement about that except for one person. Um, maybe two. Because uh, Tom Holland is the best. Tom Holland is a what? The best. Why is he the best? Because uh, he doesn't cry ugly like Tobey Maguire. I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. Please, I don't want to go. You don't, you don't call him cr- that cr- crying ugly? No, I don't. Oh, okay. That's fair. Um, Spider-Man's a great pick. Uh, one of the OG classics. Absolutely. Do you remember how great it was when he first they first announced that he was coming to the Marvel Universe? Yeah. I that did. was a great day. 
Yeah, it was. I was really happy. I remember I was in my car on the way home when I found that out. From school. From school. Leicester High School? No. From not Leicester. College. From college. Leicester College. Becker College? Yeah, Becker College. Becker College. Um So we got Thor. We got Doctor Doom. We got Captain America. Spider Man. Who's a who is coming in? Number one, Caleb Cleveland. Who is your favorite Marvel character? My favorite Marvel character is Iron Man. Iron Man. Just Tony Stark. Yeah. The the uh, the uh, the old shell man as himself. What do you love about Iron Man? I like the idea that he can that he's a regular guy in a suit of armor that can do cool things. But I also like that he's an alcoholic. <laughs> Why do you like that he's an alcoholic, Caleb? <laughs> well, I just like I like that he's very flawed. Mm. I think it makes him much more relatable than Captain America or Thor. Captain America has a flaw, remember? There's a little speck of green in his eyes. No. How nice to find a flaw. I don't remember that. How nice to find a flaw. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man. Iron Man's great. We love Iron Man. Um, I will I will mention, he was also, he was also uh, a fan favorite of a lot of people, including our mutual friend Chris Doyle. Do you want to, you want to say anything to Chris? Who? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Iron Man, Captain America, got a lot of Avengers, and I think at the end of the day, we just gotta we gotta celebrate Marvel. Uh, and I, I, let's let's like let's look ahead to Avengers Endgame three weeks from today, baby. I can't wait. Thank you for being here, Caleb. You're welcome. I'm really glad I could be in person. Dame time. Welcome to this segment with. The I I had to, I had to have him on this part on this episode because my love of Marvel movies would not exist without this man Chris Doyle. Thank you so much for being here. Ah, pleasure to be here, Dave. <laughs> so you you're obsessed with Marvel. Uh, do you have any theories going into Avengers Endgame? Oh boy, where do I start? Um, <laughs> uh, well, they've done very well at keeping us in the dark about plot. I'm very impressed with the marketing. Usually it gives away a lot more, but this time they've really kept it under wraps. But um, uh, I would have to guess some kind of time travel or different realities, something like that. Some way to just reverse what happened in, you know, Infinity War. Is that, how did you feel about Infinity War? Uh, believe it or not, I, well, I, I, if you remember, we were talking about this years before it came out. <laughs> But um, I thought it lived up to the hype. I remember how great that day that when they announced all their movies. That was just the best day. I know they did like a almost like an Apple event, and they did like all it was like the whole phase. So hopefully they do one of those in the future after Endgame comes out. I know it's a lot of exciting stuff coming up, especially since uh, they own Disney owns Fox now, so they can play with all the X Men and Fantastic Four characters. So that should be exciting especially for you such a disney buff <laughs> i know it's got all these new characters are coming to disney like bart simpson now a disney character it's it's wild it's truly wild i know <laughs> well with that being said who do you have in your number five position on the list number five uh, that would have to be uh steve rogers captain america excellent pick what do you love about our boy cap 
Uh, I mean, he's really one of the, I mean, starting at the beginning of the universe, it was really the big trio, him, Thor, and Stark. Um, but I've, I've always loved, I love his trilogy, really good trilogy, great character. Um, but I, I've loved him from the beginning. It'll, I'll be sad to see him go if he doesn't make it through Endgame. Is there is there any chance that he will survive? I believe so. I could see him surviving. Uh, I don't think he's the safest character per se. Um, I think he's very at risk. But I'm hoping I'm hoping they surprise us and keep him around. Well, Captain America, he's a great pick. He fits in perfectly at number five. Uh, I love him. Uh, do you prefer the beard or no beard? No beard, for sure. No beard. It's a hot take. It just seems weird with the beard. You can't even wear the chin strap as well. It's it's just weird to me. <laughs> well, that's a fair point, uh, but a good pick. Who do you have coming in at number four? Number four, a little different. It's a Rocket Raccoon. No beard. No beard for Rocket. <laughs> um, what do you love about Rocket? Um, I love that his wisecracking abilities. Uh, just he's very a character with a lot of heart, really. I mean, he doesn't show it at times, but his arc, he's opening up more and more. That's a very interesting arc. I'd love to see like a movie on his backstory. I think that'd be very interesting how he came to be because they haven't really explained much of that. Uh, he's probably my favorite of the, of the Guardians of the Galaxy, although Groot, Groot's a close second and. Well, Drax, too. They're also great. They're tough. But he's my favorite of the team, I have to say. He's definitely my favorite, too. I just love all of his growth. And imagine, like, just having all this character growth for a raccoon. Like, you never... I never expected it. <laughs> I remember when they first announced Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, ooh, I don't know. Kind of risky. And I'm like, ugh. And then I remember for a long time, I'm like, keep them separate from the Avengers. But they just mixed so well. It was great to see. I know, like, my two favorites are Rocket and Thor, and when they first did that video of, like, oh, the Avengers are going to meet the Guardians, and that it was a picture of Rocket and Thor together, I was like, well, this is just the, a dream come true. I remember the exact video, concept art, yeah, it was, like, Rocket and him. Especially when they come in with Wakanda at the, uh, kind of the climax of Infinity War. That, that, one of my favorite parts of the movie, I would have to say. So, yeah, they're, that's a great pairing right there. I think, uh... The theater I was in exploded when they came in together, and I just feel like it's going to be hard to top that in the next movie. Like I feel like it's going to be much more somber. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I have no idea where it's going to go. I mean, there could be. I think we'll get some moments like that where the theater is going to get very explosive. But I also think there's. I'll never forget in the theater when um it was Thanos versus Stark, and that the blade stabbed Stark, and oof. That there was like an audible gas everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Myself included. Were you? Did you think he was done? Uh, I did and I didn't. I was very worried, but I didn't think he'd die there. But he's also up there on kind of nervous where we'll see him post Endgame. Well, yeah, we got we got to watch out for him and Cap, and I suppose Rocket too. But Rocket's a good pick. Uh, but who do you have coming at number three? Three, uh, another new one. Well, newer uh, Spider Man. Love Tom Holland. I think he's. This is a little uh, 
controversial, but my favorite Spider-Man of the three. Um, love Gar- Garfield and Toby, but for me, he's my favorite. Uh, he's just very accurate to the comics, which I, I love. We have a notorious Spider-Man fan in the room, Locke, flipping you off because he <laughs> loves Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. A lot of people, well, we grew up with Toby, and, like, he's great, but I, I like Tom Holland the best. <laughs> but I know, very unpopular opinion. They should have done a, they should do a live-action Spider-Verse where Tobey Maguire comes back. That would be awesome. I know they want initially we're thinking maybe have him do a voiceover in spider-man into the spider-verse great movie by the way if you haven't seen it i'm sure you've seen it but it was awesome (laughs) the audience yeah all the listeners out there all two of you please go go watch (laughs) spider-verse three i'll 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 listen to this one (laughs) (laughs) thank you podcast earlier i was listening to some of the work very very good i'd have to say thank you chris i appreciate that you're welcome. That's Man. Good pick. Uh, who's coming up as your runner-up? Runner-up. I don't have... Now, this wouldn't have been true until, I'd say, his most recent movie. Um, he was never... After his first... Well, first of all, it's Thor. Um, never used to be one of my favorites, but his character development has really made him one of my favorites now. First Thor movie... I don't know, he wasn't very interesting, kind of just stark, bland, but he's come a long way, and he's a lot more likable now, I find. Not that he wasn't likable before. Well, yeah, they, a lot of the serious lines had to go to Chris Hemsworth, because everyone else was kind of jokey, and he's like, I want to be jokey, too, and then when they finally leaned into that, he had one of the great, uh, between Ragnarok and Infinity War, it's one of the all-time <laughs> great runs of a superhero. Oh, exactly. I love Ragnarok, it was... It was so funny. I thought it was <laughs> one of the funniest Marvel movies, in my opinion. But yeah, no, I just love what they've done with the character. Um, loved him in Infinity War. I'm hoping that if anyone's to get a movie beyond their trilogy, it would be him. Just because, I mean, I've seen enough of Cap. Iron Man's trilogy, not that. It wasn't the best. First one was great. Second one, eh. Third one, meh. But... No, I'd love to see another Thor movie, especially with uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this probably Takito Waititi or however you say his director's <laughs> name. <laughs> Taika Waititi. That was pretty close. That was close. But uh, no, I'd love to see another one of those, or even like if he was in a Guardians film in the future or some other film. I hope they do what with Thor would have done with Iron Man, where he's in other people's movies and he just doesn't fade off. Maybe some As Guardians of the Galaxy? That'd be cool. I'd even be interested in maybe like a Captain Marvel 2 or something. If they do a time jump to modern day or if they explore further in the past, you really can't do it. But I'd be interested to see him pop up again. Yeah, I mean, love Thor. I definitely don't want him to die. Uh, so I'm with you on that one. And I, can't, I, I feel like I have a pretty strong knowledge of who your number one is going to be. But tell the listeners, <laughs> who is your favorite Marvel character? Oh man! Well, this is gonna come. It's quite the shock. It's a uh, Tony Stark, <laughs> my uh, OG. I remember I saw the first Iron Man. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it on DVD at a friend's house. 
And I had no idea that this would eventually turn into this giant cinematic universe. I guess I didn't know anything about Marvel back then. This was probably 2008, 2009. But uh, he's my favorite. Um, I just think he's such a badass. He's always been one of my favorites, so I got a he's he's got a little heads up. Like he's got the advantage, but no, I've always loved him. Great character. I love the actor, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, but yeah, he's my number one for sure. He's a great pick. He's probably Marvel's most well developed character after all these years. Uh I mean he's been in enough films at this point. <laughs> it's been so it's been like what, eight? We're gonna be on nine now, I think, maybe? Uh I believe so. First Iron Man or well, the three Iron Mans, three Avengers, uh he was in Captain America, Spider Man. I don't really count the cameo and Incredible Hulk. I mean people <laughs> say he was in that movie but he was in it for like thirty seconds. And then you got Infinity War, so that's no not Infinity War, Endgame, excuse me. So that's ten. Maybe yeah, I think that might be it. I actually saw a funny like kind of like meme because I follow these Marvel memes accounts. It's like there's a picture of the Tesseract and Tony Stark. It's like here is the most uh, repeating object in the Marvel universe, and it was the Tesseract because that's been in it just like one or two more times than Tony has. Which I'm like, wow, they've really used the Tesseract a lot, which I think is interesting because it kind of glues everything together. It is, and now we just saw it come up in Captain Marvel. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all, which a lot of people are like, oh, it messes up the timeline, but I'm like, not at all. I'm like, Howard Stark fished it out the sea at the end of the Captain America, the first Avenger, but then it was in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s possession, but Project Pegasus was part of S.H.I.E.L.D., I believe, because in the first Avengers movie, there's a Project Pegasus sign, believe it or not. Right. So. Well, yeah, I mean... And it's been in the Tesseract. We've seen it more times than even, like, Hawkeye. So, <laughs> I don't know. Renner might want to fix his contract after that. but Yeah, he might. <laughs> uh, he's a good one, too. I, li- I really like him. He's an interesting character. But just to make the top five. How do you feel about the Mohawk? Uh, it's interesting. Um, I have a feeling it's probably because his family got dusted. He's kind of, like, being a bad boy now. Like, <laughs> doing whatever. But... It's a different look. Um, I think Black Widow's like red hair with the with the blonde at the end. That's a little funky. I'd just get some red hair dye and fix that. But <laughs> the world did end basically, so there might be a shortage of red hair dye. But well, uh, there may not be hairstylists left. But apparently, there's somebody there out there to make these uh, white and red suits with the Avengers logo stitched into the chest. Yeah. Those will be interesting. My guess, Quantum Realm suits, they're going to use um, Ant-Man and the Wasp's technology, I'd say, to time travel through the Quantum Realm, if I had to guess. Uh, I watch all these videos with theories, but that seems to be the most prevalent one. But we'll see. I have a feeling it could... Honestly, they could just be fake. I mean, I know they filmed fake scenes for the trailers, so just like they did for uh, Infinity War. But... It'll be interesting to see what happens in the movie because really no one has any clue. <laughs> it's true, we don't. And you had a great list, and Chris, it was just great to be here talking Marvel with you again at the end of this saga. Oh, yeah, I know. It's so Well, thank you for having me.
absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting they named it the Infinity Saga, so it'll be interesting to see where they go after this, and I'm excited for it. And that's gonna do it for the for the podcast. That's that's what we got. That's what we had. I'm sorry that it was so long, but I hope that you at least enjoyed it. I'm gonna have timestamps in there. You can check it all out. You can hop around, listen to what you want. Um, lots of great characters. Um, look in the episode description, and I actually I did the math, and you can see who was on the most lists, who appeared at number one on the most amount of people's top fives, and just an all around like keeping track of who's where. And who are the most appearances, that kind of thing. It's all fun. It's all good stuff. Um, It's been quite the ride with these Marvel movies. And now, when you're listening to this, um, either Tuesday or Wednesday, we are just a couple days from Avengers Endgame. And I hope it all lives up to everyone who is in this podcast, everyone who would listen, to everyone who likes or has seen these movies. I hope that Avengers Endgame is everything that we are hoping it to be. It's been great and just savor the anticipation and fun that leads up to it thank you to everyone who did this um i can't express my gratitude enough i had 23 people do this and it's just awesome it was great to talk to all these people from all over the world and just to talk to friends and family again just reconnect with people it's a reason to stay in touch and that's what these marvel movies do for us you know at the end of the day and thank you for listening and Let's go see Endgame.